Why would you provide that for one fucking kid, you fucking idiot? Well, now I'm get, beginning to see why he left. Fucking right in the pussy! And there's a guy, Tom, you're gonna love this name. His name is, um, he calls himself Turd Flinging Monkey. I thought you'd appreciate that. Ah. <laughs> That's a good one, right? I do like it. <laughs> He's got a lot of videos. The emotional thinking just is too strong. That's why women shouldn't vote. They're just children. Okay, so we are live. Wait, I don't, I don't see my, my voice. Am I in? Okay, no, I'm in. All right, cool. All right, sorry about that. All right, so welcome. You. Welcome to the Turd Flinging Monkey Show. What up? What up? Well, this, up, is guys? this is interesting. Okay, so check this out. I used to play Team Fortress 2 all the time. It was like my main, my jam. I have over 1,400 hours in Team Fortress 2. And I haven't oh, played shit. in years. And this guy's like, he brought up Team Fortress 2 in the mosh pit. And I'm like... Yeah, I'll play some Team Fortress 2. It's like a totally different game. Like, you can see on the screen I'm level 1 because I, ha mm -hmm. I haven't played, but I have over 1,400 hours, and I, I have all my items. But it's it maybe it's like a, such a different game. I mean, who knows if I actually still am good. We, we shall find out. But this will be an interesting thing. Like, can I jump into a game that I used to, like, play all the time after years and actually still be good at it? Right. We shall. So I'm going to play some competitive. Okay. So how was your week? Well, other than getting the uh, strike and having to crash on my waifu's couch, mm -hmm. you know. Again. Again. She's going to get sick of you, dude. She's, she you is. know. She's going to start charging you rent. Right. Right. You know, I'll have to pay her in... I don't. Know, I bought. I actually. You know what I did? I bought a new bottle of baby oil from the store today because I was starting to get low. So okay, I, I take care of her. The romance is real. It is. Oh shit! I forgot to turn on my Discord overlay. There you go. Cat, I can hear myself. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, right. doing I'm just, I'm setting up my shit, dude. Sorry. I got a uh, I got a new silicon keyboard, so it's a quiet keyboard, so I can type and not be heard. I might get a different one though. I'm not sure if I like this one yet. That's what it's all about. So yeah, uh, yeah, and I got a new mic this week as well. Yeah, my mic came through. Uh, God, it was uh, I see Jagobai asked if I got a new mic. Yeah, I did. Uh, so I got a Blue Yeti, a Pro. It showed up on Tuesday, and I was able to use it for the 420. I was, I'm was i still playing with the settings, so there may be some odd mic quality issues while I'm trying to figure it out, but we're getting there. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it was interesting. And then I, uh, um, we were talking earlier, and I was telling you that my, uh, my Twitter video is doing extremely well. It's only been out for two days, and it's had almost 5,000 views, and only six dislikes and almost 700 likes. So it's, it's got a lot of good engagement. Um, but I'm going to make a follow-up video early next week, which is going to be the, uh, for all intents and purposes, it's going to be like the what if. So like, you know, because I'm not an attorney, but if right. I was an attorney in, in a fantasy world, hypothetically speaking, what would I sue Twitter for? And I'm just going to go into all the details. <laughs> Thank you for the subscription, Seven Blink. Appreciate that. Also, guys, Anchors Away will be gracing us with his presence for this show. Awesome. So, uh, 
Hangs away, you there, dude? Yes, sir. Sweet. Right on. Oh, and there's no drunk cat tonight. Oh. I'm sorry, guys. No, it's okay. I, I, had I was. A, I'm having a drink for you. It's okay. Oh, sweet. I'm only gonna have the one I'm though. I'm having a sticky mic here. One second, I've got to sort this shit out. Be right back. You you need to wipe that shit down. I'm running a Very new funny. mic tonight myself. <laughs> so if this thing sounds better than my old one, let me know. It does. It does. Awesome. It sounds pretty good. Yeah. I mean, not quite half chub or anything, but it's okay. All right. Well, as long as I'm clear, I got my gain set at a certain level right now. So as long as it sounds good, then I guess we're okay. Mm -hmm. So TFM, you said you had a legal question for me? Yeah, okay. So I was on Twitter, and uh, diver I, was, I, I wasn't talking to him, but I saw a thing happening to diversity in comics. Basically, okay. uh, there's some guy from Variety Magazine or some magazine. He... Hold on. Oh, god damn it. Uh, he was basically trying to threaten to sue Diversity in Comics for giving his opinion on a video about him. Because I guess he was accused okay. of something in the past and he, he was talking about the accusations. And he's threatening to sue him. And so basically he was saying, I talked to a, a attorney and he said it's libel as or libel per se. So, do you know much about libel per se? Well, what they call it, the reason they call it per se is because when you can't find something that's an actual tort, so libel is like a, it's like a tort claim, um, which is kind of like a legal claim against somebody, uh, sort of like defamation or, you know, like wrongful death or those types of things. Um, so, when you, when, when they're talking about per se, what he's talking about is is sort of like what, what might be referred to as libel in fact, as opposed to actual libel. And the problem is, is that when you get into those types of things, depending on your jurisdiction, there may not be the case law to support it, but you have to have the case law in order to survive. So the reality is, though, is that um, criticism is a viable, it's a viable reason to exercise your First Amendment free speech rights. Especially if you're a um, uh, if you're a journalist, or if it's political speech. So I mean, and this has been not only has it been codified, but it's been repeatedly upheld by the United States Supreme Court over and over and over again. And so those people that just don't get it, they're just they're just retarded. But the problem that you have is is that we live in such a litigious society that if it's somebody like Variety who has a lot of deep pockets. What time? What oftentimes what they'll do is they will just file the lawsuit knowing that it's meritless for the express purpose of just draining the Except other party's cash request. and destroying their time, which will destroy their brand. So if like you're a smaller brand, it's like degrees, if degrees. somebody came after me and I didn't know what I was doing, I would spend all my time trying to learn the legal system to try to defend myself, and they would just basically do the equivalent of divorce rate me in court. And it wouldn't be that their suit had any merit; it would be that I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Right. You know, I think that's what they were doing. Like this guy was basically trying to intimidate uh, him, saying, "Oh, I'm going to sue you because he was giving his opinion." Um, yeah, I tell I tell a guy like that to go play hide and go fuck himself. Right, and he um, he was like, "Oh, I talked to an attorney, but he's just some editor from a magazine. He's not like he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about." Well, here's the thing too. Let me let me let me let me uh, translate that from cuck speak. I've talked to an attorney means. 
he doesn't have an attorney and somebody he knows probably gave him an opinion over drinks. Uh, you know, it, when they start saying shit like, um, I've retained an attorney, I have an attorney, my attorney says, that's when you should start paying a little bit of attention to it. But when they're like, well, I've talked to an attorney, well, who, who cares? Who cares? You know, I mean, I talked to a police officer the other day. Does that mean that like all of a sudden, like, you know, I should be, you know, you should be worried that you're going to get arrested? No, uh, it's just, you know, again, it's that, it's that context. They do the, especially journalists, they do these fucking plays with words. Like I've seen like a Huffington Post type people and like, uh, you know, other wannabe journalists from rags like that. And they talk all this shit in hopes of intimidating people. And, you know, the sad part about it is, is that, you know, the intimidation is only good while there's actually a threat of action. But the second that the threat of action is gone, then the intimidation is worthless. It's a waste of time. Right, yeah, because I don't think he has anything. Basically, he said something that he didn't like on a video, and he was like, he's sending emails saying he's going to sue him for libel. But he, he basically, he did the whole, like, it's my opinion, I don't you know. So he doesn't have yeah. shit, but he's like, take down the, but here's what's fucked up. If he would have just says, hey, you know, uh, let me give you the facts about this. You're actually, you know, you're, what you're saying isn't true. Here's what actually happened. Uh, I don't think it would have been an issue. But because right. he was like, I'm going to sue you, and he sent a bunch of harassing emails. Now it's like, well, now right. this guy's not going to uh, be interested in playing nice with you. Yeah, and that's the other problem is, is it like if you – so here's the thing. You have to do a cost-benefit analysis to determine whether or not you can negotiate with somebody, especially if you have a, a potential legal disagreement with them. But the problem that you have is, is again, you get these guys that they run around, and this is like a this is like a total beta cuck move where they're like, well, if you do this, I'm going to go ahead and do this, and all they're doing is talking shit. Like all they're doing is trying to verbally intimidate you. You see this like on the street with guys that are about to fight. They talk shit back and forth one another until they get the courage to actually punch each other. It's it's the same thing in the legal scenario. That's why I like when I talk to people, I'm like, you know what? I'm not threatening you. I'm not. I'm. I'm just going to tell you what's going to happen because then they know that, that that I'm serious and they understand that I'm invested in, uh, you know, the words I'm saying and that I'm willing to back them up. Once people understand that, it's a whole different ball game. Um, it's just. It's. It's just sad. It's. It really is sad. It's like I know a uh, um, two YouTubers who shall remain nameless. One YouTuber made a criticism of another YouTuber. The other YouTuber copyright claimed. The criticism because it was a video meme to have mm -hmm. it taken down because they didn't have a sense of humor and it, it, it was a hilarious it was a hilarious meme uh, right yeah but again you know but they're like oh i'm gonna copyright claim it because this person you know and, yeah. and youtube will allow you to do it right and you gotta dox yourself in order to, to remove it so right so, yeah, yeah but it's they, just it's, they, the whole thing's they, retarded yeah they use this like you said something they didn't like and i'm gonna copyright claim it to I don't know. It's it's fucking retarded. It's just because they they can't. Here's the thing: you if someone says something you don't like, then you can, you know, say something they don't like, or you can dispute it. Or there's so many things you could do other than try to abuse YouTube's broken content claim and flagging system for for bullshit. But right. that's that's what they do. Well, and when you get and when you get to the point where like you're like oh, the hold on, so let's see. CJ, congratulations okay. on the book. I bought it just to show support, but it ended up being a very good read. Hopefully it is the first of a series. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, um, so it's, I'm not going to actually create a series per se, 
but I am creating a variety of books on the same and similar subjects that are both um, MGTOW related, but they are also like my next book is about family law and it's about divorce rape culture. And so um, there's going to be, I have seven books already outlined in addition, or I should say, um, including the one that I'm working on. So I appreciate your support. Thank you. There you go. Yeah. And yes, the audiobook is still it's still coming. It's just a little bit slower than I thought. No pre-ejaculation here. Thank you for the subscription, Monktorius. Oh yeah, thank you. Sorry. I'm actually like sorry, you know, I usually like I, the the game is kind of secondary, but I'm like mm -hmm. yeah. You're into it. It's fine. Yeah, I'm into it. I I'm probably should. Way. I probably shouldn't be. I should. I need to focus yeah. on the, focus on the what what matters. Right, right. The real thing that matters. So yeah. So I thought. So what I decided to do is I I think that after doing this Twitter video, I actually had some feedback. Twitter's actually, by the way, it's they're being sued right now, or at least I've seen the complaint. I'm not sure it's been sued, but the complaint that I saw online doesn't have a case number filing on it, so I'm not sure if it's actually been oh, filed. Hold on. When did women stop being held accountable for bad behavior? In ancient time, they were punished by the law or shamed by society if they weren't virtuous women. Uh, when did it? St when did it? Yeah. W so when were women not held accountable when they got to vote? Pretty much. That's pretty much it. So. I mean, I wish it was more complicated than that. It really was like patriarchy lasted until women could use the power of government to extract what they wanted. And then they didn't need, uh, they didn't need any of that shit anymore. Then they could just, they sick, they sick daddy government on you. That's all she wrote. Yeah. In response to Corva Redrow, Corva says, uh, I got a few ladies at work interested in getting your book, DDJ. It's actually kind of funny. Um, no, I haven't released the new book yet, Oslo. Um, I actually have a lot of women who, who've read the book and have reached out to me as a result of it. And one of the best reviews that I have on Amazon was written by a woman. So, you know, it's feminism hurts women too. It, it really does. And, um, you know, but we've, I mean, I'm not going to rehash all that because, I mean, we've talked about that. <laughs> for months <laughs> almost a year so uh you know i mean you can you can look at the tfm's old videos and see a lot of that or you can look at my channel some other time and, and see a lot of that um but yeah i thought so twitter's being sued apparently in california court i've seen the complaint it's been drafted and of course they're trying to crowdfund it for whatever reason and um so i thought that's one of the reasons that i thought about doing my uh my hypothetical, like, you know, what if I were an attorney, what would I do? Uh, basically, you know, what I would sue them for. And um, the entertainment value should be good. So uh, look, look for that probably Monday, Monday afternoon. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, anything else that you uh, want to catch up on from the week? Uh, I mean, obviously, if you're not subscribed to my backup channel, Celestina Monkey, um, you know, this is the second time I've had two strikes and had to crash on my waifu's couch. So please s subscribe to my uh, backup channel. 
it helps because otherwise you're literally not going to get any videos for the next two weeks. Right. I can't. I can't upload. TFM. Someone is saying that they donated fifty dollars to you, but Celestina hasn't announced it. Could you? Is, is there any truth to that? I mean, has it come uh, through? Because I was I was AFK. Was it? If it was through, well, it has to be through Streamlabs. If you just did a PayPal donation through like other channels, it's not going to register. It has to be a Streamlabs donation. Okay, there you go. So, uh, yeah. But I've never, there's never been an issue. Basic, okay, if you scroll down, if you're on Twitch on PC, if you scroll down, you'll actually see a button that will say, you know, uh, PayPal donation, Celestina will read your comment. You have to use that button. I know there's like all these different kinds of ways you can use PayPal, but you have to use the button to uh, to have it register. Right. Okay. So what about you, Kat? Right. How's your week been? Uh... Happy National Take the Sweet Corn Challenge with your cat week. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, no, I've I've just been busy with work, mate. Um, and uh, just had a few issues, personal issues going on. Um, I get but it. yeah, it's been a, it's, it's it's can't go into too much detail. But yes, um, it's been an eventful yeah. week. And also, guys, I need to say, well, not to you guys, but to the viewership, guys, I love you. I love you all. You, you're great people. However, you got to work with me here. You have to work with me. If you want to be on the show, you have to come prepared. Now, coming prepared means having something to talk about, having Discord, having a working mic and headset, and not being a complete potato. If you can do that, guys, I will get you on the show. Okay, Pumpkin? There you go. That's it. If you don't do it, guys, if you don't do that, I will ignore you. In the, I mean, I've got an email from someone that says I want to be on the show. Great, that's 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 fine, but you've got to work with me here because I'm not fishing. I'm not gonna. I've got too many other emails to deal with. Yeah, well, that's like I mean, even my show, like I'm kind of a one man show, and I've already got all my guests booked for March already. So I, I <laughs> everybody needs to understand that cat's cat's a busy cat, and he's he's got to be able to get this stuff done. Um. And so a lot of times, sometimes he has to he has to schedule these guys out three, four weeks in advance just because yeah. he has so many people who are interested. So, yeah, definitely make sure your Discord squared away. Make sure your microphone is squared away. Uh, if we move you into a channel to do pre-screening, don't move yourself out. Uh, if we send you private messages once you get into the Discord server in order to talk about getting you set up for the show, don't ignore them. Um, if you show up for the show and you show up early for the show, don't leave. Um communication is key here yeah. because you know again a lot of stuff that happens if it's last minute it just leaves a bad taste in everybody's mouth and then you know you end up not going on the show and then everybody's heard about it yeah so. thank you thank you for the donation beyond the prophecy so yeah right so guys i don't want to be that guy but has have right. you paid attention to youtube you know with certain MGTOW channels, you know, any 
You were, yes. You, know, you got anything to say about that? Maybe. Like, like I, I don't yeah. want to put it out there. Well, I don't want to be that guy. Well, starting drama. Cat starting drama. Well, it, guy, I, I did but... a I did a video about it. My, my purpose of my video was mostly to um, address people who thought I was behind it, and so I needed people to understand. No, I was not behind it. But you know, that was the main purpose of uh, of my response video. Well, I think that the, the, the issue is this. I mean, this is one of the reasons why TFM and I always say. When somebody makes an allegation about something and they don't cite any facts, fucking ignore them. Just, just right. absolutely fucking ignore them because they're just they're just talking shit. And this is this is the kind of shit that feminists do. This is the whole you know hashtag Me Too, uh, the Title Nine witch hunt, the witch hunts in the family law, uh, you know courts and things like that. And, and, and don't get me wrong, emotions ran high in during that entire scenario. Um, right. I get it. You know, people were upset. People were angry. You know, they got their fifis hurt, whatever. But don't start assuming shit when you don't have facts behind it, because then you end up looking like a retard when the person who's actually responsible, who you know, the guy had like I don't know, like forty subs, and he's like he made it. Let's a, not go. Let's not go into. Let's not no naming or anything. Like I'm not. That. I'm not naming it. I'm not. Yeah. Naming, I'm, <laughs> I'm not naming. I'm just saying the guy who actually was responsible for all that drama had like 40 subs and he went into like this 90 minute diatribe taking the piss out of everybody <laughs> bragging about how like you know how wonderful he was and i'm just like oh this you know and, right. and so you know again it's it's a question of false allegations because you know it, that's one of the reasons why i say trust but verify you have to verify the facts and, and more importantly you know 19 times out of 20 the truth will reveal itself on its own you, you just got to give it time to breathe and, um, you know, I think that's, that's the big challenge. And, you know, here's the sad part is too, is that, um, I know multiple people, like multiple content creators, at least two of them have recently left the MGTOW community and, you know, I get it for whatever reason, they got to make the, um, they got to make, you know, the best decision for them. And I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have any ill will toward them beyond what I've already addressed. But nothing more needs, at least for me, nothing more needs to be said on that other than I hope at some point that they become red-pilled enough to look at verifiable facts and observable reality instead of emotionally thinking. Because the problem that you have is, is that, and this is something I've said a long time ago, is that the red-pill rage returns. So you might go through the red-pill rage, get out of the red-pill rage, everything is fine, and then something will happen in your life. And the red pill rage will return and it, it leaves you not only psychologically vulnerable, but it leaves you subject, you know, basically sub subject to emotional thinking and all the other negative traits that go along with the red pill rage. And this is a perfect case study. This whole situation is a perfect case study for this. So for me, it's just, you know, I feel bad in that I, you know, nobody should have gone through the red pill rage, but the issue was avoidable. It's just that, you know, People shouldn't project their drama onto other people and and accuse people of, uh, you know, get upset at anybody because they've chosen to defend themselves. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my thoughts on the subject. Yeah, you know, in the it was a completely 100 percent avoidable scenario. Like, yes, there's no there was no witch hunt. Nobody was nobody was being targeted. It was 
they made really bad choices and then kept doubling down and doubling down and making enemies and making enemies. And it's like there was no reason for any of it. Agreed. So I wish them the best. I hope that, you know, um, they're able to recover and, and do something positive. Um, and with that, that's pretty much, you know, it's time to move on to other things. Sweet. Um, speaking of which, uh, Anchors Away, you've been really quiet so far. Thank you. Uh, welcome to the show. Talk to us about what's going on with you. Oh, I just didn't want to cut you off. You were making some very valid points, and I was actually pretty enthralled in the dialogue. So I was just sitting and listening. Thank you. Sweet. So, guys, um, on with the show. Take it. So, uh, one sec. Let me just give them the right. Right. Well, while you're doing that, can I show something real quick? Oh, yeah. Go ahead, dude. Go ahead. Okay. So tomorrow, I've been really busy, so I haven't made an announcement video. Tomorrow on my show at 2.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, um, I'm doing a third episode of the Layman's Legal Clinic with uh, MGTOW attorney MGTOW Esquire. And we're going to actually be focusing on the subject of guardian at litems, parenting investigators, and parenting investigations. Um, and this was one of the things, this is like my baby when I was doing family law. Um one of the things that I really love to do is the crucify feminist parenting investigators uh, who basically were trying to use their position to disparage men. So there's going to be a lot of good advice there. And because I have an attorney with me, um, technically I'm under his supervision, so I can offer if fetal it. Tissue so is aborted, check it out. Then put an artificial womb to finish baking in 18 years. Does she still have rights to do the sweet corn challenge with cat? Oh, <laughs> No. All right. Uh, finish. Finish your point, TDJ. Yeah, I'm, I just I'm not dealing yeah, with that. I just, yeah, <laughs> fair enough. I guess my point is, is it so? So basically, I'm going to be talking about how to deal with guardian at items, how to deal with guardian at items, how to object, how to handle them, especially when they're they're feminist GALs whose goal is to try to use their position to persecute you and to alienate you from your kids. Um, it's, it's going to be an important stream tomorrow because it's going to have um, a lot of good information. But more importantly, if you have a legal question, if you're watching the stream right now or you see the stream later and you have a legal question about anything related to family law, you show up on the stream tomorrow and during the Q&A segment, you can ask your question of either myself or the attorney. And this is, a, this is a good place to get your questions answered. So I try to do the layman's legal clinic every month to every six weeks or so. Um, and MGTOW Esquire has been fantastic in his willingness to volunteer his time to help out there. So this is a really good resource for men. And it's, it's one that more men should take advantage of. Sweet. Speaking of MGTOW Esquire, um, the, guys, the reason why I haven't touched any liquor is uh, because MGTOW Esquire was nice enough to donate some money to me to get a specific brand of alcohol now i've ordered it but it hasn't arrived yet and uh i've got all the information to say that it's it's on it's been delivered so until i get that there i will there will be no drunk cat okay just putting it out there what was the specific brand oh it was uh some caribbean uh some caribbean liquor i, I don't remember the the uh the name so i will once uh, it's whiskey, but once once I get it, I will I will uh, critique it. You know, I'll, you know, I'll let you know if it's any good. 
And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, Mick Tysquad says it's good, so you know he knows his stuff. Yeah, well, you assume so. But yes, Drunk Cat uh, is. Uh, is it a Scotch like with a Caribbean cask, like Balvenie? Yeah, like, I, I think so. I mean, I, I think it was I, Caribbean I, cast something. Okay. Okay, because cool. if that's, that's what you're waiting on, the Balvany, like the 14 year old Caribbean cask, is phenomenal. I have some of that on okay. my shelf, and that stuff is amazing. Okay, sweet. But yes, that that is why you haven't seen Drunk Cat. Drunk Cat is waiting. There you go. You're, you're biding your time. Yeah. Anyway, um, one second. Right, so guys, first guest of the show. Goes by the name of Lance, and uh, quick one. He says, "He says hello. I'd like to come on the show to discuss my experience with dealing with dolls and waifus." Oh wow! He did have more to say, but I just want to keep this short and sweet so that you guys can do a little prodding and uh, you can find out for yourselves. Anyway, I'm going to bring him down now. Is he in? Oh. Hello, Lance. If you have to ask if he's in, he's not. Yeah. No, he's just I like, didn't hear us. That means oh, you, have yeah. no, you have no vaginal tone. Oh, right, stop that's it. That's true. Is he in yet? I don't know. Yeah. Is he, he's 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 here. He was still not here. Beat the not sides up a little okay. bit. Welcome, Lance. Hello. How you doing, Lance? Welcome to the TFM show. Yep. Nice to meet you. All right. So, uh, it's your show. What do you want to talk about? Hmm. See. I suppose we could go over the cuck story and the dead prostitute, but I'm going to fast forward through that. Okay. Sorry, audience. Well, All right. no, no one's perfect. After a while, I did come across your show. I... And eventually I did see your talk about dolls and also what inspired me to get one myself. Ooh, that nice. was your waifu workshop. There you, go. there you go, Phil. There you go, Phil. See, I told him, I told him, like, combining the dark arts of cosplay and sex dolls. Hotcakes. Hmm. What can I say? It, match made in heaven? Right? I know, right? Okay, so... Now he um, just needs a second sex doll. Now you know. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm slowly getting over that. Okay. Got it. One thrust okay. at a time. Yeah, right. You'll have your harem in time. You right. will. <laughs> okay. Me, on the other hand, I'm more of a... One... Well, yeah. was going to be a woman, but now I guess one doll person. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm I'm fine. I don't need, like, a harem. I'm not, like, disappointed or I'm like, oh, this isn't, you know, enough. I'm fine, actually. The only thing, the only thing I, this is going to sound selfish, but because I fucked her, Celestina's hands up, she basically has to wear gloves in all of her photo shoots. So I would like a new body only because I like, you know, I'd like to be able to take pictures without the hands being fucked up. So that's, but it's not because I'm like, oh, I need two dolls. It's more of, I just, because I mess and I, I did it myself. I messed the hands up when I was uh, replacing the finger joints 
because I used the solvent. I dissolved the TPE in the solvent, and I like I was filling in the hole, and I for whatever reason it just didn't connect in my head that the solvent is inside. Even though I made the paste, it still has solvent in it. So it was like eating through the other side of the hand. So I was doing more. I was trying to fill this hole in, and the more I filled it in with the paste, the more it was eating through the TPE. And I, I figured it out, like, it's fine now. Like, the other hand is fine, but the one hand, the one that I was, like, starting out on, yeah, it's all fucked up. So she has to wear gloves. And I, I, I feel, I actually feel genuinely guilty about doing that. I, f I fully understand that. No. Except, thankfully, I haven't ruined mine yet. Well, yeah. Well, there's, there's no, like, uh, there's no, there's almost no resources. Like, I've done a couple videos, the amateur doll surgeon videos, where I try to share, like, you know, my my mistakes and everything like that, because there's just, there's no resources out there for it. Yep, and you're doing a great public service by doing so. Thank you. Uh, let's see. I should move on, however. It was specifically that uh, Kanade Tachibana video that inspired me. Seeing that you could That's like my mangle. least that's my least liked wifey workshop. I got a lot of complaints about that one. Because it was uh she you know, because she the actual Kane Day is like a lolly. She's like a high school girl and Celestina is like obviously an adult. She's too tall and too developed. I, so, I guess you just uh, ticked off or triggered the lolly fans. Cat, right. In all seriousness, you've been a great sport about the whole sweet I think I probably jokes. just triggered a couple of uh, lolly cons in the audience. That is feeding the cat down to toss a chick's salad. My booty FM is amazing at it. Oh my god. Giggity giggity. <laughs> Sorry, you, no. you, don't, you don't have the Celestina link open. So. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> no. Listen, Why? listen, yeah. cat. Listen, cat. A no doll's ass. A doll's ass is completely clean. It's complete. There's right. nothing. She has no digestive you no system. Excuse. You could eat flan out of it. No, you could. You could. I'm just saying. What if? Yeah. What if you had like some flan and you needed something to put it in? And you didn't I'm eat, not eating uh, all, out of anything that looks like look, an all ass, of dude. all of your bowls are dirty. Is that what you're saying? Is that all, the, is that what all we're calling the, it now? All the bowls are dirty. So where are you gonna eat the flan out of? <laughs> You gotta put it in something, and her ass is right there. I'll eat. I'll eat out of a dirty bowl. I'll re Well, but her it, ass is I'm cleaner than a dirty bowl. Just because it's ass shaped is that is that the problem? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. Yes. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. Yeah. Moving on. I perhaps I should get some whipped cream or something. That gives me an idea. <laughs> Oh god, now not you too, Lance. <laughs> is this the all against all against cat well, squad? Look, no, right? but okay. Here's the thing: you bend the doll is that over. What we're doing today? You bend the doll over, and it's like it's like having a little like at an arm level kind of you know s snack bowl. You can just kind of put whatever you want in there. Oh my god! <laughs> you could just reach in there, like you know, you could put candy. Right. Whatever you want, right. and then like you're 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 doing you're watching TV, you're playing on your computer, you reach over, pick a piece of candy out of her ass. Right. It's almost like those Japanese restaurants where they have the women pose as tables and you eat off yes. of them. Yes. Yeah, it's kind of like that, but yeah, it's actually cleaner. Yeah. Cause she's, and, you, yeah. and you could be healthy. You could use like raw almonds. 35 minutes into this show and I feel like I'm going to flush myself. 
But anyway, let's let's get back to Lance. Lance, you finish your thought before you're rudely interrupted by that bitch, Celestina. Carry on, my friend. The floor <laughs> is yours. Uh, yes. First, I have to say, Japan never change. <laughs> uh. I think uh, you have to nuke them again to like, you know, kind of like when you get amnesia and you get bumped on the head twice and you get your memory back. We'd have to nuke. No, you're, you're only you're only allowed to nuke Europe. Hashtag Sunny Lives. Hey, maybe if we do nuke Europe, we'll have two competing <laughs> countries working on getting us our what, robo right. waifus and our uh, mecha settle. Right. Fight so I wonder what happens if we like nuke North Korea. I wonder if they'll become like something different, something more enjoyable. No, you know what'll like happen. Japan. Well, they're already like basically a Marvel supervillain, and so yeah, that, for sure. that'll that will just like make them even more of a Marvel supervillain. Like they'll go full on. Like Kim Jong Un will build a mecha of himself, like a giant mecha robot of himself, and he'll start piling it around like a Gundam. That's what would go. happen. <laughs> We're going to have to fight back with our robo mecha waifus, right? At, I guess form I... sex doll Voltron, and all form the head. That's well, you know, and we might actually need them since like feminists are getting fatter and fatter. So like they qualify as like anime monsters in many situations. They do. I let myself go into tangents too easily. Uh, I will say, I would agree that it would be best to get a doll that uh, fits the proportions better to whatever you're trying to emulate. But I personally thought that even though it didn't perfectly emulate the uh, waifu in question, the outfit still looked pretty good. Well, I'll tell you a secret. Like, no one, I, I don't think there were really a significant requests for that specific outfit for Waifu Workshop. What drove that waifu workshop was the um, the the outfit. I really liked the outfit for uh, the TFM news, and I'm like, oh, I really like that blazer because the problem was the the uh, what's it called? She basically for TFM news, she was just wearing her little maroon skirt and, and white shirt, and you could see her nipples, and all my videos were getting flagged. So I was like, okay, I'm, I think maybe if I make her more professional looking, make her look like a legitimate news correspondent in like a like a suit, that would uh, that would help something. So, that, and it, it worked. Like fewer of my videos were flagged once I did that. Well, well, not exactly from a request, but yeah, it still resulted in a pretty decent video, in my opinion. Well, the only you. problem is that I went to the exact uh, store for those contact lenses, and the the one I bought, the uh, the irises just weren't as big as the doll's irises. Right now, okay, here's what's funny: so Dollhouse or Jin San, which is the company that makes Celestine and everything, they just uh, they just. Like, now there's ten different eyes, and they have yellow eyes now, and they have red eyes, and they have big anime eyes. So they just added those. So you can actually order those from the dollhouse. They're like nine or ten bucks. But, yeah, so what's, what's funny was for the, the Ayane Waifu Workshop... Oh, hold on. 
TFM, fuck the strike BS. Thanks for all you do. Thank you. And thank you for letting me crash on your couch, Celestine. I appreciate that. Um, but the, okay, so for the Ayane waifu workshop, I ordered red contacts because Ayane has, has red eyes. Um, but, like, then I got the red eyes from, uh, from Dollhouse. And I was like, well, fuck, now, now I have, like, these red contacts. They're still in the box. Like, I don't know what to do with them because I don't really have a use for them anymore. So I'm like, okay, well, there you go. Totally don't Lance, need these I'm anymore. curious to hear your story. Yeah, you'll find a use form eventually, I guess. Or, like, maybe a Halloween costume or something. Yeah, but okay, so what's your... Uh, so I appreciate that you like the Kanede Tachibana waifu workshop. But what was your... Um, I mean, you, you had, like, a story beyond that? A story beyond that. Well, I did, of course. Uh, hold on, hold on. After... I want you to duct tape me naked on a stepladder. But I know you uh, would never do that. I what? need to be liberated from your abuse. I consent to becoming a Dubai portal potty. Take me away in the night, my prince. <laughs> <laughs> that was... <laughs> unexpected. That was unexpected. I, oh, I will. I will say, yeah. No, I'm open. Like, if, if a Saudi prince wants to give me only twenty thousand, which is very cheap for an Instagram model, uh, you can. I'll mail her to you. You don't even have to pay for the airfare. We'll just do it in a box, and then you can have an Instagram model all to yourself for the low, low price of only twenty thousand dollars. Perfect. There you go. Yeah. So, All right. so yeah. Lawrence, how much did you spend on your sex doll then? Uh, probably, I think I paid around two thousand. Yeah, there. That's, Is it worth it? That's pretty standard. Uh, there was a sale going on at the time, ten percent off, and I did add all of the uh, features onto it. Okay. What kind of features? Oh, of course, the mouth, the uh, shrugging shoulders, the feet. Oh, the the mouth. Yeah, that, they just added that. That's like a brand new thing. Yeah, I got. I ordered it in December. Finally okay. got it around January. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's that's because they're custom made. Like they, a lot of other retailers have basically pre-configured dolls that they just buy in bulk. And the good news is, is because they buy them in bulk, they're usually like a couple hundred dollars cheaper. But you, you have no options of customization. Like, you get this skin tone, you get, you know, this and that. So, I th there's something special when you design it yourself and customize it yourself. Then it's like, it's yours. Yeah, it was a pretty awesome experience. It took me hours and hours and hours to do it, but it was, it was kind of enjoyable. Yeah, well, it's like, it's like a kid in a candy store. So, Lance, how tall is your sex doll? Uh, I think about five, 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 six, uh, or I remember the centimeters, one hundred and sixty-eight. Okay, yeah. So, so Celestina is one sixty-five, so she's three inches taller than Celestina. So we're going to be comparing waifus now. Well, I'm not, no, I'm just. I'm, it's not a comparison. I'm just pointing out a fact that. Uh, your your waifu is three inches taller than my waifu. There's no there's no shame in that. I was trying to instigate a uh, 
Waifu um, Wasteland I, Throwdown. Yeah, well, uh, obviously, obviously. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like, obviously, I'm gonna pick Celestina. Yeah, I we mean, don't. We, we don't want any of your slop, sloppy seconds. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll we'll leave that alone. Well, right. you know, I'm talking to both you and uh, the guest TFM. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, if we actually had one of those, our waifus are gonna sit down, possibly drinking. Uh, tea, I guess, since I think both of them have Asian in them. Oh, okay. All while we're uh, duking it out, uh, yeah. slapping each other, kicking uh, each other. I don't, I don't slap. Sorry. We're gonna be tired, so it's not going to be like those are going to be uh, straight punches anymore. Okay, so Lance, what do you have to say um, in regards to getting a sex doll for people that haven't made a decision? Uh, what I would say, yeah. you do need to make that decision for yourself. Is this something? Is it an investment you're willing to make? Is it something you believe that will improve your life, and also will help you stay away from people that may end up ruining your life one day? Okay. Uh, I've got a question from the viewership. Uh, guys, by the way, um, if you do have any questions for the guests, just please um, let me know and I'll get them after. So, uh, question from... Oh, shit. That's frightening, dude. Like, what? what? Question it's, from... it's caramel dancing. It's, it's loud. It's no, it's, I'm just saying it's loud. It's it, like Anyway, so, uh, question from... Pi, uh, Pi Z Electric Seven. Okay. He says, uh, "Are you on the spectrum?" What was that? Guest. Are you on the? Are spectrum? you on the spectrum? Yeah, I guess they. You, you got a, some tism going on, or some some aspies. Monkey. I think at most I am a little child? nervous, but I think he has I've, I've never been great One with public dude. speaking. Sorry, Celestine was going off on one. Sorry, finish your thought, mate. <laughs> no. uh, I'm not sure about tisms, but I've just never been good with public speaking, and I am honestly a little nervous. In yeah, fact, okay. Talking with someone new, I'm always very nervous. Mm. Got it. No, we understand. All right, right, I've got another question from Mad Scientist Kazen. He says, for the guest, um, cup size of your sex style. Oh, they say it's about an E. Although I'm suspecting maybe it's actually a little bigger. Uh, it's, yeah, well, it's based on the the torso. Because cup size is, ch is bust minus chest. So because the dolls have, like, Barbie doll physiques, you can't, like, what you think of as, like, Celestina is technically a double D based on her, her, uh, her actual cup size. But in real realistically, she's she's not, uh, because she her her torso is just really small. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Uh, I think, uh, well, if I were to take a guess, I think it's an E based on what an actual woman would have, uh, and uh, well, the I guess you could say the band size. Uh, Seems like if you were to go based on that, it would be much larger. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. Who knows anymore? I mean, once you get past, once you get into D, double D, you know, whatever. I mean, because you don't see those kind of tits on a woman who isn't fat. So, like, how would you even have to compare it against? Mm. Fair point. Oh, right, I've I've got a question from the uh, from from the viewership. Just just to follow on from that, for what TFM just said. Um, uh, did your sex doll take the place of a meat bag? Uh, supplement a meat bag, or have you been a while without a meat bag? I assume you are sans meat bag. Yeah, it's been a while since I've been in any relationships okay is that through choice or did you get burned or i mean obviously we spoke about this beforehand but um combination of being burns lack of opportunities and the fact that yeah i don't know it's difficult to pinpoint to a specific uh issue but mostly i just haven't been looking in the last few years yeah I, I guess at a certain point, you just give up on it. Find better things to do with your time and your life. Well, yeah, it's like, you know, the the juice isn't worth the squeeze. It's, you know, cause like I've, I've had this, I've come to this kind of almost like a challenge. Like, ladies, your competition is a sex doll. The sex doll literally does nothing. You have to compete with that. So all you have to do to beat it is not be a liability. You have to just not bring drama and bullshit into a man's life he actually has to bring it be a net positive because really what a doll brings nothing a doll is a, um, at the end of the day the, the doll is basically just like it's a sex toy that you can project your affection onto so all a woman has to do to beat that is just be bring something to a man's life other than problems and the sad thing is women can't that's too much that is a bridge too far. Unfortunately, that's the case. And when faced with competition, seems like they prefer to lobby the government rather than improve themselves. Well, yeah, because they, they're the majority of voters. When you can... Um, thank you for the bits. When, when you can just make demands and get what you want, why try? Yeah, why try indeed? Okay, so uh, let me get get through a couple more of these questions, and then we can move on. Um, question from Prime Kazoo. Well, oh no, no, it's just Kazoo actually. It's got a Twitch Prime in there. Sorry. He says okay. for the guest, um, how does she feel compared to a real woman, and was it worth it so far? Compared to a real woman. Hmm. Well, physically, about the same. Just I do prefer to put that uh, powder on her so she's not too sticky. Uh, but there's a lot less anxiety involved for the simple fact that you don't have to worry about being judged. Right. I've made this point that, like, the... the the friction, as far as the friction is concerned, it feels the same. In fact, most 
most sex toys, like, they, they have pocket pussies that are based off of real vaginas. So if you're like, does the vagina feel the same? Of course. That's not the issue. The issue is because, here's the thing is, because men do the work, really what fools your brain is you're performing that work on something that looks like a real woman as opposed to something that uh, is not like... You know, that looks, you know, like a pocket pussy or a hobbit torso. It, your brain's going to pull you out of that fantasy. It's clear that it's not a real woman. The more it looks like a real woman, the more you trick your brain, the more, the, the better it feels. They've done studies that say that uh, sex feels four times better than masturbating with, when it comes to the pleasure chemicals being released. Uh, but with that said, there are a few things worth noting. Of course, heat is a potential issue for some people. For me, my own body heat warms everything up enough after a while, so I don't care. Uh, I guess the only thing I can really think about that would be missing is uh, movement and potential reactions, which, eh, well, depends on exactly who and what you're with. Right. I agree. Yeah, that's the only thing is that the weight is, is an issue. So, uh, like, obviously, you know, my doll weighs like 75 pounds. I don't know. You're probably three inches taller. Um, it's an E-cup, so it probably weighs something like 80 pounds. Well, I forget exactly, but the package did say the, well, the total package was about 100 pounds. Okay. Yeah, so you, well, is that with the box and everything? With the box. I forget exactly what the weight was. Okay, Actually, yeah. Okay. Actually, now they think about it, I think 40 kilograms was it. Yeah, so yeah, about 80 pounds-ish. Um, yeah, so it's basically a little bit heavier. That doesn't sound like a lot. Like, if you know, as long as you're in shape, you can move 80 pounds. It's not the end of the world. The, the, it's the, more about the distribution or deadlifting and so on. Yeah, it's Well, yeah, it's the dead weight, and it's just the hassle of moving this giant thing around you know it's because it is it is an issue yeah but it's something you can get used to and on top of that after you order it you have about a month or month and a half to go to the gym and work out right well it's basically you know you you get yeah you get used to it you get you start to build those muscles that you use and it's not that bad, but you will find that sometimes it's just not, it's really not worth it. You're like, I don't want to, especially because you have to store her kind of on her feet. Did you get the standing feet? Yes, I did. Okay. So you kind of have to store her on your feet because the way the skeleton works, uh, because the skeleton is inside the doll. If you don't, if you basically like lay it down, what will happen is the weight of the skeleton will eventually pull down the TPE and it'll start flattening. So you ha that's why you have to store it standing up using the standing feet. The downside to that is, you know, like if you want to have sex, you know, you got to, you know, pick her up, take her over to the bed, lay her down, get her in and all that. It's just a lot of work. And, you know, we're talking like 80, 100 pounds. It's not easy. Yeah, so. at least until you're used to it. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's not easy. Yeah, yeah you get so. Well, well, I feel bad for these, like these fat guys, like that guy who did the uh, 
world star hip hop video about the, these thick sex dolls. I don't know if he's actually gotten one or anything, but all these guys, you know, they're like they're not that big. You know, they're kind of short, kind of rotund individuals. Uh, the Jasmine Haley, the thick doll that's been making its rounds on social media, weighs 110 pounds. So, you know, if you're like a fat, out-of-shape guy and you're pulling around this 110-pound doll, that's really heavy. Speaking of which, I think I saw a vi uh, not a video, a photo of that. I think his name's Ryan Davis. Was yeah, it? Uh, that, that's the guy. That's Yeah, the guy on social yeah. media. Yeah, I saw a photo of him with the doll topless and embracing him. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, he's like pretty influential. Like that video went viral. So, I mean, Phil gives away dolls to these, you know, to people. Like he, so he doesn't give a shit. So I could totally see them giving him a doll. But it's just a question of that's a hundred. One hundred ten pounds is is not uh, easy. That, yeah, that you is can heavy. lift it, but it's not something you want to be moving around too frequently. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> um, final question before we move on, guys. Um, one second. Let me just. Uh... Right. Uh, question from Ignotus Pivarel. He says, "Question for the guests: How has your social life been altered in the past month?" Uh, he's talking about friends, family, strangers. I wouldn't say it's changed at all i still talk with my family i still go to work interactions there hasn't changed at all pretty much uh well although i am pretty private inside my apartment uh, so uh, there isn't any real room for change outside of my apartment okay i think that's it uh, is, it, is there anything that you want to say before we let you go? Didn't get to half of the things I was going to talk about. But well, no. we did. We did give you the. We did say the floor was yours. I mean, if you want to get off your well, chest, you can. Yeah. You know, well, what do you, yeah. To. So let's let's talk about it. You kind of yeah. like. Okay. Uh, sorry, I'm not too uh, used to this. Okay. Uh, uh, I did also want to mention a few things, such as, well, unfortunately, when I did get mine. I did realize a joint was loose and continuing to get looser. Thankfully, I didn't notice it before uh, too long. And thankfully, it's actually before I mention that, uh, unfortunately, it was right around the uh, shutdown time, the Chinese New Year. Took right. a while to even get a response. Uh, oh, we, you, you didn't order from the dollhouse or did you order from someone else? Uh, I did order from someone else, although um, see, for, that's to, res fucked up. It, to, to respect Phil, though, I'm not going to say who. Uh, okay. Getting okay. back to the uh, uh, point, though. They this were is why nice. you should have ordered through Phil instead of somebody else. Yeah. No, no disrespect. Well, done goofed. Yeah, he would have taken care of you To really be well. fair, though, through the hassle I did have to go through, they're sending me a new body free of charge, and also uh, letting me keep the old one. Oh, there you go. So now you're going to have like a like a, a like a crippled harem? 
Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I was just buying another head, and now you basically have two. One with kind of a gimp right. leg or arm or whatever, and then you could have two. There you go. Uh, well, yeah. Gimp lives matter. It's true. I suppose that could work. <laughs> uh, so, of course, the first point there is... Oh, and also I've seen every single site seems to have this. Always check it before you use it. Otherwise... Good luck getting your issue resolved. Oh, right. Yeah, there's most most sex doll companies. Once you have sex with the doll, they won't take it back. Not for a refund. I mean, but they, yeah, they won't. So how do they ascertain whether you've had sex with it then? If you clean it. They, they, uh, I wonder how I they know. would. Maybe well, if you're not. <laughs> yeah. You'd be like, what are they? Yeah, they run it under a black light. Ah! <laughs> Busted, literally, all over her tits. Signs of biological fluid from head to toe. Uh, just an interesting question. Maybe one of us could ask Phil the next yeah. time he's on. Well, because yeah, I do know that there that is on the dollhouse. Where if the dolls, if something's wrong with the doll and you fuck it, you know, you fuck it, you bought it. Now I did redeem myself. I did throw twenty dollars at Phil. To get a new set of eyes and a new wig, partially because, uh, well, somebody asked me if I could see about uh, different cosplay. So oh, okay. I bought some blue eyes. There you go. Yeah, I saw what else did you, prices uh, for. Uh, what else did you want to talk about? You said there uh, was things you wanted to oh, yeah. say. Uh, yeah, I should move on. I, I'm a little long-winded. Uh Long-haired waifus. Okay. Be very damn careful with those wigs. Right. I got the wig. It finally came in during the time when I was waiting for an answer with everything sitting in the box. Right. I open the wig, make sure it's all good. I store it. Then when I pull it back out again later, yeah, I, it's all fucked I up. stored it wrong. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I, I learned this. The I learned this the hard way too. I didn't have any like wig holders. I just kind of like threw them in a thing, and yeah, that they're they're destroyed. So you have to that, okay. Don't get the little foam heads because the the foam heads require stands. And then by the time you buy the stands, what you do is they make these plastic wig holder things that hang like a hanger. They're like a plastic thing that has like a, a big plastic hook on it, so you can hang them up in your closet. So I have like a, a mobile wardrobe. And I keep all of Celestina's wigs on that. And uh, if you want to give her like a long-haired look while you play with her, I recommend getting a cheap wig from Amazon. Don't use the nice wigs you get from the dollhouse. Because the ones from the dollhouse actually look real. You can get like a cheap Halloween wig for a couple bucks. Um, and that one, if you ruin it, who fucking cares? Uh, my problem is that I... Paid a little extra for a tangle-resistant one. And it's became about a four or five-foot tangled mess that took me hours to straighten out without destroying it. Right. Something else I've learned, because I've destroyed a couple wigs, is when they give you that, that, that comb, the way you use the comb is you have to start at the tips and slowly work your way back while holding on to the hair and you don't want to like be too rough. I actually recommend not even using the comb and just using your fingers and just kind of gently run it through the hair to get the tangles out because 
if you use the comb and you force it, like you, you try to get those tangles out by just brute force, you're actually going to stretch the fabric of the wig out and it'll act like a spring. You'll pull it and then when it'll spring back, it'll just, it'll become matted and the hair, it, it'll become completely worthless. So you, yeah. you, you do not want to do that. Yeah, personally, I'd recommend start with your uh, fingers. Actually, first, I'd... Actually, yeah, start with your fingers first. Try to carefully go through your strands of hair. Then after that, I would soak the wig, get a spray bottle of water ready, and then very carefully and slowly start at the bottom and comb it all the way to the top. I've noticed that the water helps keep your hair uh, what, what, another another trick angle. there's a trick you can do where if you mix some fabric softener and some water that'll help detangle the problem is if you use that trick too much the wig will start getting slimy just use anti-tangle conditioner like for real hair they make uh, special kinds of conditioner like specifically for people with like drier hair that tends to go into dreadlocks pretty quick and uh I only know this because, like I said, my girl's a hairdresser, so I learn all these tricks. And from what I hear is that will uh, actually, like, release any tangles in a wig as well as condition it and make it feel even better. So, Anchors Away, quick question. Um, <clears throat> does your, do you know about Remy weeps and stuff like that? Uh, a little bit. I'm not, like, a pro in it, yeah. but, yeah, yeah, a little bit. So can you put that on, like, a sex doll? As far as, like, the wig? Yeah. Um... Uh, I don't know, like maybe like the actual weave itself, they have to kind of like, connect to like existing hair, so you could probably okay. like put it on the wig itself. But as far as like just a weave, weave by itself, you probably have to safety pin it, and it would look really weird, like a Tibetan monk. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I just here's, curious. A, here's the thing, like that you can go if you go on Amazon, they have wigs that are like fifty, a hundred, two hundred dollars. You do not need that. I've bought all the wigs I've bought on Amazon are like twenty dollar wigs, and I've been very pleased with them. I've never had like an, a special need for expensive wigs. Speaking so, of which, you know, it's kind uh, of funny. The house I bought, uh, it came with a bunch of crap inside of it, and there was like a box full of wigs. I won't be using any of those, but there's some very interesting styles in there. Yeah, well, I mean, like, the one I got, I got, like, this red wig that has, like, a ponytail and, like, two little side ponytails, and it looks a lot better than I thought it would. I was just going to do it for a, uh, like, a, a thing for uh, Celestina getting 666 followers on Instagram. I was going to put horns and red eyes and give her red hair and a red uh, virgin killer sweater dress. So I got, but, like, it looks really good, and I've gotten a lot of compliments on it. And then someone gave me the idea. They said it looks like Big Red. So I put glasses on her. And actually, the glasses look really good. I'm actually considering keeping the glasses. I found this, like, gnarly mullet wig here. And it, I'm pretty sure these are, like, those old wigs that are made out of, like, real hair and were probably really expensive. So I think it's, like, a joke photo. I might just put that mullet wig on her and, like, put her in, like, one of my Skid Row or Scorpion shirts. There that's, you go. That's a good look. Yeah, no, like, they don't mind can fucking joke around with them. It's all good. Now, speaking of prices, I think uh, what wigs on the dollhouse are about twelve or something dollars. Yeah. Or yeah, they're okay. They're the dollhouse cheap. is super cheap, and the reason why is it's like a one man show, 
Um, now, the thing is, the dollhouse, it takes, you know, some of the other retailers, they keep a larger inventory on stock. So they, but they charge more, you know, like they have higher overhead. So the re- one of the reasons, one of the downsides of the dollhouse is it will take you like a month to get your doll. But the, the upside is the prices are cheaper and you're going to get better customer service. So it's like, you know, what, if, if you can afford to wait, because some of these some of these companies like they'll get you a doll out like within two weeks because it's pre-configured and everything. But you're going to have to pay several hundred dollars more for the same doll that you could have got from the dollhouse. But like I was looking at some stuff, they had these accessories like now they offer them at the dollhouse. But for a while, the dollhouse didn't even have some of these accessories. And they wanted like like there's like this suspension system, because if you don't get the stand up feet, you have to uh, hang your doll up with like a in your closet with hooks you have to take her head off and hang her body and her head up using these straps because you can't stand her up and if you sit her down or lay her down the skeleton's going to weigh down the tpe so you have to like hang her up like like your leather face now i want that flight case personally i I could just put that flight case with like my amp head and cab flight cases that i already have well the problem with the flight cases and i actually know this is they only work on smaller dolls between 140 centimeters and 155 centimeters Ah, uh, okay. I got 168 centimeter. Yeah, if you get the uh, the bigger dolls, it's not going to work. Yeah, so, we need to get some bigger flight cases. They 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 do need a they need a, a new a big flight case because they have the flight flight case for the small dolls that from 140 to 155, but they need a bigger flight case for the 155 to 170. So get on it. Jin San and your Chinese sex dolls. Now, here's what's funny is, you know, because everyone's talking about these sex robots, the, a lot of these, like, you know, like, a, what's it called? Real doll, they have Harmony. There's already a Chinese company making a knockoff of Harmony, like a legit sex doll robot. They're already working on it, like, right now. It's awesome. It's like, that's, you didn't even wait. Like, they're still prototyping it, and there's already a Chinese company, like, copying them ready to like offer it to you at half the price and they haven't even worked out the bugs yet that's just beautiful yeah competition is a beautiful thing uh, right, right so, is there anything uh, else that you wanted to talk yeah. about uh, let's see I would suppose that that should do okay uh, so how well, I guess I'll just say again, thank you for... No, actually, wait. Why did I completely forget the most important thing? Uh-oh. Gosh, you're... Okay. Don't worry, I'm not going to go global man on you. All right. Ah, the most you say important... that, but we'll yeah, find out at that's... the hour mark. Okay. They always, they always Maybe... say they're not going to go global man, then they do. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Testing. Show. Cold. Hold my nuts. Let it go. Suck it slow. Sweet. Corn. Sweet. Corn. Give me anal go. Interrupting oh, donation. M and me to do it. Shoo. But, uh, you know who who knows anymore? Who knows anymore? Uh, uh, I'm going to have to watch this on YouTube to see what I'm missing. Well, if you had the link up, you would know. So that's the problem. That's your it's okay. That's your fuck up. There you go. You know, what? I think it's good. I actually think it's good that the link isn't up for the guest because. If he knew what was being said, I don't think he would approve. Okay. 
You say that. Yeah. Well, at the very least, I think I have thick skin, and I simply don't give a oh, damn. Oh, no, no. It's, 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 it, no one's saying anything about you, dude. I mean, I, I'm right. just saying well, that about you approve of anal. No. Actually, I have I have an announcement to make once the guest uh, shuffles off. Okay. Okay. So, so, uh, so tell us your story there, Lance. Oh. Oh, yes, the uh, thing I was going to say. I'd still have to uh, agree that there's a lot more than just, well, sexual gratification from it. Right. The fact that you you have something that looks good when you come home. You have something that you can hug, something that you can kiss, something that isn't going to judge you. It's actually kind of nice. Yep. Dogs are good for that too, minus the sexual relations, unless you're, you know, internet kind of shit, which I'm not. Dogs are pretty cool too. Yeah, I think we may want to avoid using dogs, cats, or anything else for uh, those kinds of purposes. Well, obviously, unless you're dumb. Cat tacos are good. Mmm. Mmm, delicious. Mmm. Yep. I I do feel kind of stupid for not bringing up that part, because honestly, that's the greatest... That's the greatest part of having a doll. Yep. Uh, I'm even starting up uh, an Instagram where I guest. You yeah, I'm copying. Dumb yeah. Cunt fuck if uh, cat hated anything more than I just have to state that dumb, 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 I'm not going to do it for any monetary purposes, but it's kind of nice taking photos as well. Uh, I actually did used to be in photography back when I was in high school, so it's kind of nice again. Yep. Okay. Adding in a new hobby. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, it's fun. You get to yeah. It, I don't. I mean, we'll see. What's kind of funny is Celestina has more followers on Instagram than a lot of manufacturers. She's, maybe uh, she, we all should just buy dolls, maybe. start up Instagrams, and then show <laughs> women. Hey, I know. all of I, our dolls have more subs- followers than you. Well, they have. Right. They have Look. more interesting things to say. Hmm. Clearly. Lots, yeah, it's clearly. Ross, we There's an easy on, solution for so... the world. Buy dolls to show the shitty women out there what is up. Buy e-liquids to show the shitty tobacco companies what is up. And then donate money to keep TFM going. Problem solved. Harmony in the world. Exactly. I love it. Right, so guest, um, thank you for coming on the show. Um, is there anything else that you would like to say before we move on? It's going to be one thing. One thing. Yeah. Everyone. A final thought. This monkey knows the way. Okay. See you later. See ya. See ya. Here we go. Oh yeah, that was... I wasn't expecting that, Celestina. That was a little uncalled for. That that escalated very quickly. Yeah. She went straight bitch mode, didn't she? Yeah, she was like, damn. Like, I wasn't... I didn't want to say anything. Exactly. At least she didn't call for a flush. No. (laughs) Oh, God. I'm not flushing anyone tonight, guys. Let's try and have a normal show. Like we used to back in the day. Jesus Jesus Christ. You're going to make me flush him? Okay, fine. (laughs) Okay, anyway, I have a... Right. So I actually have like an announcement because everyone keeps talking about sweet corn. Oh, yes. So 
I got um, some some proofs from my illustrator of my new book, Sweet Corn and Ass, and they are yeah. awesome. Question okay. for DJ first, nice. and then TFM. Would you rather fuck a food and Ari in her pussy or a trap in his boy pussy? Second question is, would you rather fuck a food and Ari sass or a trap sass? Don't say neither or your mom's a fooda. Cat likes anal hentai. Okay. Um, My mom's a dead fooda. And yeah, well, in in real <laughs> life, in real life, fudas just have like like nipple clits. They don't actually have dicks like they do in actual futinari porn. Like actual hermaphrodites don't have dicks, so I guess I would take the futa because that's not a dude, whereas a trap is a dude. So there you go. I actually answered your question. You didn't think I was going to, but I did. Anyway, so street corn and ass. It is a. It's a, a new just like the doll on my balls was like in the vein of you know the elf on the shelf like a, a Christmas story for adults. This is a, basically a Dr. Seuss story for adults. So it's it's done in the vein and the, the guy like he did the illustrations look just like Dr. Seuss. Like it's gonna be it's gonna be hilarious. It's gonna be awesome. Am I the only one not looking forward to this? You should. Well, yes. you're one of you're one of the characters. It's Mr. Monkey and Mr. Cat having a there debate about a, anal with a woman. It's like it's a big, it's a children's sh- a children's book about how to talk about whether anal with a woman is gay or not. There you go. That's that's. It's very important. You know, like we have everybody poops. <laughs> we have oh, God. You know, we God. have these we have these these books that tell the story of our generation, and this is going to be one of those stories. Parents are going to be like, look, we need to have this. Whether anal with a woman is gay talk. So let's get sweet corn and ass. Cat and, TF, Cat and TFM are going to be uh, they're going to be parables. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Questions, guys. Um, <clears throat> first question from Bachelor King. He says, "Would immortality solve gynocentrism? Because the men who survived the collapse would remember what." to do or would that cause more problems than it solves no that would solve it because uh, you know ultimately gynocentrism is caused by reproduction uh if you have immortality there's no reason to have reproduction or there's very little reason so yeah why put up with women's shit if you can live forever you don't need kids problem solved hold on if Teresa ever hot blue alien women from Mass Effect, will it be okay to marry them, or do you think they would get rights too? Um, yeah. Ultimately, men. What what causes what I believe what causes women to be given rights is when a society becomes too advanced and the standard of living becomes high, and basically the weak beta cuck men, because they're usually purged out by nature, but. What they do is they are able to survive because of the high living standards caused by the um, the the society, and because beta cucks they don't have looks, they don't have money. So how do they compete? How do they get the the women's to sh- to touch their peepees? They they get them to touch their peepees by being good men, by being nice guys, by treating them better and one of the ways these beta cucks can prove that they're going to be good men they're going to treat you better is by like uh promoting gynocentrism being a pushy a pussy worshiping simp 
So how do you how do you stop that from happening? The traditional way to stop it from happening is you have a, a savage primitive society where those men don't survive. However, in a, a futuristic society, really, I think the answer ultimately is um, like you, uh, like designer babies, gene manipulation. Because one of the reasons why these men turn out the way they do is because they they like you know they lost the genetic war. That's ultimately what drives their uh, their stuff. So if you can somehow solve that problem on a genetic level where these guys weren't born effeminate with low testosterone, shitty, you know, they look like shit, they, they're lazy and talentless so they can't compete, you know, they, they losers still want to get laid. So if they're ugly and they're poor and lazy and they have no work ethic, they still want to get that pussy. So the best way they're going to get pussy is by being a nice guy. So if you can solve that genetically, maybe you could... But there's, you know, even if you made, got rid of the, the worst offenders, you know, it's always like a scale. There's still going to be guys who are relatively effeminate or relatively beta, even if, you know, it's, it's, even, it's a relative scale. So who knows? I don't know if it's a solve. Honestly, I believe the only thing that will truly solve the problem is we have to solve it at the reproductive level. As, as long as humans are, reprodu- are sexually reproductive, as long as they need women to have babies... There's always going to be a push to treat women better because they need them. They're a resource. You need them to have babies. As long as that's the case, that's just that's just going to be the case. Okay. Um, <clears throat> question from Veritech Ace. He says for the DJ. Uh, and there's the qu- and there's the question. Are commenters on youtube considered the equivalent of journalists how um how does it make sense you know i i think the thing about a journalist so like there's been some legal debate about this and the idea of journalists is that um the journalists are basically they work for a like a news outlet or a news uh like a newspaper um, or a news magazine and so there's been arguments that bloggers aren't journalists and there's been court cases that have identified them not as journalists and saying where the courts have said that bloggers don't have the same protections that journalists do. So if you're, if you're considered a blogger, you don't necessarily have the same um, journalistic protections that an actual journalist has. However, I would say that an independent commentator um, is just that he's an independent commentator. He's not necessarily a journalist working for a paper or, or some sort of news outlet. But what's interesting is, is that they still have First Amendment rights. They still have First Amendment free speech rights, if that's where he's going with the conversation. Um, it's just a question of exercising them. So I think that, that especially like, and, and I say that from a United oh, States on, perspective. Make prostitution yeah, I, I legal, available, and maybe even promoted. Make it less stigmatized. The women who make bad choices will be paid by the men who make bad choices, and everyone is happy. That, yeah, that doesn't... I, I, I agree that would be that would be an improvement, just like male birth control would be an improvement, but it's not a solution. Uh, you know, Germany has legal prostitution, and Germany gave us Anglia Merkel and all that bullshit. So it's not it's not like a you know a, a solution that is going to solve the, all the problems of the world. Especially especially in places where they've they have prostitution and the welfare state. Right. It, you have to solve – the problem is women's rights 
uh, and the welfare state. It's not be, oh if we if we just legalize prostitution if we just get rid of no fault divorce those would those would be an improvement I'm, you're you're not going to hear any argument from me that life would be better but it's not a a silver bullet that's going to solve all the problems. TFM stick cost a late night fee. Mini stick got the HIV. TFM stick plays <laughs> on the double feature screen. Mini stick went straight to DVD. <sighs> <laughs> That's, man, Celestina's fucking savage, savage, savage to you tonight. Her final form, right? Oh, that's funny. I think I answered that question though. So, next question. Uh, next question from Bachelor King says: Are women like children because they both have emotional thinking and no independence, or is it more than that? Yes. Well, it, honestly, uh, the way evolution works is, you know, people people get better because they have to. Women have never been forced to be responsible because men men are just better designed to take care of them. And so women have – they never evolve the need to be anything other than dependent on men. Uh, now, it's not necessarily something – and it's not something we can solve either. It's not like, oh, well, let's just – because, I mean, feminism proclaimed to be able to make women more independent. Oh, we're just, just give the women the rights and uh, then everything will be fine. Well, obviously that didn't work. But the, the idea might have been, okay, well, women are going to – I mean, maybe if you had an environment where women had to survive – like to survive, they had to step up and, and be more independent – because then what would happen would be the weak women would die and the, the strong women that actually were worth something would uh, survive. But I don't really see that working because women have so few kids that they would just naturally, um, you know, like you can't just kill, like let's say you do a successful, like you, it works with men because let's say you have 100 men and you do this natural selection tournament and 99% of the men are killed. Right, so then you have the strongest man. That strong man can still reproduce with all the women, and your population doesn't die. But if you kill off ninety nine percent of the women to create this, you know, the superwoman that everyone's going to breed with, she's only going to be able to pop out a couple kids in her entire life, and then she's done. Okay. <clears throat> One second. Right, question from Bachelor King. He says, you mentioned how Celestina makes you money. How close is she to paying for herself? Oh, she's paid, she, she, she's, she's paid for herself many times. Well, she's already, she's uh, already paid for herself. Part, um, will you make a video if that happens? Um, No. No, okay. she's, paid, she's paid for herself many times. I mean, you talk about the donations... Um, the, the sponsorships, the, the, probably the added subscribers. Like I've had people tell me that they subscribed to me because of the waifu workshops and those wouldn't exist without Celestina. So, you know, you combine like the added ad revenue from the subscribers, the sponsorship revenue, the, the donation revenue. She's paid for herself many times. Okay. Yeah, just good. It's, Sorry, just, she's a legit investment. 
She is a legit investment. You know, like how much money? How much money does she make on Instagram? Oh, you don't. I mean, I've. She's only made fifteen dollars directly from Instagram from guys giving me money for her nudes. So that's it's it's not really a big money maker there. It's more about I think it's funny that a sex doll has nearly seven hundred followers on Instagram. That's just hilarious to me. Okay. Um, <clears throat> this question. Uh question from total mexican nuclear tacos he says tfm's opinion about parkland students want voting age lowered to 16 yeah fuck them They're, that's that's retarded They're, like um, basically what this is this, this push to lower the voting age is basically the left trying to take back power because young people and people who don't pay people who don't pay taxes vote for the left and obviously 16 year olds clearly don't pay taxes so that's literally all it is. Okay. Um, next question is from Golgotha777. He says, do you think YouTube is more incompetent or actively malicious? No, no, they're, um, this is purposeful. This isn't like a mistake. There, you know, the censorship is real. The, okay. The, yeah. All right. I want to get through a couple more questions, then we'll move on to the next guest. It's just I'm trying to get these quick ones out of the way. Right. Uh, Nuclear Taco says TFM's opinion on Tom Likis. Go. He's, you know, I like to remember Tom for what he was and the great things he did, not what he's become. What's he become in your eyes? He's this is a has been. He's, uh, up yeah, he's, he's a shell of his former self. So let's let's remember him for, you know, what he used to be, what he used to could. Okay. All right. Um, question from Genta Bean uh, Bettina. He says, uh, TFM, have you ever watched Berserk? Yeah, I, well, not the new one. I actually own the original one. But, you know, what's dumb is some of these animes, like, because a lot of these mangas are really long and slow. So what happens is, is you know, the just as the anime is starting to get good, because it's based on, like, a, a part of this, this uh, manga, then, like, the, 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 basically the, the people want to get renewed for another season. But, you know, they, they don't. So the show just abruptly ends on a cliffhanger and there's no resolution because they were expecting to get picked up and they weren't. And that's basically what happened with Berserk. So the first season, like the first episode is basically guts. Oh, hold on. So it's all seen as to say. Join a community server. I want to pocket you in a Minecraft trade world like a complete jackass. <laughs> okay. Uh, after this game. But, um, fuck, now I lost my train of thought. What was I talking about? I it was know. about Berserk. Oh, okay. So the the first episode is is basically Guts as this big ass demon hunting badass, and it's super cool, and he's you know all that stuff, and then it does this flashback of him being a boy and him joining the band of the Hawk and him finding you know befriending Keska and and all this shit, and then it goes in this long history of him and Griffith and the band of the Hawk, and you're like wondering when it's going to get back to the the demon slang and all that shit. 
And then at the very end, when uh, Griffith basically sacrifices the band of the hawk to become like a demon prince, and you're like, oh shit, now, oh shit, fucking Berserk just got real. And then it's over. That was like the last episode of the entire anime. Because it just abruptly it, dude, ends. Dude, I swear it's, it's, it's new episodes are out though, right? Well, no, they, they, they created a new series. Well, they, they're kind of like redoing the first season. But the new series is terrible. Like they went from a hand-drawn style to like, like Wind Waker on GameCube, where it's like cell shaded. It's like horrible. I, I don't know, dude. I don't know it. Yeah, too well. it's horrible. So I just, you know, I much like Tom Lycus, I remember Berserk for what it was, not what it's become. Hmm. Berserk is the Tom okay. Lycus of anime. Right, um, Tiffin, do you want to go through some of the questions that? I've sent you via bananas. Oh, yeah, I'll yeah. get the next guest on. Uh, let me... Yeah, hold on. Oh, you know, I'm just going to... Let me get out of this game. All right. So let me, yeah, let me go through my banana question. I actually had a banana question from my stream yesterday with I Am Serious. So let me... I will address that. All right, so... Hold on. It takes me, takes me a second to figure out how to get to my dashboard... Um, uh, redemptions. Okay, here we go. Oh, yeah, we got a lot of questions. So give me one second. Let me let me clear the Celestina questions. Okay, so our first question is from Knight Alistair. In response to your earlier comment about lowering the voting age of 16, it also has something to do with the fact that kids are brainwashed by the public school system to favor left politics. I dealt with this when I was in school. That's true. Children are impressionable. That's why the left likes to get to them. And it's also been proven that once... Once you're kind of set in your ways, it's very hard for you to change your beliefs. So that's why they always try to target young children, because young children haven't formed beliefs yet. So the left tries to get to them while they're young, form their opinions, knowing that once you once somebody forms their opinions, it's much harder for them to change. So yeah, the left cheats, because their ideas don't work. So the only way they can win elections is by cheating. You import poor people, you give away your people's money, you know, you legalize, you have DACA, throw the borders open, block voter ID. Like, they, they cheat. That's how they win. All right. Um, Kike the Dyke, question the cat. Would you rather fap to anal hentai or fap to real anal porn if you were in jail and that was the only way for the judge to let you go? I don't do I don't, anything to do with the ass. It right. gets left Well, alone. really, right. basically, the question was, would anal hentai be somehow better than dude? I don't. I don't even porn. listen. I don't even. I don't even watch hentai. So I, yeah, hentai's not I've, for me. I've like, watched it. I I've saw never, people. I've never. Yeah, seen I saw the... people posted it in the um, in the Discord. Um, guys, that is not acceptable. No hentai porn. Porn there. Well, I, right. I'm fine with. I'm fine with porn, but I'm as long as it's not lolly porn. As long as it's not gay shit. I don't want to see dicks, mm. and I don't want to see children. So. Yep. Everything else is fine. Pussy's good. Titties are awesome. <laughs> Red, Red Razzagul says, uh, uh, feeding the cat is such a prude. I'm not a prude, dude. No, he's, not, he's, just, he's not into anal. Yeah, just don't Every, do anal. Everyone, everyone's got their you line. Know, why is everybody yeah. trying to force the asshole on cat? Exactly, yeah. Everybody, right. I don't want sober cat on sober my cats. dick. Sober cat's already an asshole. You don't need to force it on him. It's mm -hmm. fine. Yeah. There you go. I actually don't know how to get to the community servers. Oh, well. Um, okay, next question. 
Kite the Dyke. Question to DDJ and TFM. What's your opinion on what's your opinion on abortion hentai? Which is hentai where what? the woman has an abortion or many abortions, usually previous innocent girl that was slowly turned into a whore by the boy she loved. If you have an abortion that's, sexual fetish, that's disgusting. That is yeah. absolutely yeah. terrible. Like if if you need dead yeah. babies to get off, you, you need have help. a fucking yeah. serious mental that's, health problem. Yeah, you need you really like, need a fucking counselor. Is what you need. We need. We, yeah. yeah, we need a Michael Jordan. Stop it. Get some help because. Yeah, like, yeah, you're like one of those type of guys that needs like a payee, where like you can't control your money anymore, and the social security office right. assigns you somebody yeah, to take like, care of you. You're, you're saying I need. See, you know what really see, gets me this, off is isn't this isn't this baby. isn't this some of the stuff that comes right. out in hentai porn though? Like well, all this weird stuff. Weird, because you couldn't no, do that no, in no. real life. You could. Well, no, I've seen yeah. someone show me a picture of a Japanese woman with a bunch of eels in her ass and pussy, like multiple eels in her ass and pussy. Oh god, so, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be sick. I was like, so that that's a thing. I'm cringing. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, no. So, so cat, your line is anal. My line is definitely between anal and abortion porn. That I is, would, I would. There's second definitely that. Yeah. a line there, and that yeah. cro- here's the line, and here's abortion porn over here. All right. Next, right. uh, put my line actually at hentai to begin with. Just not yeah. my thing. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not my thing either. Yeah. It's not my thing either. I don't judge people who are into cartoons. I've known people who are into hentai, and it's like okay, whatever floats your boat. Um, I mean, anyway. I, don't get me wrong. I love anime, but like, I don't get like sexually turned on at okay. that cusp yeah. of like you know. Now, Kaita Dyke wants us to know that he's not into abortion porn himself. So when I okay, that's good because I was kind of forming opinions over here. Are no longer directed towards women, but rather white knights. Have any of you noticed this about your own thought processes? I really hate white knights. Yeah, I don't hate anyone. Um, I actually feel bad for like the cucks. Like my my problem with the cucks and the white knights is because of them. It's because of them that we can't fix anything. So they're the they're the the obstacle, but I don't hate them. I like because they're victims too. Stop kink shaming, you little degenerate. Also, play a game greater than community. <laughs> Scroll down. Greater than search oh, okay. Okay. Thank thank you, Celeste. Mm. I'm not kink shaming. I'm just saying it's not my thing. I'm not into. A, well, I was kink shaming. I think the abortion porn thing. Now, if it's a if it's hentai, obviously no babies were actually harmed in the making of this hentai porn. Uh, but that's that's a slippery slope, I think. I think because because then it's like if you need dead babies to get off, that's that's fucked up. It's fucked I feel like up, it's bro. only gonna get worse from there. What happens like yeah, where, where do you go? He's like, where do you go for your sexual gratification after fucking like, aborted drawn yeah, babies? I, I jump into the dumpster behind Planned Parenthood and masturbate. Yeah. Um, right. All right. Okay. Um, Holy shit! Question. You went there. I went there. Oh, you know, this is why people tune in. Um, I just read an article early today who left her child in a car for a week, and he was completely decomposed when she finally contacted the father and got him to a hospital. She only got three months in jail, and they tried to charge the baby daddy even though. So, yeah, it makes sense, because I'm sure she had a story. She's like, why Why did you bring this mummified child into the emergency room? And they're like, uh, a man did it. And they'll be like, makes sense to me. Arrest the man. So that makes right. makes perfect sense. I mean, w- women. She'll be like, well, a man fathered the child. Okay, yeah. arrest. 
It's like I while well, I was in Egypt and this, you know, fucking the Scorpion King looked pretty fine, so we had a mummy baby together. Right. So, you know, right. you can't not fuck the Welcome Scorpion to gynocentrism. King. Right, exactly. Uh, next one. Have you paid an escort to move the doll around while you bone it? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> now, the, 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 the most I've done in terms of trying to simulate motion was I had a, a mattress propped up against a dresser, kind of flopped over the top of it. And I did that thing where, you know, you pick a girl up by her ass cheeks and she wraps her legs around you. And you kind of like just lift her on on your dick, so and I use the basically the springiness of the mattress to help with the uh, the, the back and forth motion. That's literally the only mechanical assistance I've tried. It's really they actually I've seen sex doll retailers who sell swings like the sex swings, but they're like actual sex swings, like ones you would rear with a, a real woman. They're not like special sex doll sex swings, but you can get a sex swing. Um, but they're like two hundred dollars, and I'm like, meh, that's fine. It's it's honestly fine. But no, I, why would I pay an escort to manipulate the doll while I fuck her? That's just weird. I think I think is that you. I think the person what they're saying is you know you're coming from a place of euphoria. You you know you're paying her to just you're not gonna fuck her. You just you right. know she's like your slave. Yeah, I I need you to just move yeah. this doll around <laughs> while I fuck it. Like some sort of power, yeah. power play or power. I, I need you to wear this, like this black leotard, so I can't look at you. Because yeah. I need to, like you know, they do in puppet <laughs> shows. They wear all black, and then they like turn on like the 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 black lights. Right. So, yeah, we could do that. Okay. Uh, next question: What do you think of Israel? Its fertility rate is by far the highest in the developed world, and just last year, their Jewish fertility rate surpassed the Muslim fertility rate. What are they doing differently? I've actually talked to people who are Israeli. Uh, it's not the entire population. Think, think of it this way. In America, we have the Amish, but they're a very, very, very small pocket of the population. But if you look at the Amish fertility rate, it's super high. But they're, they're, the Amish population isn't a significant segment of the U.S. population. So even though they have a high fertility rate, it doesn't affect the overall population. But in Israel, the ultra-conservative, traditional, patriarchal Jews are actually a, a somewhat significant population. So as their fertility rate goes up, it actually does affect the national fertility rate. But I've talked to Israeli guys who Israel is not some great country for men. Like guys get fucked over in divorce court and everything. But there's these – just like the Amish, there's these ultra-conservative, patriarchal, old-school Jews that keep it real and they're the ones having all the kids. So if you broke it up by like – I know there's like different kinds of Jews. There's like reform Jews. And there's Hasidic Jews. I don't know the rest. I was in the Navy with a guy who was a Reformed Jew, and I got a funny story. So he 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 lost his shit one day because for one one meal on the ship, all the dishes had pork in them. Like even the rice had cut up hot dogs in it. And he flipped his shit, and he like went to the captain and got really upset. And the captain apologized. The captain apologized to him. And, like, from that day forward, they made sure that there was at least one dish that didn't have any pork in it because it fucking the Jewish kid got really triggered. But then we pull him to port, and he goes into the whorehouse and fucks a whore. And I'm like, brah, brah. <laughs> what do you think God cares more about, that you ate fucking rice with hot dogs in it or that you fucked a whore? And he's like, fuck you. And then he, like, walked past me. And I'm like, there you go. 
Anyway, that's my right. ju- that's my juice story. Uh, okay, uh, next question: Why is it on dates that most girls order seafood? Is this a Freudian slip follow up? How can a woman actually go to McDonald's and eat a Happy Meal and get full? Uh, okay, women order seafood because it's expensive. The doy. Um, now, if a woman is going to McDonald's and getting full, it's probably because she already ate. She, you're probably like her second date of the evening. And if you're taking her to McDonald's, she's probably dating you for your D and not your money. So she, basically she went on a date, like she went on a Tinder date an hour ago with, you know, Mr. Moneybags. And now she's ta- letting you take her to McDonald's because she wants the D. Next question. Uh, my girlfriend flunked out of gender studies degree because she kept failing the public health and psychology course. Is she more retarded than the average woman? Absolutely. If you can't get, if you can't pass gender studies, that's like a fat person failing cooking. Like that whole course is custom made for women to pass. Like how can you not pass gender studies as a woman? Okay. Uh, that I wonder a, if it's like a new form of gender studies where it's a LGBT, A, B, yeah, C, D, yeah. E, F, G, maybe. H, I, yeah, she, I mean, she, just because just because someone's fat doesn't mean they can cook, dude. Like, maybe she's a special kind of retarded. Maybe that's true. But usually, fat people can cook. Like no. they'll they'll make an entire you know cheesecake and eat it themselves. You know what? Maybe you, that's an American thing. They're know. they're all a special kind of retarded. They yeah. they all are. Yeah, it's like there's there's no the waltz, but there are. Different levels of retard. Yeah. All right. Um, next, we have two more, and then we're done. And one of them is actually from Sweet. the podcast the other day. Uh, I'm 18. I recently put $500 in total into several ETFs. Is only investing in ETFs bad? Also, do you st- still suggest shiny ETFs? Okay, so ETFs are exchange-traded funds. They're basically like mutual funds, but they can be bought and sold like stocks. Now, the advantage of ETFs is they, they have absolutely no like uh, manager costs or anything like that. It's they're, they're actually a really good tool. However, they're only useful for stable assets. So things like uh, large cap uh, bonds, you shouldn't be buying bonds anyway, but basically very stable assets that are very predictable, that aren't going to move around a lot. That's what ETFs are for. When you have volatile assets, you do not want to use ETFs because ETFs are like index funds. They're too broadly invested. So you need an actual active manager to pick out the good from the bad. So when it comes to things like emerging markets like China, um, junk bonds, not, or what am I thinking of? High-yield bonds. The, people don't like calling them junk bonds anymore. High-yield bonds, uh, emerging markets, small-cap growth. These are industries or sectors which are very volatile, and you need an active manager because if you buy a, a very diversified ETF or index fund, you're buying a lot of dog shit. So in these spaces, having an active manager will make a difference. However, with very stable assets, an active manager isn't going to make that much of a difference. He'll make your return like a higher return than the benchmark, but then he's going to eat up that higher return in his fees. So it's not worth paying an active manager in a stable asset because you're not going to get value for what you're paying. When it comes to volatile assets, that's where the managers actually earn their pay. So do not buy a Chinese ETF. You want a actively managed mutual fund that invests in emerging markets, which isn't just China. It's China, India, Brazil, all like all these emerging market uh, countries, not just China. So there you the go. The tech boom in Brazil is about to be real. There's um. Some of my other friends who still work in IT um, recently, 
just all been sent down there to like consult yeah. with like a lot of these kind of like growing um, IT companies. The economy, especially like in the city of Sao Paulo, it's done like a 300% rebound just in the past like two years of where it was. Brazil is definitely like one of the probably highest up and comings in terms of like, uh, you know, tech investment. Well, and that's why, like, instead of getting, like, a Chinese ETF, which you wouldn't get an ETF anyway, you'd get a fund that is emerging markets. Because you don't, like, right now China is kind of flat, you know, because they're, they're ghost cities and all the other shit. But Brazil, like you just said, is, is ascending. So that's why you want to be invested in emerging markets as a whole. But you need an active manager who stays up on the news and the trends. You don't want to be evenly diversified in China, India, and Brazil, you want a manager that's going to move with the trends and he's going to put you where you need to be to make your money. And what you do is you, you want to check your funds every year and you want to make sure that your your manager is outperforming the benchmark. Now, he may not – he may have bad years. You know, He may make a few bad calls. But you should be beating an index fund every time. Because an index fund, especially in volatile assets, that in, they invest in too much dog shit to outperform your manager. If your manager is not outperforming the benchmark, you need to fire him and you need to put your money in a different fund. All right. Uh, okay, thank you for answering. You're welcome. Okay, our last question. This is actually from my stream yesterday. I didn't get around to answering it because I didn't check my thing. So hopefully you're listening. This is from Rashind. Rashind, if you're out there, this is for you, buddy. It says, my girlfriend said she's upset that I haven't lived my life, so she wants me to go have fun without her so she won't worry. What does this mean and what should I do? That means she's cheating on you. Yeah, right? Dump um, her ass. Dump, dump her, her. ass. Yeah. If, if you, yeah, cut her loose. She's cutting you loose because she's basically dumping you, but she's not she's she's dumping you in like a nice way she's telling you to go have your fun but what that translates into is basically her saying like hey go ahead and have your fun you know fuck yeah, whoever you want fuck to fuck so when you come back to me i can say that i did the same thing and we can't be mad at each other right yeah she's already fucking guys she's cheating yeah. on you uh she's basically giving you permission to go she's dumping you but she's giving you like a soft dump she's giving you the let's be friends but i'm dumping you and fucking other guys dump that's what's going on that, so she's cheating on you. She's dumping you. Uh, leave. Here's a pro tip. Don't come back. Here's a pro tip. Before you leave, take all the jewelry that you gave her. And then every time you fuck a new chick, give her a piece of it. Oh, that's 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 so nice. I like that's, that. That's so I, I heard I heard somebody did that during their divorce, their second divorce. There you go. I don't remember who it was, but it was somebody that I know. Somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I like that it's a lot. Like, Maybe one day she'll like run into one of the girls wearing it. Maybe it's like a unique exactly, piece of jewelry. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm gonna. I'm, we're, we're not doing anything. I'm just gonna join an idle server so we're not staring at a blank screen. No, no. Okay. We're, we're, listen, we're we're on schedule, guys. Um, well, let no, me know when one, you when your questions got, are done. I got one more. Sorry, this just came All in. Right. What about individual stock? What size portfolio or net worth? would it take to justify to justify investing in individual stocks i i do not recommend individual stocks the only exception would be if you get stock options from your company because usually you get them at such a discount it's basically like free money or if you get paid in stock options like you're an executive because this is what pisses me off about these dipshits we're like mm, universal basic income eat the rich the rich people don't get paid in in wages they get paid in stock options because then they only have to pay capital gains taxes. They don't actually pay 
um, you know, the, the actual income tax rate. So raising taxes on them does nothing. Nothing That's why you always hear him try to sound like the good guy and be like, oh, yeah, you know, definitely raise the uh, income tax on the rich. And they try to look nice about it. They don't right. fucking pay income tax. They don't care. They're, they're, they're idiots. Um, but, yeah, anyway, so the answer is the thing about what portfolio size. So you really – ETFs are going to give you the diversification you want for the sectors – the stable sectors, mutual funds are going to give you the diversification in the the volatile sectors. There's no reason to own an individual stock unless you're getting a deal on it. Like if you're, again, stock options or someone, like maybe you're a venture capitalist or something like that, some kind of like an IPO. Like if you're, in a, if you're a qualified investor and a qualified investor basically means you're a millionaire or you make $250,000 a year. If you're a qualified investor, all kinds of new options open up to you. And the reason why is... People are stupid, and so they – when people make really poor choices, they always blame their broker or their advisor because they're retards and they don't want to take responsibility for their own greed. So they cry to the government to save them from their own stupidity. So the government basically makes it illegal for advisors or brokers to sell certain investments to non-millionaires like hedge funds, uh, venture capital, stuff like that. But however, once you're a millionaire, you can get, you can get all kinds of deals that nobody else has access to. At that when point. people start Hold talking on. finances, I get really horny. Okay. Well, that's good to know. I'm glad. You know what? I'm going to use that to my Typical advantage later. Woman. Oh, no. It's, yeah, yeah. Nothing gets a woman's pussy hotter than when you talk about money. Once you hit the period of like in your life where you're making $250,000 or more at all, period, in general, new opportunities open up all the time anyways. Like you get the connections yep. that nobody else gets. You get the opportunities nobody else gets. Like whoever says right. like – you know, money doesn't get you anywhere. They don't have it. Well, they're, yeah, they're idiots. But I'm saying, like, literally it's a government regulation thing. Like, it is illegal for advisors to talk to you about certain investment opportunities if you're not a qualified investor. They can't – like, hedge funds are a bit perfect example. If you're not a qualified investor, you cannot invest in a hedge fund. You just, it's illegal. Now, there are some mutual funds – that basically they invest in the hedge fund and then they sell you a piece of the portfolio. Those are those are stupid because the, the purpose of a mutual fund is be able to buy and sell. And the way hedge funds work is they tie your money up and you only have like a, win, a limited window to even cash out every year because they put your money to work for that year. So it, it doesn't really work. It's basically like a gimmick to get people like these dipshits are like, I heard uh, hedge funds are great. Can I invest in hedge funds? So these mutual fund companies buy shares in certain hedge funds and then they, they carve them up and they sell them as a mutual fund. But they're, it's dumb. It's a gimmick. Uh, you need to be a millionaire. You need to invest in an actual hedge fund, not play this bullshit, you know, pretend playing pretend hedge fund with a mutual fund. Um, okay. I think the biggest crack of shit out there is the CDs from banks because that's like everybody's first thing. I'm going to invest my money and they go to a CD and those are always like the biggest cracks of shit ever. And it's well, like they're remembering back back during the Carter years when CDs were paying like double digits. But you have yeah, to understand what, what a CD rate, what the CD rate is based on. It's basically half the 10 year bond rate. So basically what happens is, is. If the bond rate is high, the CDs are going to be paying. If the bond rates are dog shit, which they are, CDs are paying dog shit. And the reason why people like CDs is because they're they're guaranteed. Oh, they! I'm, I'm looking at the little Celestina. The guy has Celestina's picture on his uh, on his thing. That's awesome. But um, so 
fuck. Now I, I got distracted by the Celestina sign, and now I forgot where I was saying. No worries. Oh, wow. Um, let's oh, get wow. our second guest in. Sounds um, good. Yeah. Oh, wait. Well, probably... I got one, one more question. It's about anal sex, oh. so we have to answer it. Dude, you do know that we can deal with them at the end of the show how as much, well. Wait. How much alcohol would it cost for Cat to read an anal hentai? Just so, read it. You don't. I, you you broke don't. Up to, there, dude. You don't. Okay. You, you apparently. How much alcohol would it cost? I'm assuming that you get paid in alcohol now. That's, yeah. I assume they mean money. Uh, how much? <laughs> how much money would it take for you to read an anal hentai, not masturbate to it, oh, not God. put your just to read it? How much money would it cost? I'd do it. I'd do it for a twelve pack. Right. How much is that? It's like uh, twelve quid. Okay, but so I have to do it go. after I've done. I'd have to read it after I've done the twelve pack. Okay. So Just like so that fif- I can fifteen read it bucks. and then forget. So yeah, so you can yeah. block. Like you're gonna take, you're gonna give yourself a roofie before you read it, so that you Pretty wake much, up yeah. like the next day yeah. don't remember anything. Pretty much, yeah. Okay, so yeah, there you go. There's your answer. All right, that was, those were my questions. Right. <clears throat> One second. Right, next guest of the show goes by the name of Cern King. Some of you may be familiar with him. Um, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna leave it at that because I don't want to poison the well. But anyway, he says, "I've been working on three philosophical concepts and I have refined them enough for an argument. One, blue to black to red pill pathways. Two, philosophical nature of validation, i.e." Divine tragedy. Free. Okay. Red pill fatigue. So I'm okay. gonna open it up now. Hey, Sun King. Uh, hello, hi there. How Welcome you back. Doing? What's going on, man? All right, nice to be here again. Uh, hi, DDJ, and uh, you know, hello, TFM. How are you guys? We are. We are well. Another- Beautiful day to be here. How, how did Thank you like? You how did you like the segment we made of your first appearance on the show? Oh, it was brilliant. I learned a lot from it, and uh, but I was uh, quite tired in the morning after the show, so I just uh, you know went to sleep after that. There you go. Um, I just well, to be honest, uh, I've been doing a lot of research and and on the philosophy of you concepts and uh, I wanted to share it with you guys and and so you could probably give your perspective on it uh, or you know think about it because these are some futuristic perspectives okay uh, mm, and uh, I mean I I mean I I'm gonna change the order in which I like to discuss them um, the first thing I'd like to talk about is I've I've examined the idea of validation and throughout countless videos on the MIGTO uh, platform I've uh, I've been I've been forced to think that, you know rewire my brain or forced to think that, that validation is uh, is is something that can be that can be intrinsically fulfilled but after continuous research and, and evidence-based analysis 
I found out that on a philosophical note, philosophically, the nature, the very nature by evolutionary biology of validation is that it's an external thing. And you mm-hmm. cannot replace something external, which is, uh, uh, sorry, you cannot internalize, you cannot, in, in, you, you cannot give something an intrinsic meaning mm-hmm. to something that's external. And I think if you think about, I, I want you guys to, because DDJ is the author of books, many books, and um, maybe he, if he could, uh, and um, yeah, I, I'm reaching this. So I, to me, it's divine tragedy that 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 men will not be able to replace the the female validation. <sighs> they get okay, and. Um, it might come as uh, you know. Uh, this is uh, this is you know comprehension dawning. This is a dark awakening, but uh, it doesn't make me a nihilist. But I mean, I. Um, so this is my first point. The second okay. point I wanted to talk about was that there are lots of people who journey from blue pill or sim or mangina mode over straight over to black pill and then not all of them can come out of it some of them end up as being shooters and some of them commit suicide i think people men who commit suicide they were blue pill then they jumped into black pill and then they couldn't come out of that black hole i I agree well i call that the valley of suicide i don't want to call it the black pill is nihilism yeah so yeah well not anarchism it's nihilism so but um, there are people, TFM, who mm-hmm. come out of Black Pill and then they make the journey over to Red Pill. And I'd consider myself to be one of them because I, uh, I was I, I was in Black Pill and I was complete shutdown mode. And I was uh, um, so then I discovered McDonald and I found out that you know so making journey from Black Pill to Red Pill was the hardest point in my life, and I'm sure it's. Very hard for the people as well. Okay. So yeah. All right. So is it was that it? Uh, the third point I'd like okay. to talk about. Well, is, well I want I want to get I want to get your whole thing because I before I I don't want to pick it apart until I've heard the whole thing. So like, let me hear your entire all right, okay. your entire uh, theory. Mm-hmm. Well, the third point I, I've been de- doing research on in terms of uh, neurobiology, neuroplasticity, and uh, the idea of how the brain is wired, uh, and how the, the, the brain neurological programming is in conflict to the times we're living in, post-modern, fourth-wave feminism times we're living in. The, 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 the lots of MGTOWs like Jerry Liu, all the people who are succumbing and will, a lot, lots of other MGTOWs will come at a point in life where their neurobiology would override their rationality and they will become uh, red pill, quote unquote, fatigued. Red, red, so lots of MGTOWs will come across the, um, the, the concept of red pill fatigue. And um, so, so I, because I've done my research and I found out that the brain is wired in such a way that it, 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 uh, it expects a reward after the, the the long road of suffering, and the, the 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 reward for the brain after walking on a red pill road is the blue pill life, which I 
thought, which I discovered was a problem with me. And since I represent a huge class of, uh, 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 and that must be the problem, it has to be the problem with them as well, which they may not be able to figure out. But I had the time to uh, to figure it out, so I wanted to put it out there that lots of MGTOWs, both on YouTube and off YouTube, will go through it. So I think if you talk, if you if you talk about red pill fatigue and and you know warn them about it, that not to become uh, uh, red pill fatigued and to train your brain that walking on the red pill road is the reward itself. That could induce neuroplasticity, and I'm very tired right now. It's five a.m. in the morning. All right, have you seen my series, The Zen of Zero Fucks Given? Because, I, like, I'm basically going to be quoting it from that because I kind of already addressed mm -hmm. all this then. So I kind of, I kind of think you haven't. No, I haven't because yeah. I've, I, uh, I've never, I've, I've not been able to watch all your playlists. Well, right, I have over a thousand videos, but like, obviously, some are more important than others. Like my TFM news, those are more topical and timely. So, yeah. you know, you're, you don't need to watch the entire back catalog of news articles from last year. Uh, but, like, the Zen of Zero Fucks Given is more of, like, a philosophical type of thing. And it directly addresses what you're talking about. So mm -hmm. the first thing is you're talking about how, uh, you know, validation has no intrinsic meaning. And my answer to that is, of course, it does. life has no intrinsic meaning. Uh, you have to give your life meaning. Just like I use the example of an artist canvas. Oh, hold on. Oh, don't. Okay. Good, good, good use of your bananas. Anyway, um, so an artist's canvas, there's no meaning behind it. It's just some woven fabric uh, stapled to a frame. There's no intrinsic meaning behind an artist's a blank canvas. However, the... Um, a... Like, a painting has meaning. Like a blank piece of paper has no meaning, but if you draw something on that paper, it, it can have meaning. So talking about the intrinsic meaning of validation, life has no intrinsic meaning. Life it only has the meaning you give it. So once you can appreciate that, then you understand that the intrinsic meaning of life is, is an illusion. You have to give your life meaning. And the same thing with that. Validation is basically uh, who judges you, who, who tells you you're doing a good job. Well, if you need other people to tell you you're doing a good job, fine. Okay, that's not healthy because then if you rely on their validation, they can manipulate you. That's, the way women manipulate men is through shame and flattery. So and that's, those are basically the two keys of validation. So if you become immune to – if you have internal, internal validation, you become completely immune to shame and, and flattery. So the, the question then becomes, okay, well, without without validation, oh, how can you uh, make that internal? Well, you just – you basically become your own judge. So how do you give yourself validation? Well, you set goals, and they're your goals. They're goals that you set for yourself. You know how much – you know your level of effort. You know if you're cheating. You know if you're putting forth you know your effort, you're trying harder, if you're cutting corners. It's like these people who are like – they're obese – but then when you ask them, oh, no, I, I eat healthy. I eat a salad every day, and I, I, I don't know why I'm 400 pounds. But, no, they're lying. They're yeah, they're, they're full of shit. 
And all you have to do to prove they're lying is basically be like, okay, why don't I come to your house and I'll, I'll we'll get rid of all of your unhealthy food and, and I'll fill, we'll take you to the store and get healthy food. And oh, why don't I pick you up at six in the morning? And we'll go running. And they'll, they'll always yeah. make excuses why they won't do it. But if you ask them, oh, why are you fat? It's never their fault. So they're full of shit. But so yeah. you know, you know what kind of level of effort you're putting forward. So you are your only judge. And if you're putting forth your best effort, like let's say you're you're really fat and you start to lose weight. Now, maybe you've only lost 50 pounds. So you're still fat, but you've lost a lot of weight and you're making a lot of progress. You know, you can be proud of that. Even if everybody else still calls you fat, you know you've been losing weight. You become your only judge. That's all internal validation Mm -hmm. is. It's you not giving a shit what other people think. Now, you don't need validation. I understand humans are social animals, but you don't need validation to survive because if you have an internal moral code and you're living by that code, if it's a positive code, other people are going to be responding positively to it. But there's a difference. There's a difference between accepting positive attention or accepting people's thanks or whatever the the consequences of being a moral person with integrity and needing their validation. So that one is completely different from the other. Hmm, like, that's a... like I, I like to. I mean, I I like to be ethical. And have integrity, not because I like people tell me, "Oh, TFM, you you have such integrity. Oh, you're always do you always you're always honest and moral." I don't give a shit. I, like I, I don't do it for that. I do it because I know it's the right thing to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that's yeah. um. So in the Zen of Zero Fucks Given, I talk about the meaning of life, which means the intrinsic meaning of life. There is none, and then you you need to talk about perspective and. Uh, Shit, I don't even remember. I made that series in like 2016, so it's like two years old at this point. I don't remember every chapter, but definitely check out right. the Zen of Zero Fucks Given because it literally addresses all these things you're talking. As far as the black pill um, yeah, and, and, and men, like guys like what, Elliot Rogers, you know, the, the guy who couldn't get any pussy. I know. Like, right. So here's the thing MGTOW would have saved Elliot Rogers' life and the lives Absolutely. of his victims. You, you knew him? No, I, I felt really sorry for him when oh, I saw okay. the documentary. I was right. like, wow, this is just, I couldn't reconcile. I was so dep- just down and out because of okay. his. Uh, uh, and I he had this 130-page manifesto, and I could feel the pain he was going through. And I examined why I didn't do what he did, and why did he do what he did? Why couldn't he replace it with more material satisfaction what was he actually looking for what was he well he was he was looking basically he his meaning and purpose was you know a woman a family that that whole the blue pill you know special the blue play called the blue pill special you know wife kids that's your meaning and purpose as a man your your life and purpose is uh having a wife having kids doing the whole traditionalism thing well he felt entitled to a girl and of course he was like you know he had mental problems he was kind of an effeminate looking bitch uh women women weren't throwing their pussy at him and he felt they he he deserved to have women throw their pussy at him and because that was his meaning and women weren't throwing their pussy at him he became bitter and then from his bitterness he got angry and they decided to go kill people so what mctow would have done is he would maybe given him another reason to live other than pussy and then he would have realized it's not worth it and he would have found a new thing to live for and base his value on. And then he wouldn't have, he'd still be alive and his victims would still be alive and everyone would be better off. Mm. 
And a lot of, you know what? And a lot of these school shooters who are, you know, they're loners and they're picked on and everything like that. Uh, just imagine how freeing it would be. Because, I mean, everyone gets picked on. Children are, are pieces of shit. Yeah, so, you look quite mean. Yeah. But, but, but just imagine if if men just at collectively taught boys to stop giving a shit about what people think, to, to be their own judge, and to not not base their value off of what other people say. Maybe some of these boys who went on these shooting sprees, they would basically stop giving a shit, and then they would find something else to live for, and they would be happy instead of being like, well, I, I'm tired of getting picked on. I'm just going to go on a shooting spree, and then I'm going to kill myself when the cops show up. And that's it. That's that's all she wrote. You know, MGTOW yeah, saves lives. Yeah, MGTOW gives men, you know, it, it teaches them that, you know, like, yeah, life sucks. Uh, life is pain. Anyone who says otherwise is selling something. So MGTOW isn't, like, going to tell you we're going to make it all better. We're not going to make your boo-boos go away. But what we are going to do is we're going to give you a way to deal with it and to find happiness in your life. And that's not – now, we're not going to make you popular. Like a lot of these guys who, who rely on external validation, they want to be popular. They want people to like them. They want a girl to like them. Like external validation is their world. MGTOW can't give you that. We're not going to give – you're not going to get the girl at the end. MGTOW philosophy is not about making you popular or liked. It's to help you not give a shit. And to help you live life for yourself and find happiness for yourself. And for a lot of men that's going, or a lot of even boys, that's going to involve walking away from the external validation, giving up on this dream of being popular, of getting the cheerleader. Very hard. That, that's, that's not going to, yeah, it, it's hard because it, you know what? Everything in life worth doing is hard. If it were easy, everyone would do it. There was a girl in the comments of one of his videos, Elliot Rogers' videos, and she wrote that this guy used to come over to me and meet me for BJ's all the time. What happened to him? How did he... I was shocked to read that comment, and I was like, hmm. So he used to go to her and beg for BJ's? Yeah. He used to go to her and pay her for BJ's. So she wrote in the comment section that he used to meet me for BJ's. What happened to him? How I didn't know he had those issues. Oh my god. Yeah. Well again, but that's that that's that blue pill that's that blue pill yeah. attitude. I mean, he and he was yeah, like he was, he was a teenager or he was a yeah. very he was, why is he's already paying prostitutes for blowjobs as a teenager? Like he's already uh, at that level. She was uh she was a friend, so he would like give her a bit of I think I'm assuming I'm extrapolating from the comment that given the fact that you just said he was a teenager well, I'm I don't know. That he, he, looked, he looked young. He was young. So he was very young. Yeah, he's too young to be paying girls for blowjobs. I think it was a friend's thing. He might pay, give her some gifts. In... So basically a wife. Blowjob barter. They, they were, yeah, they were blowjob married. But yeah. uh, it's just I found out that neuroplasticity, the evolutionary brain wiring is very mm. difficult to trump. It's just well, very difficult. Yeah, but, but, here's a, but, but here's the thing. Guys have been doing this for fucking centuries. There are there yeah. are lots of stories. I mean, the thing about MGTOW is, is that is that MGTOW is wisdom that has been around for a long, long time. And there have been guys even before there was like this, you know, before guys were walking away from women in the droves that they're walking away from them now. 
there are plenty of guys that would just ignore gynocentrism in order to be the best they could be at whatever it was they were doing, whether they were philosophers or scientists or warriors or, uh, you know, civil engineers or whatever it is that they were doing. They were the best they could be. And so it used to be that MGTOW wasn't scorned like it is today. But there were guys that, I mean, assuming that this, assuming that your assertion that this neural programming is, is like a legit thing, just assuming that it's completely legit, guys have been overcoming this since the beginning of time. But DGJ, I, I appreciate your point. It's a very useful comment. But the thing is, you do realize all these people, all the categories of these guys you've named belong to a high IQ specialist group. For a normal male with a double digit... Warriors uh, don't have high IQs. Right. No, it, it, it's not an IQ thing. Um, it's not. Yeah, no. Like, in, Look at all the, the blue pill manginas who are like academics. Super yeah. high IQ. And they're, wow. they're and fucking high, and super high cuck level. <laughs> yeah, they're they're they're, they're cuck levels over nine thousand, and these guys have they're right. very very smart. Uh, it's really yeah, more of a function. One of the things I see in many professors is that they always utter in sent utter a sentence saying that I was so lucky to have my wife. She, I'm so glad. I'm so thankful she accepted me. I'm. I mean, this is a very demeaning comment. As a man, I find it very right. demeaning. That, that, that you are the provider, you are the financier of the relationship, and then she has to accept you and give you the validation to right. be with you. So this is uh, one of the uh, traits of liberal professors is that they always introduce their family and the wife as having done them a favor of having bred the kids and, and lived, tolerated them for so long. No, that's that's absolutely correct. Now, and what's fucked up is... Basically, a guy who works for decades to become a master in his skill and to acquire resources and everything like that. Oh, a woman who basically has done nothing. She was born with a vagina. I'm so lucky she chose me. I worked really hard so this woman with a vagina would choose me. Like They, they have to work their, their asses off to be accepted by someone who literally... All they have is just simply a, a sperm with a X chromosome fertilize the egg rather than a Y chromosome. And that somehow trumps everything they've accomplished in their life. That That's worth more. Oh, she chose me. I'm so lucky that someone with a vagina sought fit to grace me with their presence. That's that's kind of centrism in a nutshell. And when, yeah. you, when you accept that mentality, under no circumstances will you demand a mutual benefit. I love, love the, I, I love this dude with his. He's got the Celestina sign. He keeps coming up and like holding it in my face because he wants to be on the stream. It's it's pretty endearing. Um, I think Celestina is a revolution, and women will panic once they can't milk men out of it because uh, you know they, all the all the rinsing that they were doing would decrease as a function of time. I mean, in Britain we have this disease of rinses. Women who take money from English. Right. Caucasian men, and these men don't even get anything out of it. Anything. It's just as bad as giving it to a charity. And we have that. I, think if, I mean, we have that everywhere. It's called financial domination. It's basically like a kink where these women just they treat a guy like shit and order yeah. them to give them money, and the guys do. They're like, oh, like it's like a, a dominatrix thing, but instead of. Uh, you know, being sexually dominated, like, you know, whipped or, or spanked or even like a cuck, like, oh, I'm going to humiliate yeah. you by having another guy fuck me in front of you. Basically, they're like, give me money. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. give me money, you, 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 what would they call a pay pig? Like, you're a pay pig. Give me your money, pay pig. And guys are like, yes, yes, my queen. It's like, bitch, give me your money. Give me, like, be my, where's my pay piggies at? Give me some money, pay piggy. Like, you give me these, these fat cunts. Like, I, I'll send you, I will send you Celestina nudes. I will send you the Bob and the Vagine. Give me, make me, be my pay piggy. Shit. I'll at least do something, <laughs> I'll, I'll do something good with your money. I mean, that's uh, what my question is. Do you see beta males, uh, manginas, and simps coming over to becoming customers of these dolls? Or would they, I mean, my question is, would they ever become customers? I hope so. I honestly think that's the only, that's the best chance they have because they, I don't know, like, if they actually truly get a kink out of it, like, if being treated like shit and humiliated and taken advantage of by women truly makes them happy like you, then i don't i think they're just they're basically they're already terminal there's nothing you can do at that point but yeah. some of these guys like the male feminists and the, the cucks and the manginas they look at it as um I, I was born ugly i'm not an attractive man i'm not a rich man i'm not a hard-working or clever man so i have nothing to offer a woman but maybe if i humiliate myself or I'm a, an ally or whatever bullshit maybe if I cuck myself hard enough maybe she'll touch my peepee and they're looking at it as even if they get in a relationship with a woman who treats them like shit even if they're just using them for money and they're going to divorce rape them even if they demand an open relationship and fuck <clears throat> other men in their bed she might touch my peepee a couple times and that's the best I'll ever do and these guys have absolutely no respect for themselves. They they truly think they have no they have no other chance. That's like the best they can do, is just completely submitting themselves to maybe get their pee pee touched a couple times a year. Now for those men, I think a doll or a robot is their that is their liberation. Because I mean honestly, women aren't going to. I mean they may lower their standards in like a post apocalyptic wasteland. If, if they need a guy to protect them. But the problem is a lot of these beta guys, they're not strong. You know, yeah. they they wouldn't last very long in the wasteland anyway. So some guys are like, yeah, fuck it, bring on the wasteland. I'm going to get me a harem of bitches. But then the beta cocks are like, well, fuck, as soon as, as, soon as society collapses, I'm going to die. So there's no scenario where they win. They, they literally are fucked. It's like mm-hmm. no matter which path is taken, they're fucked. So for yeah. them, a doll or a robot literally is their – it's their best bet. Uh, I understand, yeah. and here's the here's the the big, the big mind blowing revelation, is, you know, these women that you cuck yourself for, they don't love you, they they laugh at you, they hate you, they despise you, they fuck other men in front of you, you're nothing to yeah. them. So, you know, the big thing against dolls and robots is, oh, they're not real. Oh, you know, yeah, it's a robot, but it's only saying what it's programmed to say. It's only doing what you tell it to do. It doesn't really love you. Well. Yeah, the love, but the love that these gold digging whores, and their love is not going to be any more real. It's just as fake. But the gold digging whore is malicious about it. Their their love is fake, and they're exploiting you, and they're using you, and they're going to they're going to hurt you. A dollar. Think about it. The 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 Rinza is also programmed, uh, you know, neurobiologically to say what you want it to say. Right. uh, Sure. Sure. You you could. Yeah. Right. I mean, our education is basically programming. Our our genes and our biology is basically hardware. You can uh, basically 
there's an analog between machine and, and biology. My point is, though, is a, a doll or a robot may may be fake, just like the love of a gold digger is fake. But the love of a gold digger is destructive and negative. Like yeah, she's, she, yeah, her her fake love comes at your direct expense. A dollar a robot's fake love doesn't hurt you. A dollar robot so, isn't going to divorce rape you. It's not going to cuck you. It's not going to give you an STD. It's not going to make off with your money and your children. It's it's going to just be there. Like Celestina, she's she's not handy around the house. I'll say it right a, now. It's she a one-off expense. Right. Celestina is not very handy when it comes to chores, and I accept that. But, you know, like, but she she brings no drama to my life. She, like, I never have to leave the house wondering what she's doing. I never have to be like, let me see your phone. Let me see if you've been on Tinder. Let me see if you're cheating on me. Oh, there's money. Like, you ever had a girlfriend that maybe had access to your money? Maybe you were married and had a joint yeah. account, and there's money missing. And you're like, bitch, did you take my money? And then it yeah. turns out, it ter turns out it was like a bank error, and like she didn't do anything. I never work like if, the, if there's something wrong with my bank, I never like look at Celestine and I'm like, bitch, are you fucking with my money? You know, do one, I have to one of the other things about Celestina, one of the other things about these uh, robots is they're very realistic, so they can give a beta male or a guy who's never been with a real woman uh, a virtual. Uh, Well, I, I, let me try to anticipate what you mean. So I've, I've made this point, and actually our first guest kind of made the same point. Uh, sex with a doll. And no, this is only – these are just dolls. We're not even talking about first-generation robots. So we're – you know, in 20, 30 years, the robots are going to be even more advanced. They're going to be able to do a lot more. But just the, the first generation of dolls feels as good or better than a real woman. I, I prefer sex with, with Celestina over a real woman. And the main reason is the vagina feels the same. The weight and the feel and the sex is everything. And I'm used to having sex with women who just lay there with their legs open anyway. Absolutely, yeah. This is exactly so, what I was going to say. So the you're not, of the women just lay there. They, yeah, they you're, not, you're, you're not missing out. You a favor. Right. Now, if, if I do miss Girl on Top. I look forward to having a robot that can actually do more positions. But for yeah. right now, as far as missionary sex is concerned, it feels as good as the real thing. But because I don't have to worry about – because, you know, when you have sex, with, especially after you're red-pilled, once you're aware of the gynocentrism society and the danger women are, uh, you're going to have anxiety in the back of your head. Whether consciously or unconsciously, you're going to be somewhat anxious about what you're doing while you're ha engaging in sex with a woman. And that anxiety is going to take away from the pleasure because you can't just give yourself over to it and just yeah. live in the moment because you're thinking, oh, shit, you know, like, you know, is the condom going to slip off? It, 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 was that a cold sore? You know, you're constantly like there's anxiety in the back of your head. When you have a doll... Like Celestina, she's she's a, a a virgin, you know. Like I, she's not a used doll. She's brand new. Only I've been with her, so I don't have to worry about STDs or anything. She's she can't get pregnant. I don't have to wear a condom. Uh, she's you know like there's none of those anxieties that you would have with a real woman. And the other thing is things that I didn't even think about before. When you have sex with a real woman, you have to pace yourself. You have to worry about coming too quickly. Because you don't want to be accused of being a premature ejaculator. So you have to pace yourself. You have to like stare at the wall and think about sports to hold back your orgasm yeah, until, yeah. She's, until she's had a couple orgasms. And then she'll give you permission to come. With a doll, you can just fuck her as hard and as fast and as deep as you want. 
It doesn't matter if the sex only lasts 30 seconds or whether it lasts 15 minutes. You have sex on your terms. Sex is over when you say it's over. You don't Because she's not going to have an orgasm anyway. She's just a doll. So without any of that anxiety or pressure, you can just enjoy the sex for what it is. And um, that, that alone yeah. makes it better than a real woman. TFM, are, are you offering these dolls on? Are they are these dolls available on installment plans for guys who can't <laughs> afford? To... No. Well, here's yeah. the thing. Okay, no, they PayPal does have, um, they do have a credit system. You can apply for a loan through PayPal. However, realistically, we're talking about a two thousand dollar doll. You could go to your bank or credit union, and you could get a signature loan. With, you know, even with, I can't imagine finance, because if you ever finance a product at the store, the finance company, I don't know what the interest rates PayPal charges, but in my experience, if you finance a product with the company, it's going to be higher than if you just got a loan from your bank or credit union. Because PayPal's even a, interest is actually really, uh, is it? really high. It's basically just like credit card loan. It's called right, right. Smart Connect. I have a credit account with PayPal. I got it through eBay. And I have good credit, and my interest rate is still eighteen point seven percent. Oh God, fuck that shit. Okay, so here's what: do not, no. do not finance a doll through PayPal or through. Go to your bank or credit union if you can't afford two thousand dollars for the doll. Understandable. Go to your bank or your credit union. Take out what's called a signature loan. It's called a signature loan because there's no collateral. You're basically saying, give me money, and I will promise to pay you back with interest. And because there's no collateral, the interest rate is a little bit higher. We're talking. Uh, you know, like around ten percent. Now, mm-hmm. I have I have really good credit, so I, I mean, my my I have a credit card. I'm not gonna humble brag. I have a credit card mm-hmm. with a four point five percent interest rate, mm-hmm. but it's it's only got a five thousand dollar limit. It's like just my business card. It's what I take clients out with. But um, when it comes to you know, be, my loans, I, I I if I if I'm paying more than ten percent on a loan, someone's it's not happening. I'm like, what the fuck is this bullshit? Like, do you not understand who you're talking to? But uh, yeah, get a get a loan. Go to your bank or credit union. Get a loan, a two thousand dollar loan over the course of a twelve month period. Because most signature loans are twelve month terms. We're talking less than two hundred dollars a month. Now, if you can't afford um, two, if you can't afford two hundred dollars, if that's too much, then you know you obviously have maybe put off the doll and get your finances in order. Because two hundred dollars that's fifty dollars um, a week. Two hundred dollars yeah, is two yeah, dates yeah. with a woman. Yeah, yeah that, well, right. I, I usually don't spend that much on a woman. Like I, I usually, you know, I'm, I, I'm not taking them to some fancy times. Like we might go to Olive Garden. I might spend like fifty dollars. Uh, I'm not going. I'm, I'm not spending a hundred dollars on a fucking date. The fuck. Uh, but no, I see what you're saying. Like that's like four dates. Like a date a week, a fifty dollar date to Olive Garden a week with a woman. That's two hundred dollars right. a month. Yeah, that's so for the same that's so for the same price of Olive Garden, you could have a sex doll. This is for Cat. Twenty hours with Okay, so Kike the Dyke, he's paid me twenty dollars. I'm going to kick that over to you, Cat, and he's oh already picked God. out the anal hentai, and now there you go. The rest is up to you. Right. Um, yeah. On another note, I'd right. like to talk to DGJ about his books. Where, where can we buy his books? Are they available on Amazon? What do we search for? Uh, actually, it's, it, there's, it's in a couple places. It's on Amazon in paperback and Kindle. You search for The Feminist Lie. It was never about equality. It's also on Barnes & Noble. It's on Overdrive. It's on Apple Store. 
Um, it's pretty much on any any major retailer where books are sold. It's on ebook and it's in paperback on Amazon as well. Have you written any other apart from? Uh, I'm in the process of working on my second book right now. Oh, okay. it's Fantastic. it's not doing as quick as I'd hope, just because I've got a lot of shit going on. So, but I am making progress on it. Fantastic. How 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 large is the feminist? Like how many pages is it? Like five hundred? Uh, oh no, three. no. I I wrote it. I I cut a hundred pages out of the book. It's just under two hundred okay. pages on paperback. Fantastic. But it's, so it's, it's 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 the type of book that that if you're an academic and you're used to reading like high level um, yep. material, you can get through the book in probably a day and a half or two days. But it's still chock full of peer reviewed studies and investigative journalism. But Fantastic. if you've never read a book before. And let's say you're a blue collar worker with an eighth grade reading level, you can get through the book in probably about a week and a half to two weeks. Fantastic! So it's a good train ride read for people who are you know commuting into city. Absolutely. Yeah. And I also wrote the book so that you can actually take each chapter, so you can basically read each chapter by itself in whatever order you wanted to, and it should be fine. And because wow. I wanted the book to be more of a handbook for people to used to deal with feminists if feminists are jumping in their face yeah yeah okay fantastic that's brilliant i will definitely get a copy of that and uh, it's been an absolute pleasure being here and um, you know i hope to uh, stay tuned and okay. uh, watch more tfm videos oh yeah check out definitely watch the zen of zero fucks given though definitely do that. I that definitely yeah that is what you need to do um, are you okay. selling the dolls in the... Sorry, sorry about that. Just okay. one last question. Are okay. you Go ahead. Selling, are, these, are these dolls available in uh, in Britain? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, where where have you been? Yeah, the dollhouse is based out of the UK. Phil, who's the owner of the dollhouse, the, the main... They have a US location on the East Coast. Right. But the main dollhouse location is in London, I think. And he actually has a oh, storefront no, where you can go like check out the dolls and talk to t Phil's a MGTOW. He supports the community. You can talk to him. He'll show you the dolls. You can squeeze their titties. You know, do all that okay, fun fantastic. stuff. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, I could just order it rather than exposing yeah, myself. Well, dude, who the f why do you see, you got, you got a Zen of Zero Fucks given, man. Who fucking cares? Who cares? I'm showing everybody what mine arrives, man. I'm going right. to like show that shit off. Yeah. Anchors Away, go. he's going to dress the doll up in, like, Anchors Away branded clothing and, like, make it a part of his website. Mm. Like, He's going to have an Instagram and everything. Like, slowly but surely, I'm going to make her the yes. face of my company because I don't yes. give shit. Like, if people don't want to buy my product because of that, well, fuck you. Right. Well, it's, it's like, you know, you're, you're going to buy a product that has a cartoon mascot, but you're not going to buy a product that has a sex doll mascot. Or you're going to buy, like, one of the other e-liquids out there that's, like, blatant copyright infringement. Like, right. that's not... Come yeah, on. I, like, yeah, I saw it when I was researching when I was going to make your commercial. There was this one e-liquid commercial of these guys in Stormtrooper outfits dancing to dubstep. And that was, like, their commercial. It's like, I know for a fact you don't have the rights to be using Stormtrooper costumes in your commercial. And No, probably... there's so much copyright infringement on just, like, the labeling, the packaging, the advertising. It's unbelievable. There's, like, no creativity or imagination, like in this industry uh there's there's a little bit i'll be fair but there's not much like honestly you go into a vape shop 90 if not 90 for 95 percent of the products on the shelves they're all blatant copyright infringement uh -huh. good times
Number TFM, uh, my question is, um, okay. you, how, what's the amount and the level and the caliber uh, and the permeation of the legal opposition you're getting to the Doll House, if any? Uh, well, if, you're in, if, if you have a midget fetish, you might run into some issues because um, there's a ban on childlike sex dolls in the UK, but it's really hard to pin down what is a childlike sex doll? Because sure, I mean, obviously, if it's designed to look like a child, it has like the proportions of a child. Fine, right? But the problem is, how do you define a childlike sex doll versus a shrunk down um, scale? I think it would be neotenous features, the ne neoteny. Well, but okay, so like Celestina, she has like young features. Is she a child? Like, do, do sex no, dolls no, have no, to no, have no. wrinkles, like some post wall hag, or else they're going to no, be no, accused no, no. of being? Uh, you know, children. So there's a lot of open-ended questions. And I talked to Phil. We actually had him on the show a couple weeks ago because the UK has already banned childlike sex dolls, but there's no there's no clear regulations about what is a childlike sex doll. So it's kind of mm -hmm. like it's up to the individual person in the customs office. They're looking at like, yep, that's definitely a child, or they're like, oh no, that's fine. And it's it, it's just it's too vague. What they've actually been doing is when when you buy a small doll, like these guys who buy like hundred centimeter dolls, basically what they'll do is they'll look at it as a red flag and they'll search your computer for kitty porn. And a lot of times the guys who buy these little dolls actually are pedophiles and they actually do have kitty porn. But oh, they get a, but but they get arrested for the kitty porn, not for the doll. Like they'll actually they'll actually um dispute the sex doll and they'll win they'll drop the charges for the doll but they'll get them on the uh the kitty porn and the thing about kitty porn is kitty porn creates actual victims to create mm -hmm. a, a kitty porn you have to abuse a child and you have to videotape it and by yeah. consuming kitty porn you're creating demand for child abuse i totally understand why kitty porn is illegal but a doll like especially when you can't really because dolls don't have an age like like celestina she was manufactured you know like Less than a year ago, is, is she a child? What does she look like an old grandma? Like, you can't, like, these cartoons, like, how old is a cartoon character? It, so there's, like, there's too many open-ended questions when it comes to non-human, victimless, so-called shit. But if you have a if you have a midget fetish, you might run into some issues. So what I recommend, like, the dollhouse, for example, doesn't sell dolls less than 140 centimeters. Because now there are other companies that will sell smaller dolls, like 100 centimeters or so. But the dollhouse, in order to avoid all the bullshit with the childlike sex doll accusations, they only sell dolls 140 centimeters and, and higher. So as long as you're okay with that, shouldn't be a problem. Um, TFM, what I meant was, I mean, are feminists launching a legal battle against Oh, absolutely. Guys? Oh, absolutely. Oh, God, feminists hate sex dolls. And they're they're actually not wrong to hate them and fear them and, and try to get them banned. Uh, the question, though, is – and like uh, – what was it? Um, Botswana actually did ban yeah. sex, sex dolls because the week before – because Botswana is a very small country. They have like less than a million people. A, a guy in Botswana divorced his wife to be with a sex doll. Like left his wife. Oh. Was like, yeah, my, this sex doll is better than you. Deuce. And he fucking divorced his wife to be with the sex doll. And then a week later, they banned sex dolls. Now, what's fucked up is they basically said women can keep their dildos and vibrators, but men can't have sex dolls. And the, the blatant double standard. But, you know, that's that's the government for you with their double standards. Honestly, though, you can't live your life like, well, oh, the feminists are going to come for my sex doll. They may. They may. But check this out. 
I mean, Boston. There's too much money being made when it comes to humanoid robots. Yeah. Boston Dynamics is working on them, and guys will fuck everything. Like guys put a, will put their dick in a vacuum cleaner. Um, even if sex dolls, life, you know, actual lifelike dolls and robots are banned, um, humanoid robots are going to continue to be developed. They just won't have genitals. So at point, what you do is you, you're going to buy a humanoid domestic robot or companion robot that doesn't have a vagina. And then you're gonna 3D print a vagina. Done. Like it, that's yeah. all. That's all it's gonna take. What, how? Like this isn't like a meth lab where they could track how much cough syrup you buy. How are, is the government going to track you cutting a hole in the crotch of your robot and fucking it? Yeah, it's yeah. it's a hole. You're just putting a hole in a robot you own. It's like saying like, oh, like if you wanted to, like you know, just talking. Like if you have a fetish, you could buy a fucking like a Cabbage Patch Kids doll. Cut that cut the crotch out with a knife and fuck it if you're like into mm-hmm. into kids and shit you could just fuck a cabbage patch doll there's nothing stu- and how are they going to know if you take a knife to a, a, a doll and cut its crotch out for your dick how could they possibly track that or know that so yeah they'll they'll, they'll ban whatever they'll they ban whatever the fuck they want you can't like once 3d printers become a thing and they become more common you can't stop se- people can make their own sex dolls in fact, they even mentioned that in an article talking about, oh, we need to ban sex dolls, but and then we need to increase it to where when people start making their own sex dolls with 3D printers, they ban that too. Like, how are you going to stop them? Like, we're talking about they're making rubber in the shape of a, a woman to fuck. Like, how do you stop that? Like, you can't. There's no parts. It, again, it's not meth. There's no... There's no thing you can ban. Like, if you go, if you try to start a meth lab and you try to buy, like, too much cough syrup, they're going to flag you for your cough syrup. But you're basically going to just buy rubber, which you you have to buy for anything you made in a 3D printer. But they can't track what you're making. Like, you could be making a sex doll. You could be making a tire. How that they can't know. There's no way for them to track that. Unless they raid your house. Right. They would have to raid everyone's house. And be like, oh, he's got a sex doll. Oh, he cut the crotch out of, of his domestic robot and put a pocket pussy in it. And it's an illegal sex doll. True. Once they raid your house, they can do that. At that, If they're raiding your house doing a sex doll raid, I don't know what to tell you, man. At that point, the Muslims should already be taking over. Mm. Now, here's the deal. I have a 3D printer, and I'm about ready to buy some of the TPE filament. Or they have some of this uh, like stuff called like Ninja Flex, and it's... Uh, they have different grades of where some of it is almost like kind of like TPE where it's supposed to simulate human skin. You know, like the the beautiful thing about a 3D printer and having like you know, this open source capability to just print and create whatever the fuck you want, whether you're like an engineer or a pervert, it's it's fucking amazing. And there's really no way to monitor that. I mean, you could 3D print a lower receiver for an AR-15 with the correct design and you could actually cycle seven, eight magazines through it before you have a failure. I mean, you're essentially creating whatever you want. You know, it's... It's like one of those industries as as one thing in the background, like say 3D printing becomes more obtainable to the average person. Um, Like a few years ago, 3D printers were just astronomically expensive. Now they're becoming more affordable. You know, it's something they're not going to be able to control. They might want to, they might try, they might try to interfere with that aspect of somebody's life as well, but it's going to be extremely difficult. Well, it's like you can 3D print a gun. I have. I 3D yeah. printed a lower receiver for an AR-15, you, now, uh, refined uh, it, and drilled it, right, and it worked. Now, you, you, right. Now, if they can't stop you from 3D printing a gun, how are they going to stop you from 3D printing a sex doll? 
And here's the crazy thing about that though. Federal law, ATF law, it is not illegal to manufacture your own firearm. It's only illegal to convert a semi-auto to a fully auto or, you know, create like a mass casualty device. As long as you don't say like print out that AR-15 lower or like a 1911 lower, assemble it and fire it. As long as you don't sell it for monetary gain, it's not illegal. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, they could make it illegal tomorrow, whatever. There's there's lots of people who would love to ban everything. They want to ban all guns. They want to ban sex dolls. They want everyone to, you know, go back to the good old days, whatever. But they they can't stop it. It's like these people who are like, we need to ban, like, we need to ban all robots and we all need to go back to the farms when things were simple. That's not fucking happening. (laughs) Like, we're not going back to the farms uh, you know, we're not going to shut down the factories and, and just bring the jobs back because, you know, whatever. It's fucking retarded. So, well, but yeah. f- feminists are retarded. They'll probably ban stuff. I mean, it, who knows? I don't know. I don't know. Like, feminism is, is crazy. They're going to make demands. They're going to ban shit. Who knows when it'll stop? Who knows how far they'll get? Who knows how long it goes before the Muslims take over? Who knows? All I know is right now, sex dolls are perfectly legal. Buy one, fuck the shit out of it. If the feminists take it in five years, hey, you had five good years with it. On that note, on that note, Sun King, um, is there anything else that you want to say before we move on? Uh, Yeah, I'm going to leave with one comment, and uh, it's a fleeting comment, and um, there's a new peer-reviewed research that uh, increasing amounts of fellatio performed by women on men is leading to the intrusion of female bloodstream with circulating male DNA that is disrupting the endocrinological equilibrium of feminine um, hormonal uh, uh, matrix and making females more competitive and inducing competitiveness uh, with the male counterparts. On that note, I'd like to leave and uh, a very good morning to everyone in America from Britain. Okay, then. Okay, thank you. there you go. Take care. Nice Watch out for those endocrinal whatever. All right. Cern Keen is he, always a delight. He, yes. He, I thought he did a good job there. You never know what you're going to get with Cern King. That's true. That's yeah. very true. He's like a box of chocolates. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, still got one more guess, but let's get through these questions. Um, question from Dickus Maximus. He says, feminists say, if women controlled the world, there would be no war. Would this be true because everyone would be too busy starving, dying, or killing, killing each other for resources? No. Yeah, yeah, it would be, there'd be, a, it'd be a primitive shithole. Uh, which is what you see in matriarchal societies. Is there no war? Oh, there's plenty of war. Now, there's there's no large-scale war. It's it's basically small skirmishes for resources. So there be there be because there be no civilization. You could say there's there's no war. That's true. Well, we almost saw a prime example of how that statement isn't true at all. If Hillary Clinton would have won her presidency right. like she wanted to, we instantly would have been at war with Russia and multiple other proxy wars. I mean, there's a hole in that well, logic right there. Yeah, right. I think that the idea here is, is that, you know, I, I agree with both of you, and I think you both make good points. My position is this. Women have to use force more often to get their way than men do. And so while they might be more violent, 
and Hillary would probably try to drag us to war if she could. Um, thank God. Thatcher took us to war. In the, uh, I'm sorry. Falklands. Thatcher took us to war in the Falklands. So um, yeah, Thatcher says did. that women women don't want to women leaders don't want to fight. It's bollocks. If, if was anything, the they, they want to like prove that they wave. can fight. Yeah. Well, like you know, you got to think of it like this too. I mean, in my personal experience, when I see, you know, I live in an area with like a lot of real hipster-esque chicks and a lot of them are the quote feminist albeit third wave but still um when they don't get their way they automatically resort to tantrum and that's more dangerous and irrational than just kind of you know the initial thought well yeah they're well, they're, 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 like ch- they're children they'd be children yo all right Next question. Next question from Batman Bra. He says, how do you combine MGTOW philosophy while in the military? It seems like MGTOW and military are contradictions. The reason I am asking is that we have mandatory military obligations here. Yeah. Okay. So James Mathis. Yeah. You're you're basically going to, (laughs) right. So like you obviously can't go your own way because as a soldier or as a whatever, you are going to, be you know under orders and you have to listen to whatever that's fine that's fine honestly your 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 job you do your job like when you are on the clock uh you can't go your own way you work for someone and they're going to tell you what to do so like can't say like unfortunately uh you have to have a life plan and sometimes you can't just start life being independently wealthy and having fuck you money sometimes you have to do your time and sometimes what that translates into is maybe for a couple a couple years, you're going to have to work for someone. You're going to have to do what they say. Now, when I was in the military, what the military really allowed me to do was I didn't have to pay for my college. I got two bachelor's degrees, and I have no student loan debt whatsoever. That, so that's the main thing the military did for me. Now, you could say, oh, well, you weren't really going your own way because you, uh, you had to follow orders. So you're not, you know, that's not MGTOW. Oh, I, I guess, but I was able to pay for my my college without any student loans, so I'm free from the debt that student loans would have caused. So, do you want to put up with you know your boss's shit for a few years, or do you want to have to pay student loans for 20 years? You know, you're gonna have to put in your time one way or another. Again, unless you're born with fuck you money and, and are independently wealthy, you're gonna have to put in your time. So, just accept that that you know, like saying, oh, that's not compatible with MGTOW. Well. You know, it's all about the bigger picture. Sometimes you got to take one step backwards to take two steps forwards. So, and you I mean, know, if somebody makes a conscious choice to say, like, join the military for the perks, like TFM just said, getting your student loans, basically not having any, the military pays for your college. Right. I mean, since he made that choice to do that himself, I mean, no matter how you look at it, there's going to be like aspects of MGTOW and whatever choice a man makes because that's your choice. You're deciding to do things your way. Even if you have to say work for somebody else or take orders for four plus years, you know, you still made that choice to get to, you know, an ultimate goal. So it's all in kind of how you look at it. Yeah. Well, the other thing too is is that in life, everything is a trade-off. There's no perfect choice. There's no perfect decision. There's no perfect place to go find a woman. There's no, I mean, nothing in life is perfect. And, you know, while we could talk all day long about how we can make certain decisions under certain circumstances in a perfect world, that perfect world and those perfect circumstances never exist. 
what exists are storms and obstacles and shit that gets in your way and shit you have to put up with in order to get where you're going. It is all a trade-off. And yeah, you know, sure, you may go in the military because you have perks, but there's a price for those perks. There's a there's a trade-off for that. It's like anything that you do. So, you know, don't don't look for the perfect thing or don't be like, oh, you can't necessarily be MGTOW because you have to do this or you have to do that. You chose to be there. You, your path chose, took you there, except the price of that, because nothing in life is free. Yep. Very true. All right. Hey, can uh, I cut in really quick before you do the next question? I wanted to yep. say, but I didn't realize we're almost three hours into the show. Um, yep. I'm running the 15% off special again for first-time customers. The code is TFM15, TFM15. That's 15% off your total order for first-time customers. Do you want to put it in the nice. chat? I did once, so, I'll do it again. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, you can keep doing that, dude. So good. Right. Thank um, you. Question from um, Squanch Satan. He says, uh, Rollo Tomasi, author of The Rational Mail, just made a public speaking appearance. So, do you take this as evidence that MGTOW is becoming more mainstream? Um, Rolo Tomasi is not MGTOW. Yeah, he's PUA, so, isn't he? Well, I mean, he's the, former PUA. Yeah, P- PUA's yeah. dead. Uh, I mean, Me Too just drove a stake through the heart of PUA because how do you game chicks and you know get in their pants and, and with your thick alpha maleness if they can just cry rape the next day and or years later and fuck you over? Like, game is dead. Game is now a delusion. Yeah. Like these guys are like, oh no, if you're alpha enough, these girls won't won't cry rape. Like you're fucking retarded. So. Actually, it's quite the contrary. I've seen more quote alphas get rape claims against them than anybody. Right. Yeah. And the bigger the thought she is, the more likely she's going to make the false allegation. And let's just face it: most of these, like you know, self-titled alphas go after pretty much fucking anything. And the first you know class of woman that comes along is usually the scuzziest. And there yep. you go. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Rolo's red pill. He's not MGTOW. Yeah, they're not the same thing. A lot of people confuse. They think like everything is uh, everything is all one big happy family. Like, no, it's not true. Right. Uh, question from Blur Four Ten. He says, "DDJ and TFM, what are your thoughts? What are your opinions on Mary Wollstonecraft?" That name sounds familiar, but I don't know who that is off the top of my head. Is that DJ? the skier chick? Is that the skier chick? Should have googled her. Yeah. So. Oh, Mary Wollstonecraft. Oh, I actually my, wrote about yeah, her in my book. That's my opinion. She's a grandmother. She's the grandmother of uh, British feminism. Oh, oh yeah. So she can go fuck herself then. She's, well, no, she's. <laughs> it's, it's actually. So there's there's a funny story about her, and I actually included in my book. It's in chapter two in the history portion. Uh, she's fucking hilarious because she sounds like an MRA. She basically thought that women were prone to flights of fancy and fits and thought that they were too emotional for their own good. And she was like this women's rights advocate. And she was like, you know, basically, you know, women shouldn't be thoughts. They should end up being like, you know, reasonable women and they shouldn't be crazy. So she ended up dying. And after she died, her ex-husband wrote a memoir about her talking about how she was crazy, how she had a like she had all these affairs uh, she was suicidal and she had all these mental health problems and it was just hilarious because 
she was talking about herself as much as she was talking about all these other women as well. It was just, you know, the irony was real. Oh. Uh, okay. Next question is... Uh, Dickus Maximus, he says, For DDJ, will you ever think of bundling your book with another item? Let's say... <laughs> so I read this for babe. It's, it says, For DDJ, will you ever think of bundling your book with another item? Let's say a can of sweet corn. <laughs> Only for you. Well, I am going to... Here's the thing. When, the, um, when my Dr. Seuss book comes out, it should because I couldn't produce a hard copy of the doll in my balls because there's a 21 page minimum and the doll right. in my balls is only 14 pages. But once I have the, uh, the sweet corn and ass book, I'll basically make a hard copy version. I'll include the doll in my balls along with the sweet corn and ass book. Nice. Well, there okay. you go. So that'll be Next fine. question. Question from Thompson45. He says, TFM, why do you have sympathy for the alt-right when Western governments are exporting feminism that destroys civilization and they get trying to blame other groups of men to start a race war? Well, pretty much like all, all groups want to blame other men. They don't want to blame their own women. So you see this in black nationalism too. All, all nationalism, they always want a white knight for their women regardless of their race. So I don't really hold that against them. Uh, however, like, you know, you look at, you know, like the Western civilization, the history of Western civilization is about, you know, freedom and science. And, you know, there's a lot of Western civilization is important like the things that it's accomplished in the history of it i don't want all that to be lost i don't want us like is what is it going to be replaced with is after western civilization falls to islam do you think that's going to be better like scientifically or like i think honestly the only we need secularism is pretty much a western thing uh in pretty much all most other places that aren't but even in like Eastern countries like you know China or Japan, a lot of that has to do with the West. So, you know, like I don't want the, I don't want Western civilization to be lost, and I don't want Europe to become Africa. All right. Um, no, hold on. In all this insane panic, will the UK ban real-life brand anatomically correct silicon baby dolls for old washed-up childless women too? Seems oh. only fair. Or better well, yet, lift the stupid ban for everyone before it spreads to other countries. Yeah, it's not about fairness. Yeah, they, they actually do make, like, TPE baby dolls that are, like, lifelike baby dolls for, um, for, like, these women who can't have kids. And so they get these realistic baby dolls. Now, obviously, they're not made for sex. That's horrible. But there are they're dolls that are lifelike, but they're 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 made to be babies for people who are like they, they want to hold a, a lifelike baby in their arms. Obviously, they're not going to ban those. Uh, like in again in Botswana, where they banned all sex dolls, they literally banned all sex toys for men, but they specifically exempted female sex toys. So women get all of their dildos, all of their vibrators. But men don't get anything. Pocket pussies, 
uh, dolls, all those, all those are bad, but women can get all the sex toys they want. Like, yeah, saying it's only fair and, you know, consistency, none of that matters. Consistency is a tool of the patriarchy. So, yeah, no, they will exempt everything women use. They will only attack men. They will only shame and blame men. That is the, you know, that is the nature of the beast. Hey, on another note, I have a friend who's uh, stuck in Sweden right now for work, and he told me some things that are going on that you don't really necessarily hear on the shitty media. Um, I guess the military has actually been kind of quadrating off areas of like no-go zones, and they've been handing out uh, leaflets to a lot of the citizens about like basically prepping food storage, um, like the right way and the right mm -hmm. things to store, and uh, basically kind of getting everybody ready for uh, essentially what it's boiling down to, a state of war. Yeah. No, uh, I mean, there's there's going to be a civil war this summer. Um, the 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 migrants, in air quotes, the migrants, they have smuggled in automatic rifles and high explosives. They're already bombing police stations. Like in Sweden, this is like, you know, Europe, this is one of those, um, you can't have a gun. The guns are, get rid of all the guns. So Swedish people can't have guns. But the, they can have guns. Oh, they can. They have to register them. It's very—they're really strict on it. You can only yeah. own um, basically firearms for hunting, and it has to okay. be like a quote hunting-style rifle. Right. So they're um, su well, they're super like regulated. They're they super can own pistols too. Like they give permits for certain people to carry pistols, yeah. but it's really hard to get. Okay. But you can't own like military-style weapons. Um, they're they're pretty strict on it for the most part. My point is though is uh, they smuggle in automatic. They they have AK-47s. Yeah, they smuggle right. them in very, very easily. Yeah, right. And then they also have, um, you know, high explosives and bombs. They are preparing an armed insurrection. They are preparing to conquer Sweden. There is an armed insurrection oh, yeah. that they invite that the feminists invited into the borders of Sweden that is preparing to conquer Sweden. Um, so uh, yeah, the military is prepping. There's going to be a civil war. But the thing is, is I don't really think the Swedish army has it in the bag. This isn't like a slam dunk for the Swedish because the government is such fucking cocks and they've invited this army into their into their country. Like it's shocking. What what really like blows my mind is this wasn't an overnight thing. It wasn't just like, okay, we'll open the borders and then like the next day, oh my god, look at the mistake we've made. No, this has been like literally tea kettling for years and all the signs were pointing to social collapse all the signs were pointing mm -hmm. to this is a really fucking bad idea but they're like nope 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 let's just keep going with it i mean we're you know we're doing the right thing here okay well sure. the, the government's already identified terrorists within their midst i mean they not only have identified terrorists within their midst but these terrorists are leaving sweden they're going back to the middle east to do like more terrorist fighting then when they get back to Sweden, the Swedish government's giving them new identities and all sorts of government welfare. I mean, literally, Sweden is Sweden's government is supporting terrorism. They are yeah, if you look at yeah, funding their own demise. State. Yeah, if yes. you look up, yeah, if you look at like Trudeau, the fucking mangina of the year, oh he God, is yeah. he's like, oh, you know what? Like we need these ISIS terrorists. We need to pay them. We need to reincorporate them back into Canada. These aren't just like. You know, like, hashtag not all, not all Muslims are like that uh, kind of shit. We're talking about uh, terrorists, who admitted terrorists. Fought, They've who fought for ISIS. They, they're combatants. It's like members of Al-Qaeda. Can you imagine? Even Obama. I don't even think Obama is that big of a cuck. That he would welcome back fighters for Al-Qaeda 
and pay them to to basically reincorporate them back into American society, like actual combatants for Al Qaeda. I don't even think what he if was they that were big of a US citizens. Like, no, he fucking drone. He drone strike. There was a, one guy. There was there was a Anwar Alawaki. He was a U.S. citizen. Yep. He fucking drone striked him and blew him to hell. That was Obama. Oh, yeah. And then compare that to Trudeau, who fucking welcomes back ISIS fighters with open arms. See what right. kills me is when everybody's like, "Well, that doesn't happen in America because you know, insert bullshit reason here." And then everybody now is like, "Ban all the guns." Did you ever think that maybe the reason? We don't have as many attacks like the heat maps all over Europe. The reason we don't have as many attacks here is because the ones that have been attempted were thwarted because there's like, like the Japanese emperor said, there's a gun behind every blade of grass. Right. Like we have a civilian, like we have militias. We have like the things the constitution allowed to protect American soil, not just the military. And there's a lot. A lot. We're actually the highest per capita in the world for gun ownership, even over yeah. um, Switzerland. Yep. And, you know, everybody's like, oh, take guns away. Take them away. What do you think that's honestly going to accomplish? It's like, well, okay. Well, well here's what they do, because I actually had debates with people. They're like, well, these countries have lower rates of gun crime. What do you think? Yeah, they, they have lower rates of gun crime. Of course they do. You took the guns away. Do they have lower violent crime rates overall? No. They actually have more violent crime. So, yeah, the, the, the fewer people are killed with guns, but more people are killed overall, or more people are assaulted or raped overall. Ooh, good job. You really you saved the day there. Yeah, no one's dying from guns. They're just being stabbed, run over by cars, raped, uh, mugged, assaulted. But at least it's not with a gun, so you save the fucking well, day. I saw somebody right. like posted this bullshit meme earlier today. And it said, when my child hits another child with a stick, I don't blame the stick, but I still take the stick away. So it was like, okay, think about it like this. When somebody shoots somebody, they're considered felons and have their guns taken away, right? Because they committed a crime, therefore they lose their rights. Do you go around the whole neighborhood picking up sticks so that nobody can have any sticks because you didn't yeah. teach your kids that sticks yeah, you, aren't you, for you fucking take, hitting you, people You with? take the stick from your kid. You don't ban sticks for everyone. Well, it's like, you know, by, by the logic of some of these fucking idiots, right. it's like, okay, well, ban kitchen knives because by the FBI's own statistics last year, more people were killed at the hand of santoko and chef's knives and they were all guns put together right, right. no yeah no there, well the, the guy there's a guy who posted this chart on twitter um like the the main causes of death are like abortion number one by like a wide margin then like heart disease and everything like that and then it goes like uh knives auto fatalities um prescription drug overdoses and Medical then like the practice yeah at the very bottom is like uh you know murders by gun it's like one of the yeah. last things. It's just so absurd to me that like anybody in this country in the year that we live in would actually jump to that mindset of like disarm and like basically be pro-socialism. You know, like I have a grandmother who was born into socialism, lived in socialism and escaped well, socialism. But she but she lived in it. The problem is there's a lot of leftist ideas feel good. Like they feel right even though if they don't work. That, but they it's feel just so right. funny like when you actually hear these people sit down and like the bullshit they spout how inherently dangerous it is if it actually really really starts to snowball like if you look at any dictator who's taken guns uh, the end result of that is never good and these people are so willing to just shit on their own rights their rights that literally give them the right to sit around and piss and moan it's like they just want to shit on everything and it just it blows my mind that this is even a thought train for people
Yeah, well, it feels it, all, all they care about are their feelings. I mean, I wish it was that easy. Yep. Like, it's it literally. It's time is... to stop! It's time to stop, okay? <laughs> no more! Guys, we've got to move on. We're three hours okay, and five okay. minutes into the show. I, listen, I think it's a great conversation. We've got to okay. move on, guys. All right, all right whatever. <laughs> because we've got, we got so many questions to get through. So many questions. And guests. And one more right. guest. Yeah, and we've got another no. guest as well. No pressure. Oh, all right. Um, question from Dickus Maximus. He says, for DDJ, how many books have you sold thus far? Uh, thousands. There you go. I still okay. haven't gotten my first payment from Amazon. Like, they had a thing that yeah, says, it like... Yeah, you double-check their thing, because sometimes they, they fuck up their KDP, and you gotta go in there and fix it. Okay. So I, I had that happen with my uh, my hard copies, but yeah, I've sold I've sold thousands of books. I would say easily more than three thousand, but I quit counting at three thousand. Okay. Um, question from Mad Scientist Case, and he says, "Do you think human is re-experiencing the red pill rage given his last couple of videos?" I've been off YouTube for a, for a, a hot minute, so I haven't seen his recent videos. Um, but I will be catching up on them. So, but does anyone want to weigh in here? Um, I haven't noticed. I mean, I don't think he's. Really I haven't noticed that. I don't think. Yeah, you know, he's sounding he's, a little bit. He's sounding a little bit more like me. But I don't even. I don't. I'm not, I don't consider yeah. myself in the red pill rage. I think he's reaching like you know. He just doesn't give a shit anymore. Right. Right. Question from Nish05. He says, can you guys look at a different state of feminist in India? Like like what? Well, India is not like a monolith. They have different communities. Some are more cucked than others. Like the, the main, the main, uh, you know, like India, like the main capital is super cucked. But then you have little pockets of, of common sense, like Nagaland. All right, next question. All right, one second. Okay. Uh, question from... Question from Bachelor King. A while back, someone asked if Cat would do a sweet corn challenge to, in exchange for abolishing gynocentrism. Did he ever respond? No, he didn't. No, it's, it's not All worth right. it. Doesn't, you no, know, it doesn't matter how many men die in family court. He's not putting his uh, <laughs> dick in any assholes. Right. Question from Thompson45. Wait, what? what is with girls' asses and... Whatever. We're not, ask... We're not asking that. Right. Question from Real Human Being. He says, TFM, any advice for... Abandonment issues. Uh, you just have to kind of, you know, cry a river, dig, dig a, you know, build a bridge and get over it. Okay. You know, like it's it sucks, like the the pain and everything, but you kind of, especially when you're abandoned by a piece of shit, you know, mom or parent, you just have to be like, you know, fuck them. You know, it's it's like being dumped by someone. You know, obviously you love them. 
and it hurts that they dumped you, but then you have to realize, you know, fuck them. <laughs> so that's how I deal with it. My mom is a piece of shit. You know? Like, she actually, she started texting me all of a sudden. I don't even respond to it. Like, I haven't blocked or anything, but I just, like, I just have these texts on my phone. I don't, I don't even delete the text. I just let her text me. She just talks to herself. Like, you know, like, w wishing me happy holidays and shit like that. I'm like, hmm. There she is. Wishing me happy holidays. Right. I think the easiest way to handle uh, abandonment issues before we move on, I think the easiest way to handle abandonment issues is to realize that probably about 19 times out of 20, you're not the reason the abandonment issue is there. It's because they had a flaw and they weren't able to recognize the value that you brought to the table. I mean, you see this all the time when women monkey branch. The monkey branch from one guy to another, and the guy will feel horrible about it, and he'll think he wasn't good enough, and this and that. When the reality is, is that she was just a slut and didn't recognize your value. Once right. you understand that she's just a cheap slut and just doesn't recognize the value, she'll get hers in the end. She, she, they always do. That's why they end up alone with their dildos and cats. I kind of realized the most sweet. I'm not going to say revenge. Um, I didn't have good relationships with you know my mom for quite a while either. Um, I kind of realized like the best fuck you while still saving my own face and not sinking down to her level was just basically flaunting the fact that I did all the things she said I could never do. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, yeah. And I, she probably wants money. That's why she's texting me out of the blue. I don't even fucking That's care. what I always jump to first. I always wonder, are you wanting to borrow more money? Yeah. Cause I, I'm not, I'm not going to give you money like ha ha and ha, but, uh, you know, yeah. Oh, All right. Well. What are you going to do? Uh, Forgotten Path says, question for everyone. What is your favorite food? I like sushi. Hmm. Oh, wow. Someone actually subscribed. They, they, the scintillating conversation won them over. I, uh... Sorry, I like who just subscribed? Uh, 2564327. Very important. We get yeah, the like, order. I like chicken Penang. That's my favorite meal. I like. I, like you know, I, I, I I'm like simple. I like I like hamburgers and fries and you know like just basic kind of American food. Favorite though, like all time, like what could I have if I could have anything? I don't know. It, like I, it depends on what I'm in the mood for. I don't have like a like a go to other than something simple. Yeah, I have like a favorite in each kind of category, so it, I can't just pick like a favorite because there's so many different like kind of taste and kind of culinary corners of the world that I enjoy. Um, I'd have to say tacos from Mexican because tacos are great, and Mexican town here Shut has amazing up, ones. And take I can never turn down a deep. fucking perfect fat ass hamburger, and then shish kofta. And then okay. basically udon or sushi because I love Japanese and Mediterranean food. Oh, actually, there is. I do have a. It's not weird, but it's kind of unusual, so it's worth saying. I really like chicken, spinach, and artichoke pizza. Never tried never, it. Okay. If you've never had chicken, spinach, and artichoke, it is fucking awesome. I'm also a huge advocate of the classic Italian sub. You can't fucking go wrong with one of those. Yeah. So, 
well, we got this place here. I don't know. It's it's called Tubby's. I don't know if it's just in Michigan or if it reaches out to other states, but Tubby's has like the best fucking subs I've ever had in my life. They're incredible. Hmm. All right. Hey, Kat, what's, right. uh, what's up with our Dude, guest? Are we going to have him on or what's going on? We're going to have him on. Just as, as soon as you stop um, banning Sony Crockett. I know you're drunk, dude. Me? I'm not drunk. I've only had one drink. <laughs> only had one right. drink. And besides, he's fun. Oh, uh, he's fun for you. He's not fun for me. <laughs> right. Um, uh, just nuke Europe. It's fine. Uh, it's the only way to be sure. Right. Right. So, question from. Um, one second. What's the next question? Question from Pizer Electric. He says, "Question for anchors: Are you still getting married?" It's complicated. I don't want to get into right. it. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. It's okay. Once that doll arrives, <clears throat> it'll right. be a done deal. That's what complicated it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm fucking around. No, there's that guy in Botswana. He divorced his wife to be with his doll. He's like, "The doll is better than you in bed. Get the fuck out." No, I'm, I'm just in a, I'm in a very unique situation, and I just, eh, it is what it is. Let's put it that way. Right on. Um, All right, next question. Right. Uh, next question is uh, from Thompson45. He says, uh, TFM, I can tell you're an INTJ. Yep. As I am as well. So, oh, with all due respect. INTJs know they know their shit. With all due respect, when doing the collab with Rot Dog, refrain from ranting and showing off your glorious intellectual erection <laughs> and give him a platform to impart tangible knowledge and stay on topic about usual prepper info. Pretty please. And he puts a heart. Okay. Love you, TFM. And he's got a dick. Jizzing, a, a, a jizzing dick <laughs> on my heart. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Can't well, I mean, hearts need. I'm, I'm trying to make it out, dude, the best I can. Okay. Sure. No. Yeah. yeah I need. Yeah. I need to get with Rot Dog to continue the series. I miss the prepper conversations. I'm. I'm sad to say that God, I could sit and talk about that all fucking night. There you go. Well, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like Rot Dog. He. I haven't heard from him. I don't know if he's having health problems or he's got shit going on. If but, you yeah. ever want to do a prepper piece, please let me know. I would love to contribute to that. Okay. Yeah, he – well, we, we kind of got through the – like the main purpose of the first couple of videos was to basically dispel the myth of this whole like I'm going to go it alone, lone wolf because that's, that's, that's going to get you killed. Yeah, you absolutely. Have, you have to – you know, survival is a team sport. So the, that was it the really first – It really is. And, and, yeah, so kind of the basics like dispelling the myths – but uh, we were going to start with, like the practical stuff, like how to get started, how to acquire, you know, this, that, and the other. Well, there's like, you know, the group thing is better too because everybody's going to bring a different skill set to the table and they can be in a small community like that. That can be very valuable as opposed to just one guy who in his own head thinks he can do everything. That's not the case and it never works out that way. Right. Well, then the second video, we we're talking about different communities, how uh, you need to have a community that's that's somewhat like you and that you have a, you share an ideology. That way you can, um, you know, have something um, because without without society, you have to have something tying this group together. It can't you know, it's it can't just be, oh, you know, we need each other because do you 
Because you know, think about like the Salem witch trials. You know, we, fucking the harvest didn't come in today. Oh, it must be that guy, that that weird guy who lives out on the outskirts. He must be a witch, and then they burn you at the stake. Right. So if you're if you're different than the norm, uh, they're just gonna blame you anytime the fucking harvest doesn't come in, or it rains too much, or you know, they're fucking the prize pumpkin gets eaten by a raccoon. You know, it's your fault. You're obviously in league with the devil, and you need to be burned at the stake. And you think right. that's, we'll, that's we'll not prove an exaggeration. She wasn't a witch. You know, if we kill her and she can stop us from killing her. Then that'll prove she wasn't a witch. Right. You know. What can you do? Right. Uh, final guess for tonight, guys. Um, okay. Goes by the name of Rage Case Hal. And he says, um, I'm a guy who has been through the divorce system and I have experienced things at the hands of the court and my ex-wife that are pretty disturbing. I feel that, I feel like I can share some insight as to what people should expect and how bad the illusion that most American men live in uh, really is. As a veteran, I never expected to hear the words, I don't care and I don't want to hear it come from a judge, come from a judge's mouth when I try to defend myself against a false statement from my ex-wife. Right, so yep. let's do this. Because I'm about to collapse. Okay. Hey, Rage Cage, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing all right, man. How about you? I'm good, man. Welcome to the TFM show. No, oh, thank you. Glad to be here. Hey, man. Sweet. Hey, how's it going, DD? Doing good, man. Doing good. Chilling. So, tell us, uh, tell us your story. What's going on? Basically, I ended up going through a uh, divorce back in 2013. Uh, the whole thing started when uh, I came back from a uh, four-day stint in the oil fields, and my now ex-wife decided to go absolutely nuts. Uh, she threatened to kill everybody in the house, uh, took my three-month-old daughter at the time and just ran off in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so the next morning, I went and filed a restraining order with the county, um, and I also filed for the divorce. Uh, as a result of that, she got wind of what was going on and decided to evade the county sheriff for well over a week, which had them pretty pissed off. Um, despite all that, uh, come to find out, she went and checked into an abused women's shelter under false pretenses, so I ended up getting hit with a restraining order because of that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, then the first day in court came. Day before Thanksgiving, mind you, which really sucked, because um, in that one, not only did the uh, judge throw out my restraining order, uh, she, uh, yeah, I got stuck with the female judge, which made it even worse. Um, I went in with an expectation of fairness, you know, because I was always to believe that our justice system was one that, um, you know, would, would hear all sides of the case before you, you making thought, judgments. You thought, you thought the family court was a court of justice, like, you know, the criminal court. And, and exactly. It, it, and it wasn't a feminist, get the men, kill the men, hashtag kill all men 
just redistributive bullshit court. Exactly. Uh, I, I thought it was following the same rules as any other court, and yeah. boy, were I wrong. Right. Yeah, they, like, other than the word court, they have nothing to do with each other. Like, you, you, yeah. actually, you actually have a const- constitutional rights in a criminal court. Well, yeah, exactly, and it, it was in that first hearing that I found out that, um, yeah, my rights pretty much don't mean squat, and I, I found out that a lot of what I stood for when I enlisted in the Army was a lie, which was very devastating to me on a psychological level. Uh, mm-hmm. For obvious reasons, right? Well, it's not a lie. Like you know, the problem is, uh, you know, you're still fighting. You're fighting for your country and everything like that. It's just that the country doesn't really care about men. Like it, you know, it's gynocentric. It doesn't mean it's like a lie, right? Although I kind of figured that. Um... You know, I would at least get a fair chance, which I didn't, oh, and no. that became a that that became abundantly clear when, uh, you know, my ex laid out her little sob story for everybody, right? And you know, it was yeah. our turn to try to make a statement, and Judge told us flat out, uh, "I don't want to hear it because I don't care." Right. Yeah. Right. She, she is. She got to tell her story without any evidence. And so I'm ready to make my decision now. I don't need to hear your side. Uh, evidence, evidence is a, for, is a tool of the patriarchy. So I believe women. I listen and believe as long as you have a vagina. And so I, I've heard everything I need to hear. Well, there's actually another reason for it, just so you guys are aware. This is an old school family law trick that the feminists do. They're saying, I don't care. I don't want to hear it. And if you shut up. You don't get to make the record, and if you don't get to make the record, you don't have the ability to um, to defend yourself. So, in other words, you can't take an appeal because you haven't you haven't actually made the record. Does that make sense? Oh, okay, so what do you what do you do when a judge says I don't want to hear it? You say, well, you know, no no disrespect, Your Honor, but your feelings don't matter. I should be allowed to litigate my position. If she brings up an issue of controversy, I should be allowed to respond to it. Now, if you don't care because you're not going to entertain. The issue she's bringing up, and that's the reason why you don't care. Then, then I'm happy to uh, respect oh, yeah. that and to be so, silent. So, so basically, but if you're going to consider her, opi- right? So if you're going to throw out her bullshit, then yeah, sure, we'll, we'll, we'll consider the matter closed. But if you're going to be like, Correct. I believe, I believe her, but you can't defend yourself because I don't care, uh, then right. what do you say? Well, then you say, I, you, you say, Your Honor, I object. I'd like to be able to litigate my position. And once you do that then you can you can take an appeal based on the fact that the court wouldn't let you litigate your position. You see a lot of these oh, motion okay. hearings, you have they're timed. And so you the, the and there and there's specifically a lot of the local rules for the, all the counties. They a lot of them have um they have rules regarding how much time you get. So a lot of times what'll happen is like she'll run her mouth and they'll let her go over and then it comes time for you to talk and the judge is like, "Oh, I don't care. I want to hear you." Or the judge will start talking over you. And you'll be like, Your Honor, can I litigate my position? And then the judge is like, well, you know, I've allowed you to talk. And you'd be like, look, well, I've got five minutes to talk or I've got whatever my allocated time is according to the court rules. I should be able to use that time without interruption. Wouldn't you agree, Your Honor? And then at that point, okay. they understand it. They, so what you're doing at that point is you're, you're making the record. But yeah, the other you, thing is, if they I wish, do it. I wish somebody would write yeah. a book kind of helping yeah, men in this all- sort of situation. Yeah, yeah, it's it's almost like it's in process, but you know, I, I someone understand. someone needs to stop fucking around on Twitch and write a book, maybe even like make an <laughs> make an make an audio book yeah. of maybe another book, 
Someone needs to stop unbanning Sonny Crockett. Yeah, maybe stop unbanning Sonny Crockett. Maybe work on an audiobook. I'm going to unban him right fucking now. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I'm going to unban Sonny Crockett. Test me again, yeah. Catch me outside. How about that? Oh, man. It's... So, so that, the two that, techniques. That uh, just, yeah, yeah. So, just the two techniques on on that, which is which I think are as important for people to know. The first technique is to ask the judge if a, are you not going to consider her statements, and b, um, are you going to allow me my allocated time? And if the judge says no, then you say okay. Well, then I'd like to register an objection for the record. And at that I, point, the court knows the court knows you're going to take an appeal. Yeah, see, and this is all stuff that I ended up learning after the fact when uh, uh, it, it was it was actually right after that event that I ended up finding uh, finding out about MGTOW and what it really was. And I, I ended up getting introduced to it through the uh, very informative yet hilarious rantings of uh, Terrence Pop. And uh, I, I ended up learning a lot from uh, his series on, uh, oh, what was it called? administrative violence which was very very useful information by the way um but yeah so the, the other things were just completely ignored in this first hearing were the fact that um you know i had to pick up my daughter who was three months old from a bar where my ex-wife was drinking um you know and then she was gonna go drive knowing that I used to be a tow operator, and I've cleaned up so many DUI wrecks involving children, it wasn't even funny. And that, that was a very, very hard point for me. And I, I believe that you did that intentionally, knowing what, you know, what impact that was going to have. Probably. Um, so, you know, by the, by the end of that hearing, we were all sitting there just kind of punch drunk, I guess you'd say, just going, how the hell... Could that possibly happen? Because it, it, it's, you know, thinking back on it, it was it was a half hour hearing, but it felt like it was over in five minutes with how quickly, you know, they just rammed everything through. And as, as a result, Colorado state law doesn't allow for a custodial parent to remove a child from the state. Well, the judge in this case allowed it, so now my daughter lives in Michigan, and I'm here in Colorado. Okay. Um, I only get to see her twice a year for you know, a week at a time. And it's, you know, that that's a headache in and of itself. Um, my ex-wife doesn't show up for visitations or mm-hmm. you know, anything like that. And well, she, she doesn't get, well, she's and, not and going, the court doesn't hold her accountable. Well, I mean, it's really, it's going to be hard for her to show up for visitations with no eyeballs, right? So what do you expect? <laughs> right. But it, it, at the same time, that first hearing also introduced me to something that I never expected in a million years, uh, you know, because I, I figured, okay, the way this is going, I'm probably going to get stuck with some kind of child support, and I figured, all right, uh, three-month-old kid, child support's going to be set at maybe 300 bucks a month for a while. No, I got I, I got stiff child support for, you know, around $800 a month. Okay. Um, and I was only making minimum wage at the time, which was $9.25. Uh, oh, so yeah, they, uh, so, yeah, good times. Oh yeah, you know, loads of good times. I ended up having a couch surf for a while, um, and I'm just yeah. even now I still sit here and wonder why is this even allowed to happen? And because, because women vote. 
Well, exactly. And the, the, the other major thing about it is when, when you look at the way these family courts are operating, you wonder why there's such a huge problem with the prison population. And it's because they're you know, separating children's fathers from them. And they have no role models growing up, which is very depressing to me because I'm a custodial parent and I know what that's like. But, and, listen, you don't understand. Women vote. Um, can I just in, uh, interject here? Uh, I've got a question from Squad Recon for the guests. Um, he says, please ask the guest if he had a lawyer for the family court. I did, and unfortunately, the first lawyer I had was a complete moron. He completely misrepresented what he could do, uh, so I ended up finding another lawyer who actually was able to start getting things moving, but it, after that first hearing, in the way it went, it was an uphill battle the entire way just to not get viewed as some kind of a monster, you know, just for being male. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, uh, before, here's the thing, like, DDJ... He, like, most of the time, like, the lawyer you get, especially family court lawyers, they're they're pieces of shit. A lot of them are feminists themselves, or they just realize, you know, they just look at you and like, okay, we're going to lose. I'm just going to scalp you for a commission, make my money, and be out. And that's that's the extent of their, uh, their bullshit. Oh, exactly. And what, what was even worse was when the judge ordered psychological evaluations on both my ex-wife and I, and... I, I got to tell you, those court evaluators are some some pretty ruthless sons of bitches. Uh, just because the the way that they approach each individual is so skewed one way or the other, depending on their gender, that it's not even funny. Uh, but it was in that statement or that that, that evaluation where my ex was labeled as uh, oddly a borderline personality with histrionic tendencies, which. You know, after finding that out, I'm kind of sitting there going, oh, God, she's going to murder me. <laughs> right. Well, she can't murder you with no eyes. You can just quietly sneak around her. Like, uh, what was that that movie? Um, Pan's Labyrinth. There was, like, the monster with the eyeballs on his hands. That's how you do uh, it. Oh, yeah. 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 See, see, I was kind of thinking more like Vin Diesel from uh, Pitch Black when he just got right into the blind spot and moved with it. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Well, they have to have hammerhead face where you can like stand between their eyeballs. <laughs> um. So, but yeah, it, it was during this interview with with the uh, child family investigators are called here, um, where she admitted going to the. Uh, abused women's shelter under false pretenses and everything else and uh, ultimately I don't know how her lawyer did but she managed to have that entire record suppressed from the court even though the court ordered it so I'm, I'm still kind of scratching my head on that one as to um, I know why that was even allowed I know why you like to know why I would indeed because vagina ah there you go I have I, all the I answers did when when they, when they went to suppress that evidence of the false allegation, and they were successfully able to do it, did your attorney take an appeal? Yes. So you went uh, to the appellate court uh, on my, that issue. Uh, okay, so it never got to the appellate court. My my attorney petitioned the judge to get it, you know, 
we were reintroduced into the court evidence and uh okay because my attorney said flat out look that this was ordered by you so why are you going to suppress a report that you ordered and you know well, they're doing the judge on this because it was bias and that's evidence of bias and once the judge banned the evidence from the court that's when you take the appeal because you could demonstrate bias at that point because you're ha you have evidence of a false allegation and once you have evidence of a false allegation, you can start to crucify her, especially because you had the mental health evaluation showing that she was a borderline personality disorder. And then you have abusive use of conflict because of the false allegations and everything else. And then on top of that, you have the potential for welfare fraud because she joined, jumped into an, a, an abuse shelter under false pretenses. So, I mean, there's a lot of issues that are going on there. And the only way that you can solve that is you need to get away from the biased judge. And the best way to do that is to take an appeal. Now, if you take the appeal in the middle of the case, it's called an interlocutory appeal. And then if you take an appeal after the final judgment, it's called a final judgment-based appeal. Just an FYI. And we, uh, so my attorney actually did petition the, uh, the uh, courts in Denver for, you know, relief on this issue. And the courts in Denver did not want to take the appeal at this, at that stage. And well, when you say so, courts in Denver, are you talking about the family court? Or are you talking about the court of appeals? That's that are different things. Uh, from what I remember, I believe she went to the court of appeals and she also went to the, uh, yeah, my second attorney was a female. We figured that would be a good way to go. Um, and she, she was a barracuda too, but, uh, um, she also went to the Judicial uh, Disciplinary Committee about it, and it ended up going nowhere, unfortunately. Um, well, the the uh, Commission on Judicial Conduct will never take action in the middle of a case while it's actually moving. They have to wait until the case is over before they actually do anything about it. So a lot of people don't know that, and they think that they're going to get relief there, and, and usually it, it just won't happen. So. Ah, so that explains why that didn't go anywhere. Um, yeah. And also, there was a whole bunch of other stuff that went down where, you know, she accused me of crap. Had to have me holding contempt over a tax return that I never got because she wanted it. Um, yeah, it's 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 been a wild ride. And then last year, her attorney, my, my ex's attorney, ended up getting disbarred for providing false information to courts. So at that point, we should have been able to have the entire thing viewed, and the judge didn't want to, you know, go back and review everything. So. It's just one of those things where, well, you got to find out what the relationship was between the journey, the the attorney and the judge. If the judge didn't want to review it, that's because the judge had a dog in the fight, right? And that's what we're trying to figure out still. Um, but it's it's a long the process. Easiest, the easiest way to do that is to go on the judge's LinkedIn, go on the attorney's LinkedIn, and start looking at cross referencing everything the judge does with the attorney does to find links. This actually happened in my divorce case, in my second divorce where I was able to actually link the attorney to the judge. And eventually I was able to find emails between the two of them and introduce them into the court. So, you, you know, it's going to be a process, but you got to know what to look for. You got to figure out what organizations they're a part of. You got to figure out where they socialize, what kind of stuff they do. And once you can create those bound or create those things, then you're going to be able to find out what's going on. I actually found out where the judge and the attorney were endorsing each other and giving each other recommendations and such. And that was enough to create, um, that issue because if you can demonstrate ex parte contact and and especially an ex parte contact with an attorney who is disbarred I mean that's that's as close as you're going to get to a, a, a fucking stake in a vampire through a heart I like the sound of that I really do um, 
but you know, it's again, it's one of those things. It's going to take some time and a lot of work to get it all hammered out. But you know, I, I'll be honest with you, it doesn't. It doesn't take that much time if you do it right. Just look Wait. at the look at the bar news. Do some Google searches. Check out LinkedIn. Um, you may even want to, uh, you know, hire a professional if you you know if you don't have the time, but you have a little bit of extra horsepower as far as money. Um, you know, hire a private investigator for about four or five hours and have them look into the relationships because they can access databases and things that you may not be able to access. And it would, it, you know, it, you have a disbarred attorney and you have a judge that's not acting rationally. And the reason the judge is not acting rationally is because there's information you don't know. So you have to figure out what it is that you don't know. And my guess is that there's a relationship there that's inappropriate. And that's why the judge doesn't want to touch it because the judge is terrified that they're going to be implicated in whatever the fuck was going on. Now that I could definitely see. Um, you know, I mean, ultimately though, one, the, the, the one thing that's really helped me get through this in terms of advice has been from uh, Terrence Pop himself again, where he said, uh, uh, you know, as it stands, when you're going through the divorce process and even for a couple of years after it's closed out and done, um, you know, your, your ex is still looking at the short game for that instant gratification. How can I screw you now? Whereas, you know, we on the downside of everything have to be playing the long game for an ultimate victory in the end. And, you know, so, so that's kind of where I'm turning my sights now is to, towards a long game. Well, yeah, it sucks that, like, basically as a man, you have to fight this corrupt system just to, like, you know, for, the woman basically, she wins by default, and you have to basically, like, take it to the, you know, the, into overtime and deplete all your resources just to f see justice, and our taxpayers, our tax dollars are paying for the system that's fucking corrupt as shit, but because women vote, you know, it exists. Right. Oh, exactly. And that's the, the, the thing that a lot of people don't realize, though, is that, you know, the long game is important. But I can tell you this from lots of experience. You only need to win one hearing. You don't need to win everything. You just need to win one hearing. You need to have one hearing won. Once you have a one hearing win, everybody gives up. They just give up and they give you what you want. That's a pretty good point. Um you know, I, I will say that one piece of saving grace I have is that uh, regardless of the fact that my daughter and I are separated by 2,000 miles, she, she's four and a half now, and uh, yeah, she knows exactly who I am. She never gives me any help, and this is one of the best parts about it for me. My ex-wife is always getting pissed off because of the fact that my daughter regardless of the fact that she hasn't been around me very much, has a lot of the same mannerisms and facial expressions that I do. And it drives her up a freaking wall. Got it. Well, gotta love yeah, biological sucks, traits. Man. At least it wasn't the postman's kid. Ain't that the truth? Although on the other... Uh, actually, no. No, I, I shouldn't say that because even if it was the postman's kid, I'd still be stuck on a hook. Right. Yeah, there's no justice for men. Not in family court. I mean, nope. you're, be you're better off being tried for murder than going to family court. Yeah, at least in the murder case, you're getting a chance to speak your case and exactly. help be heard. I'm not, I'm not advocating violent, violence is not the answer. I'm just saying, in a real practical way, you're almost better off going to a criminal court. Y you have a better chance of pleading insanity in a criminal court for murder than actually seeing justice in a family court.
Oh, exactly. Uh, you know, I mean, it's still, I mean, regardless of the fact that there's badge involved, um, it's still just baffling me from a legal standpoint how uh, you can have, you know, all kinds of evidence from medical reports to everything else that, you know, your ex's attorney can get thrown out or say is unfair because it assassinates her character, you know, unfairly somehow. And the family court goes along with it regardless. And I, I really think a lot of it also has to do with, uh, you know, who's, where, where's a lot of the family court's money coming from? Because if you follow money, that's, that's when you start to uncover a few more things because uh, for, from what I understand, a lot, of the, a lot of the family courts actually do get kickbacks from the federal government for enforcing child support. Well, no, yeah, the fa- the family courts are basically, you know how like these no-go zones have these Sharia courts? Yeah. Ba- basically, yeah, fa- family court is like the feminist Sharia court. The Constitution doesn't exist there. And it's, it's, it's 100% funded by the government. Like feminists don't produce anything of value. So they, they, these feminists, because they because women vote, they go to the government and they want the government to create jobs for them so they could justify their own existence and support themselves financially. So the government creates all this bullshit for no reason just to give feminists a reason to exist because they're parasitic bullshit because women vote. If women didn't vote, none of this would be happening. But because women vote and they got to get those women votes because women are literally the majority of voters. They're the majority of citizens. Uh, politicians need the women vote to get elected to keep their jobs, and that's that is the source of all this bullshit. Well, that's very true, and you know I believe it goes a little deeper than even feminism. And I was actually talking about this in the uh, pre-screening room, but um, uh, I, I, I think it goes all the way back to uh, social Marxism. Uh, just because if you look at uh, if you look at history when the Fabian socialists came over after uh, you know in the 30s and 30s, they actually started using movements like quote unquote women's rights and you know okay. quality so, and all this other good all right, stuff so, to so, actually so if Marx start create, redistributing wealth. Right. So if Marx created uh, feminism, why was there feminism in ancient Rome? I'm sorry, say that again. If, there, if, if Marx created feminism, why was there feminism in ancient Rome? You can't uh, again. If Marx created <laughs> feminism. <laughs> Why was there feminism in ancient Rome? He asked him knowingly. Well, I, I would say that the that, that's the thing, though. The feminism in ancient Rome was a little bit different, and I see that for one reason, and it's because of the fact that modern feminism, as it is as we know it now, if if you look at the whole wage gap issue and everything else that doesn't exist, but they say it does. Uh, it's it's a it's another wealth redistribution scheme. Um, like where when you like, really break it all down. But that they had bread and circuses, and they had wealth. They had welfare in ancient Rome. My point was this isn't Marx didn't create this. this everyone wants to blame the socialists and the Marxists. Like oh, if these Marxists didn't weren't around, oh, it, it's not. No, this this existed thousands of years ago. In ancient Rome, they had welfare programs. In ancient Rome, they had like the equivalent of family courts and feminist bullshit. The only difference is women su- didn't successfully get the right to vote, but they did petition for it, and they weren't fucking beaten to shit out of by their husbands like they should have been. So ancient Rome had feminism. It just wasn't as successful as it was in the West. Marx didn't create anything. He didn't invent anything. It wasn't like it's this new crazy thing. 
called uh, feminism that Karl Marx invented. And if Karl Marx was never born, if he was just a blowjob, uh, the women's never would have been tainted by the evil Marxism. This, this exists for thousands of years. It exists whenever men allow it to exist. And that, that is a fair point. And to be honest, I did not know that about Rome. So I'm going to have to go back and, you know, burn up on my history on uh, ancient Rome and whatnot so I can uh, have a better yeah. understanding of that. Well, I did a video, uh, old video, about the traditionalism cycle. And the part two of it was I looked at ancient Rome, modern the United States, and, and Saudi Arabia. Because ancient Rome, they completed the cycle. United States is basically at the end of the cycle. And then Saudi Arabia, they're kind of beginning the feminism cycle because they're just now giving women the right to vote, like, recently, in the last couple of years. Uh, so, true, and they also just recently gave them the right to drive, too. Yeah, no, yeah, they're fucked. You had a good run, Saudi Arabia. <laughs> time, time to collapse. Yeah, they get still have 50% of your shit, if not more, and then run off with it. Yeah. Oh, boy. But, yeah, I mean, the the whole thing has just been a, definitely an eye-opening experience that forced me to go and kind of, kind of do a lot of research into what's really going on and, you know, kind of how to try to, how to try to protect myself against it in the future or, you know, how to explain it to others who are thinking of getting married so they can protect themselves against, against it in the future. Yeah, it's, I mean, the only way to protect yourself, well... That's the be- the beginning is don't get married. G- getting married is like eating Tide Pods. It's just not a good idea. <laughs> now, however, you know the not getting married is just the beginning. Because okay, okay, I, I'm not getting married. Great, per- perfect. All right. Well, now you got to you still got to worry about false rape accusations. You still got to worry about all this other shit. So it's not it's not a slam dunk. Okay, I've committed. I'm not getting married. Problem solved. Nope. Because there's still shit. Women can still fuck you up. Uh, the system can still get you, even if you're not married. And that's why you end up putting a call to the dollhouse, right? Yeah. Well, e- even at getting adult, like, there, li- here's the thing. Even there will be a time, there will come a time when being MGTOW, even being a MGTOW monk, isn't enough. Where women are just pointing the finger at you and, like, you know, this, this listen and believe shit. If Me Too goes all the way. And, you know, they can point the finger and destroy your life. There's nothing you can do to defend yourself. No evidence needed. Uh, no justice. Just, you know, oh, you have a dick? Well, time for you to pay. And, you know, even being a transgender je- lesbian that won't help you, there's no defense. Like, women, you are basically a third-class citizen. You have no rights. And w- women, just like, you know, like the aristocracy of the ancient empires, they can just have you ended for any or no reason just for their own amusement. When the system gets that bad, um, it's it's time to go to war. It, it's it's hockey mask time. They're, like when even going if I other than getting away, like my, my first plan will be to I'm fucking ghost. But if I can't leave for whatever reason, like maybe these dipshits get their way because you know like every time socialists uh, want to raise the taxes too much, the what they do is people with money leave. They go to another country and they leave. So what they what ends up happening is they people want to be like, oh, we got to keep these rich people from leaving and taking their money because that's not fair. So let's say they successfully pass some law saying that they're going to take your shit and you can't, you can't keep, you can't leave peacefully. You can, so you're basically stuck in your country unless you basically have no property. You have to abandon all your property and, and basically be homeless in a third world country or stay. 
at that point i'm like okay motherfucker this this is how this is what you wanted just remember just remember you wanted this you begged for this i tried every opportunity to avoid this but you said no nay nay i want you to fucking end my shit i i need you to end my shit and i'm like very well because you begged me for it so passionately i will end your shit Right, and you know that—that's another mess about their whole child support system that people don't realize is that um, you know once you're in the system, they can you know revoke your passport at any given moment for any given reason, you know, under the freaking sun. So you know, I—I I, I could find myself being in a position where I'd be screwed very quickly and unable to leave the country just because my ex-wife wasn't happy. Well, yeah. Well, you got to get a uh, a secondary passport. Yeah, I'm kind of working on a plan for that right now. Uh, yeah, like don't really want to bulge too much about it, but right, uh, right, 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 right. No, like into, uh, you know, read into what's called just sanguinous citizenships or blood right citizenships. There are countries out there that if you share, um, if you have a bloodline that hails from that country, or like say a relative that goes back a certain number of generations, you can qualify with a little bit of money for citizenship of some of those other countries. I did it myself. Yeah. Well, and that's yeah. that, that's a pretty good piece of advice, anchors. And by the way, I'm sitting here vaping right now. So, hey, thank oh, you. Shit, is it anchors cool, away yeah. vapor? Unfortunately, no. I can't find it anywhere out here. Uh, well, last place I found it was over at Front Range Vapor, and I haven't really looked for it for a little bit. So you gotta order it, bra. There's a website. Yeah, we sell off of our website. TFM customers get 10% off. 10% off. What are you waiting for? What is anyone waiting for? Order today. What are you, put it this way. We are $20 for a 60 milliliter bottle, and we are better than like the majority of the crap on the shelves. So we're cheaper, and we're better. What the fuck are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? <laughs> Just do it. That's no, you, said, you said you would order vape yesterday, and you haven't ordered the vape. Just do it. Make your vape come true. <laughs> that smoking shit is dead. We vape now. Yep. It's it's better. Cigarettes are... Eh. Yeah, well, because well, you're, you're burning shit and you're inhaling the smoke. Even if it wasn't... Like, you could take all the chemicals out of cigarettes. You could just make it burning the paper. It's still bad for you. You're still inhaling smoke. Yeah, there's going to be carcinogens no matter that, That's why there's carbon there. monoxide alarms, you know? Like inhaling burning shit is not good for you you see and I, I think that's a perfect way to describe what'll happen if you uh, think the lesser two heads and just go and get married because they think it's a good idea you're basically inhaling burning shit and you know coaching yourself in the process yeah and then vaping yep. it's literally water vapor like okay right. there's not even a comparison you know women so. are women are basically like cigarettes and sex dolls are like like vaping if you, if, if you yes, it's a really good analogy. <laughs> really, pretty much, pretty much, basically, basically. I'm gonna warn thing. you though, man. If you ever buy my product, like you're you're gonna be hooked. Like, I've gotten so many emails from customers just off of TFM who basically like say they're only going to purchase my stuff now because like the flavors were so much better. And just you've been warned. You've been warned. Right on. But yeah, no. And the, the other nice thing about uh, having a dog. You're not going to get the gynecophysifolates. Nope. Well, now, uh, there is one warning. Uh, TPE is porous. So if you, like, if you want to start a doll brothel, if someone, has an <laughs> S if someone has an STD and fucks your doll, 
you can actually get um what is i've never seen that before like this guy has like a shield and all this crazy shit going on anyway um yeah you can't actually get an std from a doll if someone fucks the doll and has an std if it's a tpe doll because you you can't 100 percent sterilize them because they're porous uh, you can bleach them, but that'll damage the TPE. Whereas uh, silicone, because it's not porous, you could actually just clean it out with like a disinfectant and actually completely sterilize it. So someone could, someone with S, you could, people with STDs can use that doll and you could sterilize it and it'll be fine. But with a TPE doll, you don't want to start a doll brothel because uh, someone with an STD could potentially infect the doll and it would spread it to other users. Yeah, and it, I, I was paying attention to your video a couple weeks ago where uh, you uh, talked about your unfortunate experience with them um, removing portions for cleaning. So uh, right, no, there's, there's, yeah, little, little, uh, there's a PSA. Okay, check. Like I'm going to repeat it in case you didn't watch the video. So if you get their removable vagina, you got to reach in there and grab it. And you got to pull it out like an alien. You know, like the movie Alien, where it, it'll stretch. It's very stretchy. So when you go to pull out the removable vagina, you need to clench clench it really hard or stuff a baby wipe in the tip because as you're pulling it and the tube is contracting you'll actually money shot yourself on the paint your pants <laughs> if you uh if you aren't careful you'll just you'll get a little a little boomerang jizz so yeah stuff a baby wipe in the tip i know it's <laughs> it's, it's, a mis it's a mistake you only make once, so you, you you grab the tip, squeeze it to where nothing can come out, or or stuff a baby wipe in the tip, one or the other. Then that's that's how you solve that problem. Yep. Itself you get to Russia. Doll blow on you. Yep. Exactly. But you know, it's it's all about the experiences, right? That's that's what life's all about. It's all about the experiences. Okay. Can't learn anything without the uh, good, bad, and then ugly and somewhat disgusting. <laughs> uh, you know, it's um, it is what it is. What can you say? Right. So, Rage Cage, uh, is there anything else that you want to say before we move on? Because we're going to wrap this up now. Uh, no, sir. I think we covered everything. I um, just wanted to put it out there that uh, yeah, it's kind of what you're going to be walking into and you go into a divorce court and by now I'm pretty sure most of these guys know what it's about but you never know you're always going to have that one newbie that's listening that's going to go oh hey maybe I want to rethink this portion of my life and you know that kind of has a come to Jesus moment so to speak well yeah if hmm. you're if you're really new to the show I, I highly say if you really want a, an eye-opening experience about how fucking shitty the system is watch DDJ's Inferno that will traumatize you. You'll have nightmares. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody sent me a link to that earlier. Yeah, you should watch that. Well, well don't we'll don't go. watch it now because you you know you don't want nightmares. Yeah. But after you've had a good night's I, sleep, I can tell you, I still get people who like watch it because I mirror it on my channel as well, and I still get people that are like they 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 tell me they go back and they watch it occasionally, and they're like, dude, that story just amazes me. And I was like, yeah, it's 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 shit. So. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I I would have killed the motherfucker. I would have gone boondock saints on a lot of people. You know, I like I said, um, I, had I can understand that. It, 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 I had the one opportunity, and uh, my ex pulled him back in the house. Well, you know, you don't just kill him. 
That's what I said at the time. <laughs> That's, he's he's just he's just the first. He's the the appetizer. He's, right. You're right. Um, we got we got a whole we got a nine course meal. Oh shoot! <laughs> you know the EDJ. I've 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 thought about that kind of stuff too. Uh, you know, not not gonna lie. Going through the divorce process, it brings up a lot of just evil feelings from someone deep in your soul that you normally wouldn't have towards somebody it's just like no i could i could end them and dispose the body real quick well yeah. do you remember do you remember the guy that uh he walked up to the dude and he was a black guy and he walked up to this old man and he shot him in the face because his girlfriend wouldn't talk to him i remember hearing something about that but i don't know much about it it's about six months or a year ago basically this guy was uh his girlfriend was cheating on him or something and he wanted to talk to her. She wouldn't talk to him. So he grabbed a gun. He walked around and started shooting people and everybody was like, Oh, you know, this guy's mentally insane. This guy's fucked up or whatever. Turned out this guy was a social worker and he actually had like a degree, like a, like a, a mental health type degree. He was a social worker and he had no history of mental health problems, but his relationship fucked him up so bad that it turned him into a fucking homicidal maniac. So if anybody ever thinks for a second that some chick won't turn you into a homicidal maniac, don't believe, don't believe it because mentally healthy people get fucked over by these women and they go insane. And if mentally healthy people can go insane, you know, imagine how much easier it is to become psychologically fragile over some bullshit woman. When, you know, maybe you have a, you know, a history of mental health, you know, mental illness, like depression, or, you know, you've gone through some, some other shit before. So you have to understand that, like, you know, these women can, can turn your life to shit with a quickness. Oh, oh, yes, they can. And, you know, I just, just going to throw it out there that the kind of shit that these women pull would actually be a good topic for a, uh, for a long discussion someday. Mm hmm. Well, thank you for uh, coming on. Ah, oh, you're very welcome. Th thank you for the information you gave. It uh, it kind of clear up a few things and uh, kind of give me a few ideas. Yeah, uh, when um, that book comes, I'm, I might I might pick that book up because not that I'm worried about going to family court or anything, but it just it seems like a like it, here's the thing like it's amazing these books weren't written before. That you know in really, tw 2017 2018 a guy has to write a book that feminism actually wasn't about equality. Like, this book wasn't already written decades ago. Uh, and now he's writing a book about surviving family court. Like, how long has family court been a thing? No one thought, like, hey, maybe maybe men might want to know this is bullshit. Right. Right. <laughs> someone maybe. might someone might be interested in this book. Right. I can tell you I'd be interested. Well, I'll let you know when it's out. Sweet. Um, there you go. Rage Case, thanks for coming on, dude. Um, we're going to be moving on now. So, uh, do you want to have the final say before we move on? Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for uh, letting me rant a little bit. And it's been fun chatting with you guys, and you all have a nice night. Cool, man. Take care. Take care, man. In a bit. Right, before we get. Um, through the questions, uh, before I muted someone in the channel, thanks Nocta, um, 
they were rambling on about single mothers. TFM, do you want to give your opinion about single mothers? They're cancer. They're the human embodiment of cancer. Okay. Like, you know, you could, you could say certain people are like diseases. What the fuck? Oh, hold on. I gotta get out of this, uh, get out of the server. Wait, what the fuck? Okay. There's music playing and I can't, I don't know where it's coming from. Okay, now Welcome it's gone. Well, I got out of the server. I expect, I thought it was like tied to the server, like some kind of ad. Okay, it's gone mm -hmm. now. Who knows? Whatever. Sorry about that, guys. Single mother cancer. Single mother yeah. cancer. Oh, yeah, like they're they're literally they're the living embodiment of cancer. Okay, uh, it's because we had someone in the chat just trying to ruffle a few feathers, and we With don't. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. I think it was a troll. Okay. So uh, I, I didn't ban troll. them. Yeah. Put them on mute. Put them on timeout, just so that they can have a little think before they uh, make any more stupid mistakes and get themselves banned. Okay. Sorry, I just had to run off and grab some tea. Um, more questions. <clears throat> um, I'm not sure if this uh, question has been done. In um. With the bananas, but anyway, Tyler Durden he says for TFM, um, do you really need a credit card? I've been thinking about it, and all you really need is for it to build credit. What do you think of home ownership? Do men, especially MGTOW, really need a home? I think a monkeynomics vid would call would be called cool to do on this topic. Um, I thought I did a video on real estate. Yeah, you don't need. Uh, I mean, owning a home is an investment. Uh, you don't need a credit card. Everything you can you you do with a credit card, you can do with a debit card. Uh, in fact, I didn't own a credit card until I had one for work. So, you know, it was a more of a work thing. The only credit card I keep anymore is for Guitar Center because sometimes there is a really really nice guitar that I don't want to spend the money on. And it's probably not wise, but I paid off and canceled any of my other credit cards. They're like, I'm not going to say useless because sometimes even like if you do want to purchase a home, sometimes you have to show some sort of credit history. Like when I bought my house, I didn't have any credit cards or man anything before except like a phone bill in my name. Because it and that was really that about it. I had to have, to um, I basically went out and I got just a secured credit card with like a $500 limit and spent like $30 a month and paid it like $20 of that $30 off every month for like four months. And my credit score was boosted like exponentially. And then I was able to obtain my mortgage. I bought a house as an investment and because the time was right and the price was right, it's kind of like on you. Like if you want to own a home, I mean, buy, buy a home, just be smart about it. Don't get yourself in negative equity right off the bat. Like a lot of people do like, don't go like, if you can afford like a $200,000 house, you don't have to go and buy a $200,000 house. So it's kind of your call, I guess. Right. Yeah, I mean, like owning a home versus renting or having something like a trailer or having something like a mobile home, th those are all – I actually looked into micro homes for a while. Uh, I don't have a micro – the problem is you, you can't live in – like they don't have the options in a lot of places. I use credit cards for everything just to churn rewards. Remember, to yeah, like my biggest reason for buying a house is because true. when uh, when I was younger, I was I was homeless for a little while, 
and that shit sucked to be like 16 and have nowhere to live that was awful so i always had it like kind of just embedded in my mind that i always wanted a place of my own where i made the rules where i got to do what i wanted to do plus i play music and like a half stack 100 watt guitar amplifier doesn't go over well like in an apartment or a condo and i wanted a house to have my own place where i could paint the walls whatever color i want i don't have to answer to some homeowners association i could have a dog like all the things i wanted to do like if those aren't things that are like up your alley like if if you're okay with like renting or whatever i mean rent it's just it comes like a matter of preference like if you're thinking about buying a house just do it smart just do some research yeah now uh telcina made the point that you if you're if you have the discipline i've known people who do this you could basically pay for everything with credit cards, pay off the balance each month because by federal law, if you pay off the balance within the first 30 days, you don't pay any interest. And a lot of these, especially the the the, um, the cards that have the really high interest rates usually have like cash back or that you get points that you could buy stuff with. So if you're disciplined, you can basically pay those off each month and get free money. Um, now, my advice is you got to be careful because that's playing you're playing with snakes. And, like, you may have the intention to pay things off, but you could lose your job. And then, you know, let's say now now you have all these credit card bills you have to pay and you just lost your job or something like that. But, like, let's say you have cash. You should have, like, six months of living expenses in cash. So even if you lose your job, you have, you know, money for stuff. So assuming you have that kind of stuff in order, yeah, you could do that. But, yeah, just be careful. Have a backup plan. Ask yourself, you know, if shit goes really south, can I pay this off using cash in my savings account or something like that? If the answer is yes, uh, and you have the discipline, you're not gonna, you're gonna be diligent about paying off the balance. Then yeah, you could do that. Uh, uh, TFM, what do you think of uh, <clears throat> using credit cards to study? To go to like college for like school, yeah. Well, not not so much college, but, you know, just like do online courses and stuff like that, you know, for something that you probably couldn't afford uh, with uh, cash that you've got in your account. In credit No, I mean, they have student loans that are usually high, lower interest rate than a uh, a credit card. Like, but I don't, don't know why. Don't you, don't you have to, don't you have to, you have to apply for student loans and you might not get it or what? I mean, no, student it, loans it, are almost guaranteed. Yeah, yeah student, student loans are really easy to get. And the yeah, interest in the rate UK, is like they're not very, way lower. They're not very. They're not very. Uh, now the only the only difference is you, you can't. The only difference is is you can't like file bankruptcy to get out of a student loan, or you can mm. file bankruptcy to get out of a credit card. So that that might be something. Um, or if you became disabled, your student loans will be forgiven, whereas like your credit card debt sure as fuck wouldn't. Right. Like, honestly, the way I look at it with credit cards these days, if I don't have enough money to pay for a cash, I can't afford it, plain and simple, because, like, right. you never know what could happen. Mm. Yeah, I, I pay everything off all the time. I don't, I don't, but I have, like, a, a lot in savings. Like, I'm, I'm, here, what's weird is I'm very aggressive when it comes to, like, my investments. But when it comes to, like, having money, I have, I have six months of savings, or I have six months of expenses in cash that I put in, like, a, a CD like a six-month CD, or it might be a 12-month, I'm not sure. But, you know, it pays a little bit, whatever. But it, the cash just sits there. It's, or it's, it's in a money market or a CD, basically. So I have access to it, but it's making me good interest. Well, not great interest, but I have access to it. And so, you know, you live off that, and it's, you know, it's there. So I'm, I'm like, conservative when it comes to my savings, but I'm, like, super aggressive when it comes to, like, my investments. So it's kind of weird. 
but you know, I'm like just super conservative all the way around is like an owner of a new business, a small business. I, I don't make any frivolous expenses anymore. I'm like super, super, super. Well, but but you owning, you investing and having a business that you invest in, that's pretty aggressive. I'm talking like just investments, you know, like saving for retirement. So TFM, do you own property? I, I do not. I don't know. Well, okay. not not be, my, my reasoning is I uh, I don't believe in buying property as an investment unless it's basically going to be the place you live. Like if you have a if you're going to live in a certain area and you're going to lay down roots there and you want to buy a house there, but you're you're gonna you're gonna live there anyway, then sure, whatever. But if you're just don't buy a house in a place because you think it's going to go up in value, kind of like kind of like Bitcoin. Like if you have a need for cryptocurrency, like you need to transfer money uh, electronically and anonymously, then cryptocurrency is perfect for that. But don't buy it thinking, oh, this is going to go up in value. You know, buy it because you're going to use it for what it's what it was intended for. Well, you never know what could happen with the housing market. Prime example, pre-2008 here in Detroit, there was a lot of investment opportunities for these new like Riverside condos and like Riverside like luxury, like loft apartments that you could own. And there was a lot of housing development that was going up and a lot of people invested a lot of money into buying these things. And then seriously, a year later, it collapsed. These people were like $400,000 in negative equity, like overnight. Right. Well, yeah. Well, that's because there was a bubble. I mean, the signs of a bubble are are not hard to spot. It's the problem is, is when people are warned of a bubble, they're always like, Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you, you don't know shit, man. Oh, you fucking watch this YouTube video. So th- yeah, those people can't be like, sit. Those people can't be helped. Like bubble. Oh, I'll get out before that bubble burst. I'm a smart investor. Right. Yeah. I. You know, you, you can't save people from themselves. No, you cannot. But the people who waited till after that bubble were able to buy... So I'm not kidding. Like seriously, houses that were like million dollar mansions, like nineteen thousand square foot legitimate mansions. There was a time when on the suburbs of Detroit you could buy a real mansion for like a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Nice. Right. Uh one second guys. Right. Um Right, next question from uh, no, we can get rid of that one. Okay, that was for a for a guest, so it's not needed. Right, uh, question from Alex Overlord. He says, uh, "What will happen to widows in a libertarian society since they won't get any government support?" Good question. Um, I mean, though. People are free to form private charities and religious organizations that take care of widows and orphans. They're just—it's not going to be forcibly subsidized by by government through force. So, like before, in the long, long ago, in the before time, uh, widows and orphans were cared for by religious groups or charities. So, you know, like why would that? Why would that change? Like you don't need to—you don't need to take people's money by force. Um, and subsidize, you know, because it starts with widows and orphans. What about the poor widows and orphans? But then it ends with, what about the poor single mothers and the, the people who are just too lazy to work? Who will take care of them? What about the children? So, you know, say no. <clears throat> Let the people who give a shit take care of the widows. 
right. I'm not among them. Well, a lot of those widows too, if they were married to somebody from the baby boomer generation, there's a really good chance that they're going to be collecting a pension. Well, no, pensions are broke. Those pensions are, yeah, there are pensions are ha, and I say ha. There's yeah, but the, the boomers are going to get their fucking pension, dude. A lot the of people. are fucked. Well, uh, like, I, I don't sure. know, I think pension Some in the UK and pension here means something a little bit different, but, like, basically, um, there are some really fucked up sides to it. Like, uh, my dad worked at, in the auto industry for quite a while, and uh, he was able to get a pension. Now that my mom and him have been divorced for fucking 17 years, my mom is still able to collect on his pension, which is just fucked up. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, she, like, doesn't deserve a penny of it, and she's going to be able to collect more than half of it. More than half of it, even though he's the one who worked. Surprise. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because vagina. Alright. Um, question from the meme lord known as Solomon. He says, do you plan on writing more books, TFM? Um, yeah, it depends. I mean, Doll My Balls. I'm, I'm proud of that book. It's a modern Christmas story for, ch- <laughs> for children of all ages, 18 and up. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll see if... Uh, I enjoy it. I, I think it's fun. Like I'm, I'm basically like it's like it's not a new genre because there was that that book, uh, "Go the Fuck to Sleep," that was like a take on Goodnight Moon. Uh, so it it's was kinda, excellent when Sam Jackson narrated it. Right. So that those that's that's like my genre. I make adult themed children satire books. So the doll in my balls is like a take on the whole, uh, you know. Um, you know the what's it called the elf on the shelf on, elf on the shelf thank you so that that's kind of that's what i do and then my next one is going to be kind of a take on dr seuss it's gonna be you know sweet corn and ass and maybe we'll see we'll right. see what happens i i think it's funny i i when i when i saw the art it looked just like a dr seuss book and i had the biggest smile on my face <laughs> okay <laughs> Right, uh, next question from Red Razzical. He says, TFM, <clears throat> you often make very cogent arguments. Why not write a semi-philosophical pimp hand treatise instead of another... Instead of satire books? Dolls yeah, and balls? Instead of another... Look, yeah, balls. But we yeah. have... But look, we've already... Like, Barbarossa's writing a book... Bernard Chapin wrote a MGTOW yeah, book. How long, has, how long has that been? I'm just saying, like, we, we got, we have the best and brightest minds in MGTOW working on that. Who's going to write The Doll on My Balls 2? <laughs> who's, 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 Barbarossa's not going to write Doll on My Balls 2? I will. Oh, I'm an oh. author. Okay. Anchors Away is going to write Doll on My Balls 2. So I just, I'm an you know, author, not in MGTOW, but I'm a writer. There you go. Let's see. I'm just. Right. I, I'm looking at where is the need. Where is the need greatest? Where can I make the most impact? That's oh. what it's all about. Right. Um, Political Jazz says, "Would you consider going on a Warski live to talk about MGTOW?" I would rather not, and my my reasoning is. Um. The, any conversa- if I'm involved in the conversation, I do not want to be the face of MGTOW. I don't want to be the representative of MGTOW. Uh, because the conversation is going to inevitably devolve into, 
you put stuff up your ass, you have a sex doll, and that's, you know, if we're going to have a serious conversation about MGTOW, then we need to have a serious conversation about MGTOW. That, that's my, so I would much rather someone like DDJ represent MGTOW because he's a published author, he's got 10 years of family law experience, his, his background commands respect. My background, not so much. Because like, when, you, when, you, when you're presenting yourself to the outside world, they're not going to listen to your message. They're going to judge the messenger. And so I know it won't work out good if I'm the messenger. So I don't mind well, being here, like you know, thing, a late adopter. I just don't want to be the face. Yeah, here's the thing, too. Going on to something like Worski Live, I mean, I'm not a big fan of autism blood sports. And so, um, you know, a lot of times what ends up happening is, is that when it, you get on like those types of streams, you get into situations where um, people haven't really thought about what it is the fuck they're saying, and they've just adopted somebody else's point of view. And so they're shitting out talking points about shit they don't really understand. And it ends up being like just complete shit show. Uh, the quartering did a, a video about internet blood sports and he made some extremely good points about it he got kind of hammered on for it um because people didn't want to hear what he had to say but he, i mean the points were completely valid yeah all Next right question. <clears throat> um all right this is a super serious question for um tfm um Will you hire an escort to move Celestina on you while you're on your deathbed? <laughs> nope. Oh, that's no. funny. Okay. Didn't somebody already ask that earlier? Someone did. They no. asked yeah, no. a similar but question. <laughs> wow, I can't believe this this glitch. Like, I haven't played this mode in a long time, but, like, I can't believe they didn't fix this exploit that I'm using after all this time. All right. Next question. One second. No. People are talking to me about some stuff. Anyway. Uh, question from Shattered Rose 23. When are you going to publicly destroy another feminist on your channel? Uh, like, I don't know. Like, what do you mean? Like I, I do, I, the problem is the response videos, like the anti MGTOW response videos, they all started being the same. It just wasn't much to work with. Yeah, you feminists need to step your game up. Yeah, well, I mean, I get they're women. They they don't think of original thoughts. They just kind of copy. Right. Are we are we gonna go down this this road again? TFM? No, no. <laughs> okay. No. All Next right. Question. Question from Double Freedom. When will Marcus be on the show? Uh, he said his schedule might open up in March. So we will see. Okay. We'll see then. Alright, cool. Um, Melkor himself says, how close to being fully red-pilled do you think Tommy is? Uh, he's pretty red-pill. I mean, I don't know. Like, he's... You know, he's... You know, I don't know if he'll ever like. I don't know if he'll buy a sex doll or anything. I mean, who knows? We got we got a within reason. Um, but you know, whatever. All right. 
Um, next question. Uh, from Red Robin 3500, he says, In your stream with I Am Serious, you were talking about the era of dog shit in the MGTOW community. Who are you talking about? I just need context. Be this. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you. No, I'm not yeah. going to tell you. I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take a, a drama break. I'm calling a drama yeah. break. So I'm not going to stir up shit for drama. So, no. I'll, you'll have to use your imagination, but I'm not going to confirm or deny any of your guesses. So your guess is as good as mine. Yeah. Who am, who am I talking about? Who knows? Right. So it's, it's a Magic. mystery wrapped in a question, hugged by an enigma. Right, uh, TFM DDJ, which YouTube prepper channels do you prefer and why? I don't watch YouTube prepper channels. Yeah, I don't. I don't watch YouTube prepper channels right. either. So Next that question. that one, the one I don't <laughs> yeah. watch. Most of those are absolutely stupid. I watched this one guy's video. He literally talked himself in circles. He's like, "No, it's a really good idea to make your bug out bag and make sure you have everything you need to bug out." And two minutes later, he's like, "Bugging out's a really bad idea." Your main focus should be on bugging in. And then two minutes later, he's like, so when you're thinking bug out, it's like, shut the fuck up. You don't even know what you're talking about. Why don't you take the dick out of your mouth? Right. But when you're thinking about taking the dick out, you should put the dick in your butt. Right. He was like unbelievable. And he was also saying like the best choice for like a sidearm was just like this absurd 50 caliber like desert eagle i'm like that's literally the stupidest choice you could ever choose for a sidearm yep. right i want a giant fucking hand cannon that's yeah really, like really massive hard. recoil massive right. weight hard to find ammunition for you're an idiot right. exactly i was expecting it to be like you know your typical nine millimeter or 40 caliber because nine millimeter and 40 caliber in the state of social collapse are both going to be prevalent calibers between military no you know you know what you want for no you what you really want for your sidearm a hand crossbow. There yeah, something like a hand crossbow or like, you know, I'm a firm believer in actually keeping a compound bow with my like bug mm. out shit. Some flechette. You want to like get up on your roof and throw it like a lawn dart. There you go. That's the I best. Got a, uh, I have a katana that I carry on my back. Right. I also have a flail. Yeah. Oh, nice. you want, yeah. I have a nodachi. I'm going to go nice. all fucking, okay. I'm going to go weeb on the zombies. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Right. Uh, this is going to be the final question, guys. Um, it's from Squad Recon. It says, uh, for DDJ, can you outline why men who make significant, significantly less money than their partner should get should not get married? For example, a man in STEM field making 60K marries a woman who is a lawyer earning 200K per year. If she divorces him, he would not pay alimony or child support. Yeah, but that's not the divorce. The divorce isn't the issue in and of itself. It's 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 what else happens in the divorce. What what people don't understand is is that okay, so yeah, he's not paying alimony, but he's got a domestic violence protection order against him that prevents him from seeing his kids, or his life is destroyed because he's got a domestic violence protection order against him because of false allegations, and now he can't work in his chosen field or he can't own a firearm, or he can't deal with any of the other shit that he would normally deal with, or his reputation is destroyed. I mean, the, the odds of, of, there are so many different ways that a man could be completely destroyed in the context of a relationship breakdown 
that the relationship is just not worth it. And so, you know, if you're making 60 K a year, then don't worry about it. Just make your 60 K a year and go do something else. Go get a sex doll, go, you know, actualize yourself, figure out what, yeah, you know, figure out what you're going to do and then go do it. But don't worry about, you know, going and fucking the lawyer or whatever. Because if you take this from a gynocentric standpoint, it's not only that you're not MGTOW, it's that you're not even red pill. And so, you know, this idea that, oh, you know, it, I'm going to go ahead and try to game the system by making less money than my spouse. Well, first and foremost, you've just killed your relationship. Because even if she's fucking you for a minute, the fact right. that you're making far less money than her, she's going to self-destruct that relationship once her hypergamy kicks in to go find somebody else anyway. And if you flip her any kind of shit or she fucking jumps word one on you, that's when the false allegations are going to come up and they're going to come hard, fast and furiously. And if she's making more money than you, then she's going to be able to fund a better attorney than you or at least one that knows everybody. And, and then you're and then you're fucked. So it's better just to avoid all the drama and just don't commit. Don't cohabitate and don't get married in the first place. Right. Yeah, just so you know, I mean, I've talked about these statistics before. Okay, so the base divorce rate is 50%. If the wife earns more than the husband, the divorce rate goes up to 75%. If the wife gets, like, uh, bariatric surgery and loses a bunch of weight, the divorce rate is 85%. It's basically a sure thing. So I can I can vouch for that one. Yeah, so, you know, but, you know, this whole, oh, I'm going to have my wife be the breadwinner. That way she won't divorce me. The divorce rate is 75%. I know from a man's perspective, it makes sense, but stop, you're projecting. You're not because men don't have hypergamy. Uh, women do. They, they are, they're emotional. It doesn't work. I know it, you think it does on paper, but it doesn't actually work in reality. Man, this, my fucking team sucks. Look, let me show you the damage. <laughs> let me show you the fucking, the horrendous damage I'm putting down and how my team is fucking dead weight. I saw that. I was watching it earlier. I was like, holy shit. Am I the only one not watching? Yes. Yes. Because you can't handle my fucking MLG Pro skills in TF2. Dude, I've got, like, a notepad up in front of the, uh... Did you know there's no such thing as a wife older than Lolly? How old am I again? Yeah, you're... I mean, yeah, that, that's true. Because, like, sex dolls, unless you were manufactured in, like, 2001, you're technically underage. And, like, the sex dolls that are that old are, like, blow-up dolls. So, yeah, th yeah, that's the thing. The whole thing about, like, putting an age on a cartoon or a sex doll is, kinda, is fucking stupid. But, you yeah. know, who, who, who? no one's going to let a little common sense get in the way of their bullshit. Right. Well, Kat, thank you for fielding the questions and anchors away. It was awesome having you on, as usual. Yeah. I yeah. appreciate it. It's fun being here. I Look, might actually 60, talk more next time. 60,000 damage. That's funny. Yeah, look at that. Fucking A-plus, motherfucker. There you go. Get on my level. And uh, hashtag show alert again tomorrow. I'm going to have MGTOW Esquire on. We're going to be doing Layman's Legal Clinic. Talking about parenting yeah. investigations and GALs. What time? Did you just... 2.30 p.m. Pacific. 2.30 uh, p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, which is 10.30 p.m. your time. Massage Guinea says, Cat, uh, you're pretty gay. Okay. <laughs> no, your All mom right. gay. Right. Oh god. Your mom and gay. Right. Your mom and dad gay together. Your right. mama. Anyway. So, all right. Are we good? Yep, we're good.
TFM, you got any more questions that you want to ask, or should we just wrap it up now? Uh, yeah. Well, the problem is like, I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it real until I, like, I lose this round. After this round, I'll quit. So, but we can. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'll, I'll hang out. He's in it. He's in it. I'm in it to win it. I'm hanging well, out in the pit afterwards too. There you well, go. Yeah. So you guys could leave. I'll, I'll just keep streaming until I lose this, this round. <laughs> All right, you guys have a great night, and uh, you too, man. those of you, seed, and I, I will have, talk to you. Well, later. I have. There's oh, questions. Uh, once I once I lose, oh, the motherfucker knocked me off my perch. You son of a bitch, <laughs> you motherfucker. All right. That's funny. Well, that's an exploit. Like you can crouch jump onto that ledge, and like almost right. everybody leaves you alone. That's why it's an exploit. A sniper. If you get on that ledge, you yeah. can basically like have pot shots on everyone, and no one will shoot at you. But I got knocked off. They must have patched the AI somehow. Nice. See if, I, see if I can fucking keep this tank from blowing up our base with my mighty frying pan. I saw that you're like going to town with that frying pan. Holy shit! Oh, it's super loud too and annoying. If you actually use it in game mm -hmm. with the sound on, it makes like the loudest fucking noise, and it's kind of annoying. So nice. Yep. I don't know if you saw how I was wrecking shit as heavy too on that uh, that idle server. I did. So yeah, this is when I say I, I main heavy. I wasn't joking. God, I got fucking wrecked. All right. Yeah. Nope. That's it. Okay. GG. Oh wait. All right. Maybe. Oh fuck. Yeah, we're fucked. Please don't revive him. No, yes. we're, 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 we're <laughs> fucked. My team, my team, my team gay. All right. All right, yeah, I think we're fucked. Let me, let me just, I can't, I can't give up. You, you got, you got, you're done. Basically, you got ragdolled and thrown back into the spawn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, now they, I'm not, they told you to get well, good. Now, now I'm knocked off my perch. I can't shoot any of the incoming waves. Okay, it looks like they, yeah. Maybe okay. Maybe we can turn this around. Hold on. I'm gonna try to get back on my perch. Good luck with that. All right. Can I do this? See how they're see how they're ignoring me. They're like, oh, what, who's the fuck? Who's fucking our shit up? Like, I don't know. It's weird. Who is fucking your shit up? It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, What's well, not me? I don't know what you're talking about. Right. You're just a chimp sitting on the ledge. It's fine. Yeah, don't don't mind me. Oh god, yeah, there's too many of them. Oh man. Do you play this often, TFM? I I have over 1,400 hours in this game, but I haven't played in like so, years. Hold on. So has anyone anyone in the game ever said, "Hey, are you the T uh, Tefling Monkey?" No, I haven't played in like again. I haven't played in years, so I haven't really played this game since I started my channel. This is this is my jam though. This is like my thing. This is the game I played back in the day. You got wrecked. So yeah. Again. Well, no, I'm fucking. Look at look at it. Okay, look at these numbers. Look at these motherfucking <laughs> numbers. I have ninety nine thousand seven hundred and ninety five damage. The the next highest guy has fifty eight thousand. I'm like damn near double the damage of the next guy. I'm fucking hard carrying these motherfuckers. <laughs> Too funny. But, but now I'm I'm off my perch, so I'm gonna get fucking my ass beat. Nice. Look at this. 
Aw, oh, fucking spies. Let's see. Yeah. They, they know, see, they're coming after me. They're like, kill the monkey. He's the one carrying the, the entire team on his shoulders. Mm -hmm. we kill the monkey, we, we win. Yeah, you got ragdoll bukkake. Yeah. You know what? Though? I want to get back on my perch. That's all I need. Just get me back on my perch. Fucking, oh shit. This monkey's on his perch. About to get fucked up. Mm-hmm. You want that bomb? Well, what will happen? You had the bomb, why are you dead? Fucking wreck these motherfuckers. Look at that. I got there's like, you know, 50s jazz playing. There you go. There you go. So look at that. John, I'm actually going to run away. 106. Oh, yeah, okay. No, I know the show's over. Show's over, everyone. Okay. Thanks okay. for hanging out. <laughs> I'm just. Bye, Felicia. Now, I will. Bye, Felicia. Before, once I lose, I will check the, the questions because I know there are Twitch questions and I will answer the questions. But if they're DDJ questions, obviously he won't be able to answer them. Uh, and I can't read them because I'm in the middle of this game. So, sorry, this is what happened. Someone's like, hey, play TF2. And I'm like, yes. And now you've... I, I've, I'm having a relapse. So, yeah. So, okay, I think we're we're about halfway through the waves. I mean, we'll, we'll probably... The, the wave that most people lose at is when you have the three tanks and the shit ton of spies... That's usually the wave everyone loses at. So we'll see if I can we can actually make it through that. Most likely not. Look at that damage, boy! Look at that damage. So it's just just me hanging out. There's still three hundred people watching me for some reason. Don't know what to talk about. See if I can, uh, I don't know. I'm not reading the chat either, sorry. So, yeah, there's... I'm being a bad host, I apologize. You know what, I probably, in hindsight, I should have killed the medic. That was my, that was my fault, guys. I take responsibility for that. It's my fault the heavy's not dead. I'll try to rectify that. It's all about the perch. That's how you do. Okay, here's the, the one tank. Now, is this the spot? I think it's about the halfway mark is when you get the, the spies. I don't see anyone. Interesting. Oh, maybe here come the spies. Now, the spies, this is another advantage of the perch. The spies won't get you on the perch. You're completely spy-proof. So this is why the perch is so important. Oh, I think this is the three tanks. So this might be it. This might be it for our intrepid heroes. Will they survive? Stay tuned to the Third Flinging Monkey Show. They probably won't survive. They're probably fucked. Look at that fucking sniper, bitch. Fuck you. Oh, another sniper. Hmm. God damn it. Where'd he go? 
Stop fucking moving. Thank you. Gosh, see, that's all. I love it when they listen. Just stop moving so I can shoot you in the head. You're like, yeah, see, that's what that's all I wanted. I don't think that was an un, you know unreasonable request. Yeah, we're fucked. Okay, so it, see, look at these spies. Oh, you fucker, you reached me. What the fuck? You're not supposed... Oh, you bitch. You're not supposed to reach me on my perch. Well, yeah, GG. Yeah, this is this is where it's over. Nothing to do now. I'll try to get my movement speed up. Yeah, there's really... There's no... There is no... Uh, there's no coming back from that. Nothing to do now, but... Go out in a frying pan of glory. My frying pan of justice. Can't handle my cast iron justice. Yeah, we're, we're, we're fucked. There's no way we can take out all three of those tanks. Oh my goodness. Alright, so on this, you know, I'm just gonna... I'm gonna go out... Cause we're fucked. All right, so I'm back. All right, so let's uh, let's go through some of these questions. Oh, we only have one. Okay, so good. Hopefully there aren't any uh, DDJ questions. All right, question for TFM: If you someday, some way, somehow, through no fault of your own, ended up with DDJ's hot sticky cum in your mouth and accidentally swallowed it, would you expect DDJ to return the favor? No. Obviously, if it was some kind of horrible game mistake. You know, I, I would not be like, well, now you have to suck my dick. That would be, that would be gay. Like, if you somehow accidentally put a guy's cum in your mouth. And, you know, there's actually not that specific story, but I have a similar story. So, when I was in high school, we had a salad bar. And sometimes the salad bar had pudding. And so I remember one day, they had what looked like pudding on the salad bar. It looked like vanilla pudding. And I'm like, oh shit, they got vanilla pudding on the salad bar. So I got, like, a bowl... And I got like all this, what I thought was vanilla pudding, right? And then I, I sat down, I took a big fucking spoon, and I fucking like ready to take this big bite of vanilla pudding, and it was mayonnaise. So that is my my story. Now, if it was if it was a dude's cum, that would be a whole nother level of fucked. But I wouldn't be, I wouldn't turn around and be like, all right, someone's gotta suck my dick now, because. You know, I ate someone's cum by accident. That's dumb. Anyway. All right, next question. Uh, Maples, Eagles, 90% junk, generic bars, rounds, or Perth type semi tastic I did a mix excluding generic. I'm happy years later comments. All right, you're talking about precious metal coins. Um, yeah. I, I Junk silver, I... Junk silver is okay because it's recognized as legal tender, but it's only 90% silver. Uh, I actually, the mint I like is, I think it's called Sunshine Mint. I haven't bought silver in a long time. I only recommend having about six months of living expenses in silver. And the reason why is you want six months in cash and you want six months in silver. That way, if there's a depression, you have cash. If there's hyperinflation, you have the silver. So you're good. Um... The actual mint doesn't really matter. I wouldn't overpay with like Canadian maple leaves or silver eagles. Uh, you could just get whatever. But I, I think I use a, a, a mint called Sunshine Mint, or that's the one I have. I have some bars and I have some rounds. They're all fine. It's it's pure silver. 
and silver is only like what twenty dollars an ounce, so it's it's not worth like faking. You gotta watch out with the gold bars. Sometimes they put tungsten rods in the gold bars because gold is worth more than tungsten, but they weigh about the same atomically. So, but silver, it's only twenty dollars an ounce, and silver is you can trade with it. With gold, it's worth too much, but you can trade with silver like it's twenty bucks. All right. Um, don't forget to talk about the Army of the Twelve Monkey stream. I forgot to mention it today. Okay, um, yeah. So we're going to do a stream. It's going to be a dumpster fire just for Army of the Twelve Monkeys. So if you're a $10 patron or above, you get to be part of that stream. It's going to be like a way to say thank you, to offer some added value to the uh, patrons at that level or that tier. All right, um, three more questions. Did you hear about Mario Yamasaki being fired for not stopping a fight between chicks fast enough. A man punished because protect women. I did not. I don't know the context. Was he like a referee or was he just a random dude and he like didn't break up a fight? Yeah, no, that's the thing though. Women are never responsible. Even when they're clearly in the wrong, they'll just find the nearest man. Be like, why didn't you stop them, nearest man? Don't you know yeah. men are responsible for women? No, 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 TFM, let me add some context to that. Okay. Mario Yamasaki is a referee in the UFC that um, he obviously, he he makes sure that the fighters aren't hurt in any way. Now, there's been a few fights that he's called that have, you know, the, the results have been questionable. And I think the final straw was obviously when he allowed some person to get absolutely demolished by another fighter. Um it wasn't because they were women, it, so let, let's not even get into oh, it. It okay. was because he 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 was incompetent. Gotcha. He was absolutely incompetent. Um, the, the the two fighters in question, one one of them was just completely outclassed. We're talking like two hundred and fifty strikes to three strikes. Holy shit! But this guy didn't. <laughs> and we're talking like the, I can't remember what the girl's name was. Uh, maybe someone can fill it uh, fill you in in the in the uh, chat. In the Twitch chat, but yeah, she just she demolished the girl, and yeah, I'm glad he got fired because he he was a he was an he was an idiot. Uh, there was a fight beforehand where he he um he officiated a fight between Kevin Lee and Derek Chisora, and the guy stuck in a choke in, and the choke wasn't even that far, and he called the fight. He said, "No, nah, that's it." And then I think yeah, with this now, it was the final straw. So I'm glad he's gone. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't watch. I don't watch UFC. I used to watch UFC, but now I just don't even watch TV anymore. So. I love combat sports. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I like. Again, I have nothing against UFC. I used to watch it. I just don't watch TV anymore. So I didn't. I didn't know. But thank you. Thank you for adding that context. Um, all right, two more questions. Uh, this is: Would you suggest enlisting in the military to quote get the sugar out of my tank unquote? I'm not sure what get the sugar out of your tank means, but. Um, if your plan is to go to college and you want to not have student loans, the military is probably your best bet. That could save you decades, especially if you're getting something that's going to cost you a lot of money, like an MBA or something like that. So that's something you could think about, but it's got to be part of your long-term plan. I don't know what get the sugar out of your tank means. So whatever that means, yes, whatever. I don't know. All right. Um, last question. All right, I have no idea what this means. This is from Tim Got Banned. He writes, this is his entire question. How do you do that two or nine night if you haven't seen it at the apex or inside a house? 
I what? I don't know. <laughs> How do I do the two or nine night if I haven't seen it at the apex or inside a house? Yeah. So Tim, you need to proofread your questions before submitting them. Because I'm pretty sure there's some now words... You know, now you know how I feel, dude. There's some words missing. There's some... Yeah. I, I don't... I usually can kind of piece together what someone might have meant. I am completely lost. I have no idea. I'm going to read it one more time, and I'm going to look at the chat. I'm going to give the chat an opportunity to try to figure out what the fuck's going on. How do you do that two or nine night if you haven't seen it at the apex or inside a house? I don't. I'm. T yeah. I I don't know. <laughs> you win. You you stumped wait, me. Wait wait wait. You stumped I'd... me. I'm I, I'm do you, stupefied. Do you, know, do you know the answer to that? Okay. Let me let me tell you the answer. Okay. Oh, you did you do the no 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 no? What? <laughs> I remember I seen the clip that. Oh shit! No, I forgot that oh, one. <laughs> you got to get that in there, Anne, because that's yeah. The, I've got to get it in there. Definitely, like, I've got to swap out the other ones. There you go. All right. Well, so I'm sorry you wasted your bananas, but you got to proofread, man. That's the part of being an adult. <sighs> yep. There we go. That's that's our show. Well, our show's been over for a while. I was just playing a video game, but that was the end of the questions. But yes, so, um, TFM, did you answer the... I, I put in uh, 100 bananas about the Army of the 12 Monkeys. Yeah, yeah, I did. I announced it. We're good. All right, cool. Wait. All right. Sweet. There we go. So, yeah, cool. All right, appreciate everyone. Again, please make sure you're subscribed to my secondary channel because that's where I'll be uploading until I get my channel back. Or if my channel gets a third strike, I may just be migrating completely over there. Who knows? The, the, the night is young. Who knows what'll happen? All right, so we're going. Oh, pimp's prayer. I don't know. No, dude, everyone's I'm, gone. I'm too everyone's tired gone. To the the, the, dude, you still got three hundred people watching. So, but nobody. Everyone's gone, but me and you. So it's like you can't. You know, the pimp's yeah. prayer. Like the the, the 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 church has been let out. The congregation has been yeah. dismissed. They've they've all gone home to, to watch football. It's it's too late. It's too late. The time has passed. Yeah, I so, agree. Yep. Next time, though. Definitely next, next time. Next time. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna do our little. We're gonna have our commercial break now. Just so you know, for sponsors, anybody who's like, I don't know about sponsoring a channel that keeps getting these strikes. I comp you. So even though it has Dollhouse and Anchors Away on the screen, and I'm gonna play their commercial, I'm not charging them for this time that I'm basically got the strikes and I can't post to my main channel. So if you want to sponsor the show, or you're thinking about sponsoring the show, don't worry about this whole like secondary channel strike business. You're not, I'm not going to charge you for the weeks where I can't post to my main channel. So these, these are, this is free advertising for anchors away in the dollhouse. So, all right. So, all right. See you next time. Take care and goodbye. Goodbye.
fellow Americans. Today we declare our independence from not only meatbag women, but from having to convert American dollars to British pounds in order to buy love dolls. The Dollhouse is now international, with a new American franchise. DC Dollhouse. If you live in Europe, continue to do business with the Dollhouse, but if you live in America, you can now go to DC Dollhouse where the dolls are priced in US dollars and measured in feet and inches. Now you can browse the Dollhouse's selection of love dolls and enjoy the customer service that the Dollhouse is known for, all without having to pay additional shipping or currency conversion fees. God bless the Dollhouse, and God bless America. Click on the link in the description and get started today.